We're live, Painkill Already, episode 315 with our guest, Steve Hofstetter. Kyle? Yeah, several sponsors tonight. Uh, Squarespace, CISO, Nature Box, it appears, and a brand new one, Smarty Pants Vitamins. So uh, we'll talk about each of those more later on in the show. There are links down in the description below if you want to check them out now. But yeah, let's just slide right into this. 300, how many episodes is it now? 315. It's a Star podcast. All right, together, a lot of many. numbers. <laughs> All right, uh, Steve. How yeah. are you? I was watching your stuff before uh, b- before the show started. I'm uh, I'm good. You know, just scrolling through Facebook comments, feeling bad about the world. You know, just how you <laughs> spend the day. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, things are things are good. I'm enjoying. Uh, I posted a thing today about how 2016 doesn't suck. You suck. Uh, not you guys specifically. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I, I, my feelings People weren't hurt. their problems on a calendar is ridiculous. Mm. And uh, it's fun to see people freak out about that. It's great. I actually read. Is it really your, that bad of a year? I, I read that entire post that you put up just as I was looking around and everything. And I, you're totally right about it. At this point, it's obnoxious that because current year or 2016, it's so crazy, right? Like, look at me. I'm like, I'm kind of virtue signaling, showing that I'm not happy with the goings on around me, but also I'm super clever and funny. Like, it's it's not. It's it's annoying as shit. It's I so think as, dead. As a comic, the thing that bothers me the most in the world is unoriginal opinion. And people just parroting things as if they're clever when they're the opposite of clever. It, it's like anyone who ever uses the word cuck as an insult. Like, <laughs> the first three or four people, good for you. And then after that, you are such a moron. You're just repeating what someone else said. You're, you have no original thought. And so that's part of what bothers me about the whole it's 2016 it's so bad it's like you know what your january is gonna suck too buckle up yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah nothing's gonna change i thought about that today uh, it, it was like oh can't wait till 2016 is over and it's like what magical ability do you think that calendars have to to like make yeah. all that you think is wrong with the world right now right like it's carrie fisher's coming back like like that's not happening she's like, like all those things that you think made 2016 a terrible, terrible year, they're, they're just part of the world. And, and I didn't think it was that bad anyway, right? Like, like we've had, like, there have been scarier, worse years, I felt like, for, for maybe global stability or, or like job security. You know, like 2008, there were a lot of people who were afraid, afraid of, you know, the, the United States' economy was about to just really tumble. And then 2001, yeah, but- you know, we're all in fear for our lives. People are, I remember like people in my local hometown, they might fly a plane into the elementary school. They might do it. They might. And it's like, no, no, they might not. No. Well, I mean, maybe, but probably not. It'd be a not. very dedicated terrorist corps if they start oh. taking out elementary, primary schools. Yeah, they're going to take out the agricultural Johnny. barn. It'll be a huge loss. <laughs> where where, where did you grow up? Uh, northeast Georgia. Yeah, yeah. The idea that the terrorists even know what that is is No, stunning. no. Um, no they they yeah, came here I, once. I, I love the people who who you know are saying like well 2016 is is the worst year ever be like well that's because you were 15 in the last time there was a really bad year which was a couple of years ago like you don't remember what the other stuff was the idea of like there was a year where martin luther king and kennedy were shot in the same year same year one of those things is worse than most of what we've dealt with and both of those things happen and not yeah. only that, but people who are just like, oh, well, but Trump got elected, and so everything's going to suck. Be like, yeah, you know when it's going to suck? Next year. 
<laughs> that's what yeah. it's even worse about the year thing is you can see the writing on the wall already. When Betty White dies early in 2017, oh, it's hey, gonna be you the take clear... that back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I didn't. I I jinxed it then. She'll live forever. And when it's the next beloved celebrity dies, it'll be I can already see the stupid fucking low effort web comic of like 2016 saying goodbye and then like 2017 punching him in the stomach and being like, oh man, being out of the frying pan into the fire. Am I right? It's like, oh, the only celebrity deaths t-shirt right now. The only celebrity deaths sell, I like, care about at all cakes. are the ones that affect like properties that I'm in the middle of watching. Like mm. Guardians of the Galaxy Two is about to come out, and, and you know they're about to wrap up that whole Marvel uh, Infinity Stone business. If I were to lose a cast member now, I'd be devastated. But five years from now, Robert Downey Jr. can do what he wants. He can go back on the <laughs> you, coke. He can have a fiery <laughs> car crash. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, if anything, that would help like a reunion tour. All realistic yeah, We need a new Iron Man. The old I, one crashed look, and burned. I'll be honest. As a big Tribe Called Quest fan, I was upset when Fife died. Um, I, when I was 20 years old, I worked for Bowie. I actually knew him. I was upset when he died. He was a great boss and super nice dude. But at the same time, you know when I was really upset? In 2014, when my dad died. <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Exactly. When That's what I actually knew. But and you know what? And look, I don't want to tell people how to grieve. And if if they get really upset because they have this special connection to Alan Thick, okay. <laughs> if if they're a huge Growing Pains fan and now they're experiencing <laughs> some Growing Pains of their own because of his passing, they really fine. like those hearing aid commercials. <laughs> but to blame it on the blame it on the we can curse here, right? Oh yeah. We're oh yeah. Okay. So blame it on the fucking calendar, you dumb. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Uh, I was gonna get away, carried away with no the racial cracking, slurs, but... though. I saw you going there. Oh no. my god! I was gonna say cracker. I was gonna say you know cracker. Comes after dumb. It's uh. mostly it's mostly white people that have been doing this. But the uh, just the idea of like someone posted on the comment on that thing that I wrote today about how like you don't think 2016 was the worst year when a when a a Nazi came to power, and I was like, how about in the 30s when real actual Nazis Nazis came to power? Came to power. <laughs> Yeah. Not someone who may or may not be a metaphorical Nazi. He didn't come to uh, power quite yet, you know. It, it, it really, it really kind of trivializes what the Nazis were doing when you're so willing yeah. to be like, if "Hey, that right person's now, like a Nazi," and it's like, really, like, who, who are they rounding up and summarily executing? Like, make like, like now Trump's like, "All right, now every you know Muslim has to wear a gold patch with the moon and star sewn in." Like, none of this well, is happening. I mean, it, like, you're really in, lessening the past. In fairness, the whole every person of this culture has to register thing does smack a little bit of like, not Nazi, but at least a fan of them, you know, be like, well, I'm not one of you, but I enjoy your work kind of thing. Uh, like someone who appreciates it. Exactly. Like, someone okay. who has, for instance, complimented many foreign dictators mm -hmm. who are who are uh, mass murderers. And been like, I like their style, though. The good, you know, they get things. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it does. It does smack a little bit of it, but at the same time, like, put this in put this in perspective. Like, 1968 was a horrible year, but you don't want to go that far back. Exactly what you're saying. 2001, when 9/11 happened, or 05 with Katrina, or you know, 07, 08 when the economy collapsed. I remember having the conversation with a buddy of mine about like an, a real, genuine conversation. And we're both very educated people and having the conversation of like, if we do go back into a Great Depression, what will we do as comedians? Like, what's the 
What do you think the role of the comic will be? Like, not a fantasy, like, oh, this happens. It was like, literally, let's make plans. Like, that was what 2008 was. And, the breadline and, shows. What? Yeah, you go to the breadline with your tight five. You put on a show out there. That, that, that's, <laughs> this that's is, what you do. This, yeah. It's actually not you too far crust, from what we came you know? up with. <laughs> what we came up with was that right now, like, you go to a comedy club, and the comic gets about two bucks a head for everybody who, like, pay, and the club gets the rest. So they're like, well, what we would do is we'd put a hat down in a park and we'd charge two bucks and we'd still get two bucks ahead. We would be completely unaffected by a depression. Really? <laughs> it would just be yeah, not oh, as yeah. glamorous of a scene. <laughs> and you know what? Look, we'd probably get laid a little less, but otherwise less it'd be about say. the same. <laughs> or a lot more. You know, you just have to lower the bar. Yeah, but I mean, the price of contraception. I thought 2016 was very entertaining. I, I thought that we had lots of cool stuff on the news to watch. It was, uh, it, what's the word? Um, uh, it's not, not entertaining as much as dramatic. It was dramatic. It was yeah. a dramatic year. Lots of stuff was happening. Changes were taking effect. Like big global powers were moving around and, and they still are. And then, you know, the Brexit thing and Trump, mm -hmm. like, like it's been almost, uh, revolutionary seems too far to go, there, but it's been a mildly revolutionary year. It's on, yeah. like, if this were a TV show, this is like a whole penultimate season. You know, it is like it was a really cool thing to witness. Presidential elections for the last eight years have been whoever can pander to the Rust Belt more. They completely determine our leadership at this point. Do you think 2017 is going to be like the final season of a show where the creators have left and they're not showrunners anymore? And then just someone who was like a fan of the show starts writing it? And just everything goes to complete shit? Oh, like that 80s show? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, that would be awful. Would 2017 be a spinoff? No, yeah. it's... Uh, <laughs> The, the, my favorite part of the whole, like, 2016 was terrible, is when people lump in Harambe as part of that. <laughs> <laughs> and just the idea of, like, look, no one, wanted, no one wanted that gorilla to die. But at the same time, when people genuinely try to mourn, that's, that's when I go, you know what, mourn however you want, but shut the fuck up. Yeah, because that wasn't not, even one of those smart gorillas. No, yeah. it couldn't do sign language. It couldn't. It, you know what? They had a Harambe, dumb fucking gorilla no one, that died. No one is, is willing to say this. I'll put myself out there. Harambe had no marketable skills as a gorilla. No. So he died, apparently he was a half decent babysitter. No, before he died, he wasn't on top five U.S. gorillas by by popularity. I'm not sure if no. that's true. You can probably look it up. I don't know if they rank them, but <laughs> never yeah. heard of him before. And you know what? If if that gorilla killed little Travis or whatever his name was, I guarantee people wouldn't be saying 2016 sucks because little Travis never made it back to preschool. <laughs> Wasn't like, it no, awful the way the Harambe peeled yeah. Travis like a banana while we all looked on? Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> I want to know the people who are so upset about it. Like, it's not just, hey, when's the last time you went to the Cincinnati Zoo? When's the last time you went to any zoo? Like, oh, when's the last time you visited I went to a, a zoo three robot? years ago? But, like, in my life, it's been, like, four trips, and three of them were in fucking school. Like, like, oh, like where, the, where I went on a yellow bus. So, yeah. yeah, it's not often. I don't go because it's animal prison, and I feel sorry for them. I went like, to a like, petting zoo. I feel zoo. genuinely sorry for those animals. If you I went to a, a petting zoo prisons, 10 years ago, and my whole family got fleas from a fucking camel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want All of us were just... in that way. In every story, you just be like, yeah, and then on election day, the lines were a little bit long, and then my whole family got fleas. <laughs> <laughs> every one of us got fleas. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think gave you the fleas? Was it a? It was, was a, a camel. Goat? I'm almost sure of it. You could see camel. the camel was really suffering, and he was uh, one of oh. our favorites. 
So we gave the camel like a lot of attention, and he's we... real itchy, kids. Yeah. Get around. <laughs> and... Yeah, yeah, get in there. Come close, close. Uh, I know you have, but if you feed a camel, he has like fingers for lips, and he kind of like reaches out and takes the food from you in a way that you might not have expected. So we spent yeah. a lot of time just like pumping quarters into that little camel feed machine, and uh, I thought all you were us... saying pumping quarters into the camel. No, no, he had no receptacle for that. <laughs> we saw, and uh, but but the little food dispenser thing, we were just pumping quarters into that, feeding the camel, and he gave us all fleas, dick. Uh, you should have known when he was like, "Hey, this is itchy, the camel." <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Scratchy, you know, have fun. I really bonded with that ca- with that camel in Texas that time. We were buddies. Mm. Like, like, I think his name was Sushi. Didn't he bite and, your head? Uh, it nibbled. What? It was kind of a friendly thing where it's like munching on my hair and like like mm. like just like putting its sho- its head on my shoulder and like like really being personal like a big dog or something like that. It was really cool. Uh, Look, by the I'm... end of the day, I was asking like, so how much is a camel, right? You know, he's like, oh, I got that one for my birthday, eight grand. Can you believe it? And it's like, yeah, eight grand, huh? And then what does it eat? Like like fifty dollars a day? Oh, okay, no. Nah. No, I don't need that. No. That I can't no. imagine something you would regret more than a big camel, camel purchase. <laughs> imagine imagine waking up day three to whatever god awful noise that thing shrieks in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> what if you what if you bought Phantom Menace on DVD? <laughs> or no, even more, what if you bought Phantom Menace on Blu-ray? That's probably regret that a great deal. Uh, buy it on uh H- no, no, HD DVD. Yeah, HD DVD. <laughs> that oh, right. That's the one. I'm just gonna go put my HD DVD player on my plasma screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I was really fascinated by that camel. Like, like just going to that ranch and everything and seeing all those exotic animals. I still have this idea in my head of like really, really, really wanting to get some sort of an exotic pet or animal of some kind. Whether it's some sort of field grazing thing that I could put on my dad's place and they could just coexist with his cattle. Um, like maybe a llama, I don't fucking know, or uh, an alpaca, or if or a kangaroo. They had a kangaroo that was fucking cool. Or maybe something like uh, the the possum or the or the uh, the raccoon. You know, they could live are in those, the house, like skitter around. Like I know this is my this is my first episode with you guys. Are those guns behind you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just think it's amazing that you're like. I just would love to just love an exotic animal. I would really enjoy taking care of it. I think it would be really sweet. <laughs> Then you have like a bunch of artillery behind you. Just to protect the animals from those yeah, sure. who hurt them. From yeah, from the bad animals. Those guns right. are yeah, closer right. than you think. Kyle, can you touch that gun with your hand? The... Right? Is it just me, or did it look like it was fifteen feet away? I was. I didn't even see that one. I was referring to the ones behind him on the other side. Oh, no, the there's guns. Those are just in case <laughs> this one doesn't work. He's got a gun in front of him as well, just in case of. Uh, through the wall assault. Yeah, you never. They they bore through the wall sometimes. <laughs> Goddamn banditos. <laughs> Those bad animals. Where do you live now? Georgia. Still Georgia. Okay. Just yeah. just making sure. I'm glad you're you're armed to the teeth. In I can hit you for terrorists. beer though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where are you, Steve? Are you in California? Uh, yeah, I'm in LA. I'm getting that vibe about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The the uh, the progressive nature and the me thinking that four assault weapons in one room is weird. We prefer death oh, machines. Four. <laughs> Sorry, four that happen to be on camera, not even purposefully. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
I keep my guns off screen, but mainly because of like an inferiority complex that they're not as cool as Kyle's guns. Yes, like, right? I'm not gonna bring on one of my guns and be like, "Hey, look at this! This is a really cool handgun I just got." And Kyle will be like, "Oh yeah, that's great. Is that like the 2008 edition? I've got six <laughs> of the new ones. I didn't even open the last three. Fuck you, right?" And it's like, "Kyle, the loser." But here's the thing, though, Kyle. How many hands do you have? Um, two, but I've got really long toes, so I've trained myself to fire a handgun with my right foot at this point, so... Okay, so three guns make sense for you, then. Four with time. Well, you see, each one does a different thing. Like, this is a long-range suitcase gun, so I can take okay. this one apart, and it fits right into a suitcase. It folds all up, and it's got a, it's a suppressor. Um, that, that, that Wasser 10 AK-47-style thing there, it's my slide fire one. It's not fully automatic. It's to sort of demonstrate the stock that... I think that's a 300 blackout M4 carbine. That's my silencer gun. That one's real quiet at nighttime when we're shooting coyotes. And then that one's like my battle rifle. It's got a 50 round 308 uh, magazine and uh, probably some kind of optic on there. 50 they round all do 308. That is a lot of 308 ammo. It's so <laughs> I'm much a weirdo. Like I'm a weirdo. I spend my money on like cars and women. Well, that's a big mistake. Yeah, I, to, I mean, I should be I should be spending all of it on eight thousand guns. <laughs> like, well, how many cars? Given, how many cars? Those do you are, have? Cars and women well, are both depreciating given, assets. Just saying. It's, no, you know that's true, and that's why you rent cars. Uh, but no, I uh, I guess I guess mainly I spend my money on travel. I didn't realize that. I, I guess if you spend your money on guns, you can then take someone else's money to spend on travel. See, that's that. That's what's eventually going to happen when the whole world comes apart. And we've got that whole uh, like anarchy in the street. You can steal their useless money. <laughs> Everybody else yeah. is like is, is stockpiling water and food. You really want guns and ammo so you can take the water and food. But You're I showing up money. to Costco with like a wheelbarrow Weimar Republic style amount of money that you stole from random people. Yeah, the remember apocalypse. when during the Great Recession <laughs> when Steve was talking with his friends about what he and his fellow comics would do? I was genuinely wondering if guns would play a bigger role in my life. Like, you know, will I need one for a subway? Not that I take subways. Well, well you know, like, will people take guns oh. grocery shopping? Will people, like... I thought you meant, I thought you meant, like, subway sandwiches. No, I meant the, the underground trains at the like, time, but... Yeah. I thought you meant, like, would I need one to get a sandwich? And I was like, that probably... <laughs> I, I didn't know. Like, I really wonder. I'm reading, like, what happened in Argentina decades before when they had their big recession and, and how, yeah. you know, bigger role guns play in their life. I was wondering. It turned out... The economy rebounded and stocks did really well. Yeah, yeah it turns it's out coming it has to though. Get really, really bad for people to shoot you over a foot long turkey. Like, I don't there's... think so. I think it takes like two days where like the the power's turned off. You can't get food and water. You can't take a shower. Like two days of people being dirty and hungry, and and, and somebody's gonna pull out a gun and start taking things. And, and like a week in, and it's it's Walking Dead time. Yeah, they. Say I I like... actually I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that because of how. Like, I have very little faith in humanity and people as a whole. Look at Katrina. Uh, Look, every time we have a disaster where, like, the systems of government and the things that keep people in check are just no longer there or they've crumbled and collapsed or they've lost respect, it, it really turns into anarchy quickly. It depends on the That's neighborhood. That's true, yeah. It really does because it happened in Houston or somewhere in Texas, too, and nothing happened. And 9-11 hit New York. It was chaos. They, like, held hands and sang and shit. Yeah, but there wasn't I was like there. looting or anything. Or, uh, like, yeah, that, I mean that's true. But at the same time, I think that I, I I think you know it depends on when it is and how quickly the message gets out. Like with nine eleven, we were given an enemy very quickly, and when you're given an enemy, you unite. When your enemy could be each other, 
that's pretty different. Like yeah, no or when, when the power goes out and it and and the fight isn't Al Qaeda or oil or global interest, yeah. it's bread and clean water, or or more realistically, like fifty gallons of diesel fuel and like that big bag of canned goods. You know. Yeah. When your when your enemy becomes a podcaster with four thousand guns, I mean that's it's a that's different coming. world. Yeah, that's why you want that guy as an ally. That's yeah. what, yes, exactly. World. Absolutely, I'm very glad I'm a guest on this show. Yes, we're gonna run <laughs> I'll at Kyle's house. When I'm governor of Georgia, when I'm warlord of Georgia, I'll remember yeah. your name. <laughs> when Kyle is the chieftain of northern Georgia, and you have to pay homage to pass through his turf, like Mad Max style, your guy on the fucking bungee cords playing guitar or what harmonica since it's Georgia. Three women yeah. or a barrel of fuel. Three women uh, or a barrel of you really devalued women even more in this society. <laughs> fuel is so valuable now. Fuel is so valuable now. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's maybe that's complimenting women because of how valuable fuel is. There you that's go. true. You don't get you can't trade any men for fuel in this not, apocalyptic world. Not a men, like the, the unwanted men will have their limbs hacked off and sold on a meat cart somewhere. Uh, we hadn't really defined the exchange ratio until just now, unless you did. I mean. That, well, well there that's would be. what it costs to pass through, you know, to pass over the bridge that we control here in North Georgia. Maybe you, know, you can trade men in LGBT chieftaindom, but not in all the other ones, because hmm. nobody's going to be paying for men. I don't think anybody's ever going to pay for men uh, again. Uh, that, that's probably no, men are men are free, as it yeah. turns out. They just sh if they get food and water on that side. I just you know, thought I'll have Woody on my team as Nightwing. He'll be, he'll be circling the skies, radioing down to me, letting me know where the enemies are. It'll be great. They're going to shoot my ass right out of the sky. <laughs> Slow moving 25 ass. miles an hour. It's so easy. I can shoot me. And I'm just an average shot. For your benefit, Woody has this uh, contraption that, with a big like fan on his back where he and like takes off into the air behind a parachute. And, really? Uh, yeah, he flies. He's like an amateur airman. It's it's like such. It weighs like forty five pounds, so you don't need a pilot's license or anything. He just takes to the sky. Yeah. <laughs> you just run real fast, catch air, and then fly away. So yeah, That's post how how high can you go with that? Uh, the highest I've been is like three thousand feet. Uh, a guy knows just went fifteen thousand. Three thousand feet with that thing? Oh yeah. I, one of these days, I'm gonna just like decide to go higher and like. I don't know. We'll never see him again. <laughs> Just, I'm like, I've never been 10,000 feet. I'm going to go see what that looks like. Yeah. And, and one of these days, and... PKA will show up as in memorandum. You know? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll play a video from Woody, and we'll just play somewhere over the rainbow, over over the video of him going higher and higher yeah, until the camera. That big fat <laughs> Hawaiian guy, you know, kind of superimposed yeah. over it. You know, I, I was trying to think of his name, and I just kept thinking of Eni Kamoz, the guy who did Here Come the Hot Stepper. <laughs> I was like, that's not. <laughs> yeah, it's like Israel Kamawaka Mahia. It's like it's a super long last name, but less hot steppering. Yes. Yeah, I need yeah. something to do with my guns. I've been looking into. There's this company that makes this. Uh, this whole like, uh, I don't know. It's a system made to hold guns, like the slots and it's not pegboard because that's lame. That doesn't work well. But it's uh, it's 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 uh, this French hard cleats. plastic stuff that's made to fit specific types of firearms and everything is oh, just ka-chunk, chunk ka -chunk, doesn't, ka uh, doesn't Ikea sell that? Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely, yes, they, they do, yeah. Isn't that it, a, a combat? I, 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 they, they should, they should. That, that would be good, but no, not quite. I, I need somewhere to put them, though. I, I, got, I got nowhere to put them right now. I've got my vault's full, 
and I, I, I've got another See, vault that I can bring. what you call a vault is different. And I think you're right. Okay, you call safe. them vaults. I'm, I think, but it's a I'm large calling it safe. A safe. Yeah, it's yeah. a cabinet safe. I think someone referred to it. I don't know. Maybe it becomes a vault. You need after a vault. I, like, like, just stuck it to the ground. The room you're in, quarter-inch steel on every wall with a big, thick door, blast-proof, perhaps. Like a magazine for explosives. Like, that's... So my my post-apocalyptic skill, I don't have the weapons, and I can't. Uh, I don't have a weird jetpacky thing, um, <laughs> but I can build stuff. Like what? So like, I could build you a cabinet for your guns in order to pass through safely when I need to go through Northern Georgia, Warlord. Mm. <laughs> do you do a lot of woodworking? Uh, I do a decent amount. I'm I built the table I'm sitting at right now, mm -hmm. uh, awesome. and uh, just yesterday I built a. Uh, my dog's getting older, so he can't jump up on the bed anymore. So I built like a like a little cubby thing that he can use as a step. I so, built that you know, for just... a friend. We, what? It, it, I, I do some woodworking too, and I had a friend actually come over with the exact same problem set. He had a dog. I think actually his dog wasn't old, but he got a new bed that was ridiculously yeah. tall, like 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 rib cage high. And uh, we built him like a couple of steps. In the end, the thing weighed like sixty pounds. You could drive a car on it. Like I totally overdid it. But <laughs> I was, I was hoping that because when you were like, I built that for a friend, it'd be like, oh, your friend couldn't get into his bed. No, he <laughs> he was fine. But his dog was small and his bed was big. And yeah, uh, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a pretty common problem. And I also, uh, I was like, I had this like giant bookcase. And I recently, I'm a pretty minimalist when it comes to my stuff. And so, like, I don't like to keep things I don't nor I don't use regularly. So, like, when I read a book, I get rid of it because putting it back on the shelf to never read again is to me is kind of pointless. So it's I had this big bookshelf, and yeah, it's it's like, look at this, I'm literate. I'd be like, yeah, we we get that from a couple books. You don't need all of them. <laughs> and so, uh, so what I did is the only books I keep are the ones that like have personal significance to me, like something that I contributed to or like someone autographed to me or something like that. And so, like, I made, like, a little mini bookshelf, like a really small one, so that it doesn't take up an enormous, unnecessary amount of space in my room. So my point, what I'm saying is, I'm going to live through the apocalypse based on woodwork alone. Mm. Hmm. Yes, a Jewish carpenter in tough times. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Where have we heard yeah, this yeah, before? Yeah. I'm sure you'll be able to bring together some people around you yeah. and uh, At least get 12. something going. Yeah. Wow, he could be his own chief. A dozen or so. Yeah, a dozen yeah. or so. <laughs> yeah. A dozen. So what, like, if you're actual... You know, making the cabinets is great once you get settled in to your post-apocalyptic abode. Like, what could you see yourself, you know, in the moment? You're in trouble, trying to survive. Like, what can you fashion, a you club. think, pretty quick? Do you whittle uh, something? Do I still have my miter saw? Cause oh, I yeah. Could, like, sure. I, I can make a couple of uh, spears pretty quickly. That's what we'll need if we don't have Kyle there with his guns. <laughs> you spears know, are a close second. He brought but, spears to a gunfight. You want a spear Kyle? just in case. Do you know how to make ammo? Yeah. You know how to make your own ammo? Yeah, it's not hard. Oh, never mind then. That, there goes my point. <laughs> I was like, well, because you'll run out of bullets. And then, and I was like, I'm so smart with my spears. And you're like, no, I can totally make ammo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you still I, probably want a spear for a rainy day. But how know? about the whole package, Kyle? Like, could you make gunpowder? Could you make primers? Um, yeah, I, I know Dang. a guy who's, ex yeah, I, I, he, I was with that. My chemist buddy in Texas was just showing me, he was, he was like, he was talking about this very scenario. He, he's like, you know, the, the, those old boys always talk about, oh, if they take this away, then we won't be able to do this, that. They take that away. I won't be able to do this. He's like, Ch -ch -ch. he's like, and that is gun cotton. He's like, it's, it's like, he's like making nitrocellulose or something like that. He's like, and, and now we just 
And we gunpowder. All right, there we go. Now we got our gunpowder. Now we can make bullets. It just, you know, so with a little chemistry, you could you could actually make gunpowder from scratch, but that wouldn't be necessary cuz I got a bunch of gunpowder saved up and I don't know how many primers for AR15s and Speak for yourself. You know, it took me lots of two years to pass chemistry. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta, you really I'm gotta hope. Apparently, Kyle, well, you, you really gotta hope that your Texas buddy lives, because yes, oh, he'll live. He's scarier than me. Uh, he, he, <laughs> he will be warlord of Dallas. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> he'll be one of the major warlords. <laughs> Four women yeah. and a goat. Like, like, <laughs> Wow, we've really devalued women. Oh, it, what was it? An end and a goat. <laughs> oh, okay. No, he, he just they don't need the oil in Dallas. They've got plenty. Yeah, yeah. they see. just want four women and a goat. goat. I, I, yeah. I heard or a goat in my head, and I was like, well, now we know the exchange rate of women to goats. No, that's uh. like in in future talk. That's like ice cream sundae with a cherry on top. Four women and a goat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, you don't need the cherry, but like you want the cherry. You want that? Goat yeah, the goat is like a good faith thing. Like here's you make the, the goat watch. The... You make oh, the women. I thought you just went to a place I was not expecting. What, what do you think we're gonna do with the goat? I thought you were gonna eat the goat. I mean, after we're done with it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta tenderize it a little bit first. That really fucked up version of Native Americans not letting anything go to the waste. You know? yeah. Oh, this is perfectly good goat asshole. You know? Every part of the goat. And there's no Twitter for people to judge me on. You know. <laughs> we fuck oh. every part of the goat. I think social media will survive the apocalypse. I think I think there'll be some sort of form of righteous indignation. There, there's got to be somewhere for for people to pretend to be offended by things. It's just people sc- screaming in the streets. Then you you know you, you need a town crier to I'm like voice your opinion at that point. The people like post their replies to on index cards. Well, the same. I, I think the same people, like the people who get so upset and offended and scream their opinions on Twitter. If they just yell out into the street, that's about the same number of followers that they have. Yeah, or at least the followers that are listening. Yeah, the uh, I I I, have, I even have a joke about this happening to me once that like someone wrote that they didn't like one of my videos and I looked them up on like there was on their Twitter and I clicked onto their Twitter to see who they were and they had one follower. And so I just wrote back and I said, "You didn't need to tweet that. You could have just told someone." <laughs> Anyone. Yeah. Anyone at all. As you're ordering it, so I've got this sudden urge to like dress up as an egg and heckle you in real life. Oh my god, <laughs> like an actual egg, <laughs> like a Twitter you noob. Yeah, be that'd perfect. be great. I love that. But you have to, you can, you have to dress up as an egg with a fluorescent background. A blue one, right? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I yeah the the amount of the amount of people who are outraged by things that they hadn't heard of until just then is amazing. Like, I want to sit these people down and just be like, so what is it about this that upsets you so much? Like, what is it What is it that bothers you about the thing that you just misspelt? What, like, what's the, <laughs> like, what's the, a good example of this? Just kind of ge- in general, all the I have butt hurting. So many, you know, Harambe was definitely one. Um, but like, okay, uh, Here. the people who are outraged that Obama didn't go to... Um, Nancy Reagan's funeral and they were like this is un-American and it's like do you know that no sitting president has ever gone to a first lady's funeral in history once ever but he should have gone like you stupid piece of shit yeah so it's like stuff like that where like they get upset about something that they know nothing about 
just because it already kind of fit in. Or they're like, well, I already didn't like Obama, so that seems like something he'd do. I bet, you know, George Bush was loving it at fucking Eisenhower's ex-wife's death or whatever. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. probably not. <laughs> George Bush loved to go to women's funerals. Yeah, like, well, he was the bell of the ball, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that didn't sound like you wanted it to sound. Um, yeah, but there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that. And it's not just, it's not just political. It's people, it's people getting upset. Like, the thing that I try to remember... So I'm a big sports fan, and every year the, in the NCAA tournament, um, the 16 seeds and the number one seeds. So every year, and this is millions of people, and 1% to 2% pick the 16 seed to win. Now, the 16 seed has never won ever in the history of ever. It's mm-hmm. never happened. Yet, every year, a million people, independently of each other, Without consulting each other, I'll go. I think it'll happen. And that's yeah. like when when I think about that, and I know it's trivial, but when you think about that, and you just go, "Yeah, people are fucking dumb." Yeah, I think the Blues could win the Stanley Cup every year, but yeah. <laughs> lo and behold, you know, I'm just fucking dumb. Because well, it's okay. never happened. That's a, <laughs> but look, a million people aren't like aren't picking you know, Hampton University or whatever it is. And sorry, I'm moving now. I got to feed my dog. Um, but like, they're not picking them because they're fans of the team. Like St. Louis has actual fans. Like there are people who live in St. Louis. I've yeah. heard. There are. Yeah. I'm one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually spent a great deal of time in St. Louis. The, but anyway. That's like, Google Fiber, right? What? That's No, KC oh. has Google Fiber. My but, mistake. So he's... Uh, you spend time in St. Louis, Steve? Yeah, yeah. I've been to St. Louis a bunch. I've done a bunch of shows there. A very good friend of mine uh, is a professor at WashU. So oh. I've been there, you know, just to kind of visit and hang out sometimes. Um, but anyway, point being that, like, like that kind of stuff I get. It's, you know, I, look, I'm a Mets fan. I know they're not going to win most years. But at the same time, that hope is fun. But the idea that someone will bet money on it is that, that to me is like, okay, there are people who are dumb. Yeah, yeah, I've never bet on sports before. I don't, because if I bet on, like, I would always want to bet against the Blues winning as some kind of, like, weird fuck you universe, like, please, like, like take my money, just let them win kind of thing. Oh, you, you believe that the universe hates you. I don't know. It's just I'm a blues, a blues fan. fan. There's a bit of evidence. <laughs> yeah, there is supporting just, evidence thus far. Oh, yeah. So, so long being good enough to be relevant and never enough night, to though. bring it home. Yeah, when's, no, the last so last they, night, when's the last time they won the cup? Never. never. Oh, no, never. I knew that. I just wanted to make sure you said it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I've never... You... I have been sitting... Because being from St. Louis, you have a ton of friends from Chicago. I went to Mizzou, and so they were all there, and we'd watch hockey games, and so much I'd want to talk shit if, like, a regular season game, the Blues were whooping ass, like, 8-2 to two or something, but I never would. Because I'm like, no, you just can't. Because this little, this little, your joy, this little fleeting joy will turn to ashes in your mouth. And they will <laughs> score nine goals in the last three minutes of this game. You'll get in a car accident on the way home or whatever. <laughs> like, I just, uh, I never talk shit until they win a cup. When they win a cup, I'll talk shit. I've until- seen this in action. I yeah. saw this in action while Trump was winning, right? Trump is currently carrying like Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, and something else, Ohio. 
And Taylor's like, I don't know. I bet he still finds, you know, I just, look, I don't get things I want. And therefore Trump will lose. That, that's how it went down <laughs> yeah. that night. I was like, God damn it. Hillary's going to win. She's going to be the president. And then the whole time it's like, ah, no. Like I even bought into like, uh, no, nah, she'll win. Like for sure. I She's so got too. it. Like no way. But anyway, it's about uh, the hockey thing, I was looking at when you worked with the Kings, right? It was them that you worked with specifically. Uh, I, no, I did, a, I did a, a little stuff for the Kings, but I actually did more with the Rangers. So okay. the, Rangers are, uh, uh, the Rangers are my favorite team, and I got to do a, like, I was the quote-unquote celebrity blogger uh, for the Rangers when Alicia Cuthbert was a celebrity blogger for the Kings. And so I spent my blog just trying to get Alicia Cuthbert's attention. <laughs> like, all, all I did, I just kept posting. Like, every time I mentioned the Kings in it, I would write, hi, Alicia, in parentheses. And like <laughs> then at the time she was dating Avery and he got traded to the Rangers midseason. Sean Avery? And so, yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, perfect. I'm gonna just write about this and then and now she's got she's gotta read this. It's about the Rangers, it's about the Avery trade. This is this is who she's sleeping with right now. <laughs> and uh nope, still didn't get her attention. She did not she did not write hi Steve in her blog at all. <laughs> that's got to be disappointing when that story came in you're like she has to respond now yeah my ace in the <laughs> i got this <laughs> i did not have oh uh, that'd be really cool so what did you get like inside passes to go to games on ice level or anything and, and um well cool for perks? that it was it was more of a, it was supposed to be the perspective of a fan so like i didn't mm -hmm. want to have any behind the scenes stuff but like what's really cool is now um so once basically the second i got a tv show I started abusing that power to go to sporting events in crazy ways. As you do. So uh, I've thrown. So for baseball, I've thrown out twenty-one ceremonial first pitches. Um, and for hockey and basketball, so I'm a Knicks and Rangers fan. And MSG actually has a really great, like, kind of celebrity outreach program where they invite people to games. And so I do probably two Ranger games and two Knicks games a year, where you get to go as a guest of the Garden, and that is. That's an experience like nothing else. That's one of those things that you, you there's no way to pay for it. Like you can't, you That's can't awesome. pay, like you can't buy it. You just have to get invited, and it's it's amazing to to, to be a part of. And and as someone who grew up like a poor ass motherfucker in New York, it's kind of fun to like be sitting in the row in front of the guys who paid two thousand dollars for their seats. Like that's kind of enjoy that. Yeah, that's awesome. It'd be really yeah. cool to work with. The hockey world, some. I know baseball is like your first love, Absolutely. really, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a huge baseball fan. I mean, I like I like other sports as well, but baseball is my thing. Kyle loves baseball. <laughs> yeah. For what what what's actually true is that no one else <laughs> on the show has ever played baseball or watched a baseball game before for more than an hour, and I so played t ball. And so somehow I become the resident baseball expert. <laughs> it's just like, I haven't watched a full game in two years. Like, like, like I like baseball, I guess. But, you know, I can name the teams. But, but like, I, I don't love baseball or anything. I, I, I like it more than most sports. I just don't like sports in general that much, I guess. I love yeah, the more... idea that the qualification for being, a, like, a big baseball fan is knowing what teams are. Exactly. Yeah, that's how low the bar is set here. That's, that's what I'm trying to get across here. Like, 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 I, somehow I become the resident baseball. To be fair, you because... do have way more experience than us playing baseball, so you understand the sport better. I would definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, I know the rules too. I'm a real expert. Uh, <laughs> I'm a real, yeah. I wish I liked the 
uh, I wish I liked baseball as a sport because the cards would be really comforting most of the time in that way. But God, it's I, I, I started with hockey growing up. That's what I played. And so it's hard to go back to baseball. So I knew that last so night, different pacing. I knew that last night the uh, the Flyers, which I suppose would be Woody's team, and the uh, the Blues, Taylor's team, were going to be playing each other for for what I think was the first time of the year. Turns and, out game uh, didn't happen. It happened <laughs> at uh, at eight p.m. I don't know where Woody was, but uh, uh, it, it came on. And I got I got to be completely honest here. NBS uh, NBC uh, S or whatever I'm watching it on. Uh, instead of commercials, they play this piano tune. Like it put me to sleep about five minutes into the first period, and I woke up uh, just as the third period was about to start. But but it didn't seem like I missed too much because the third period seemed like the good part of the game, right? Like the Blues uh, fall. It seemed like the uh, the Flyers quickly tied it up like three three, and then the Blues went on a run there and scored like three goals or something, right? Yeah, the Blues scored four in the third period. It was two two going into the third. And okay. then Blues scored four. Fabry, 20-year-old Robbie Fabry got a hat trick, which is really neat. Really makes you evaluate where your life is when you look at a guy and be like, I, I'm older than him, and if I passed him in public, I'd look at him and be like, yeah, they, haha, look at that guy's stupid haircut. What a boob. And it's like, no, he's he's making a lot of money. I feel he's 20. Can't even well, drink yet. He, he's got a million dollars to spend on it. I'm only, I'm only like a Bartolo Colon retirement away from being older than every baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> That's like I'm, I'm 37. Oh, well, I'm 37, and so they're probably, I'd guess they're probably 10 or 15 guys in the majors right now older than me. Um, not a single one on my favorite team. Uh, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little bit weird. And it's one of these things that, like, like I've gotten, you know, a chance through through work. I've gotten a chance to kind of get to know a couple of the players, and like I forget sometimes because to me. Like standing next to these guys, I'm like, oh, what well, this is? This guy is a man. This is what an actual man looks like. I am a boy. I am a child. <laughs> and then I'm like, he is 15 years younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> he is a baby. Yeah. I, I was learning man. to drive. He's a man, baby. When his parents were fucking, you know. I am one day younger than Eric Lindros. So like yeah. throughout my 20s and such, I would compare like how our careers and lives were going. <laughs> That's healthy. That was never good. Oh, I got a promotion at Cisco. All-time leading points defenseman. Shit. <laughs> really should have. You picked the wrong person to compare yourself. You want to set the bar a little lower there. You want to pick that hair-lip kid in gym class. Like, like compare your life. Uh, you get those two trajectories going, Matt. You got shit, drafted right? in the sixth round that year. Compare know. it to that guy. I just, I would just be like, all right, all right, all right. You know, I got a bonus at work, and you know, all right, he's he's a multimillionaire, and he sits in clubs and just points at girls he wants to fuck, and then does. But he has concussions, and I can remember yesterday, so I've got that going on. Yeah, but your yesterday was not something <laughs> not you that memorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you, you tell that to him. He's like, who'd want to remember your yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I can remember standing in line at the post office, <laughs> right. customer service for my Chase debit card, oh. and whatever the fuck you're doing. Yeah. I found gas three cents you're lower up. than normal to fill my Chevy Cavalier station wagon. That was a, that was a, that was a highlight. I, Good day. You're younger than Yager, aren't you? I. Yager will be 40. Yes, yeah, it would be. He was in high school. Or I was yeah, in high isn't school when he was everyone born. younger than Yager? Uh, yeah, uh, both people on his line are younger than him 
uh, in that like he was in the NHL before they were born. Yeah. Oh my god. Side by side comparison between Austin Matthews, the guy who scored four goals in his first game, and Yager, like those comedy ones, and it was this guy like you know achievements, you know 1997 born, and Yager, it was two cups, 270 goals, you know six time All Star. It's like old enough to be your dad's older mentor. Like that. (laughs) I don't want to see him retire. That's gonna be sad. There was a there was an amazing thing. It was one of the most impressive and also sad things I've seen where he posted Yager posted on his Instagram this picture of it was basically like him working out it was like five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it, it was something it said something like, you know, uh, you know, don't have a family, don't have anywhere else to be, you know, like this is why I'm able to do this. And yeah. it was both like very impressive that like he's got the motivation that can do that, and also like, oh, he seems he seems a little sad. <laughs> I, I read that exact post, and like maybe it was that same post or another interview where he was saying they're like, "What do you want to do life after hockey?" And he was like, "Honestly, I want the time between my retirement and my death to be the shortest part of my life." Like compared to his growing up and his career, well, it like, will be. I think he's like forty-seven now, right? <laughs> but yeah, he keeps playing by default. That might actually happen. Yeah, you know? unless he yeah. lives to ninety-something. Like, but yeah, it is, he's got it's a few a, years left. And it's you like, heard it here first. Yarmir Yager has asked someone to mercifully kill him. I hope. <laughs> but yeah, it it is sad to see like a guy who has everything also doesn't really have that much and you know that he does think about stuff like oh maybe i would have liked having his son so i could watch him be in the nhl as seems to happen with all athletes they just come in some chicken and there's another athlete and yeah. <laughs> that's the way it goes that is yeah. the recipe actually yeah yeah that that's is. A... it's it's athlete Con- come plus woman <laughs> <laughs> equals Equal. another athlete athlete yeah <laughs> uh no they're, they're... <laughs> it's but here's the thing about being yarmir yager if you really wanted to he could just find some like seventeen-year-old, like up-and-coming hockey player, and just be like, "I would like to adopt you," and like yeah. no one would stop him. Yeah. His parents would just be <laughs> no like, "All right, here you go. Here's Jimmy. You got him." Yeah. I'm really sorry, mom and dad. Thanks for putting me through school, but I'm Jimmy Yager now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't ever speak to me or my dad again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Yager came up to me and and offered to adopt me, I'd have to write a really, you know, sad email to my parents. That's what Liv Tyler did, you know. Really? What? Yeah. So Liv Tyler was raised by like uh, her a stepdad or something like that, uh, a man she thought was her father, and then like when she was a teenager or something, kind of midlife as it were, she found out that Steven Tyler is her fucking dad, fucking Aerosmith. So she was like, <laughs> "Fuck that other guy. He's not <laughs> fucking Steven Tyler's my daddy." And she like completely like cut that guy off as part of her life, and and you know now now she's now she's an elf princess. That's, I mean, it's a pretty good trade-off. I uh, think you so. Said, like, I, that's you know, why I don't shit on that decision. It's like, ah, she traded yeah. up. If you yeah. get an opportunity to choose your parents, fleas. be ruthless about it, right? Yeah. I mean, you got yourself a new dad. Rich and famous parents hook you up nice. I think she did a favor. If she really cut him off, I think she did a favor to that guy because if she was going to try to split time between them, how is he going to compete? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, no be way. realistic. Just be like, you know, you want to spend weekends with more Steven Tyler or 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 like regular dad who's like a fucking like baker or something. Yeah. Like, you know, regular dad, Steven Tyler cuts the crust off the grilled cheese and also gives me a limo. (laughs) Yeah. Regular dad takes you to play laser tag and you have to wait in too long of a line. 
you know, because your dad, dad isn't Steven Tyler and can't yeah. demand. <laughs> and Steven Tyler would never take you, you know, laser tagging. And, you know, she's sitting there playing, trying to pretend that she's having fun. But that resentment's building. You're not Steven Tyler, you fuck. You don't have any money. Useless. Useless. See, she probably thought of him. You cuck. She probably thought the first one. The first one to think of that. You know, she That was the that. one. That was the one, the inception of that that ridiculous joke. It's Liv Tyler's insult. <laughs> Liv Tyler. You know what? Fuck you. I'm going to go live with Aerosmith guy and get a job at Lord of the Rings. I'm looking forward to, by the way, finding out what the next cuck is. Because it's like every couple years, the go-to insult changes. Mm-hmm. You know where like, cuck came from, right? Cuckold. You know where the, the origin of that insult? It was like something about like a Louis C.K. bit, right? I don't think so. I didn't uh, know that. No. Um, Bar- is, is Barry Sanders? What the fuck is his name? The president. Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, thank you. Yeah, so Bernie Sanders wrote something in college that if you squint at it just right could be considered cuckold porn. And they started calling Bernie Sanders a cuck all the time. And uh, then it just spread into calling any liberal a cuck. What did he I write about? It, all right, I'll go I think this. it came... <clears throat> All right, I'm looking this up. I'm looking up origin of cuck. When you um, look at trends, like a year from now, the the cuck surge is going to be one of those like neat ones, like a culture wave. Like, oh, see, that's what people got really no, upset on. It was Lashed the out. it was the uh, <laughs> Zoe Quinn thing. What, and what is that? Um, it was this whole it was this whole thing with uh, um, it was uh. God, how do you pronounce his name? Aaron Joni or whatever. Let me try to remember this. It was it was like a Gamergate thing. Oh, okay. And so he talked about like yeah, and then it, it came and then there was the Louis C.K. thing where it was like a 4chan thing. Because huh. uh some people thought he was promoting being anti white. That Which, Louis C.K. was promoting that? Yeah. I mean, that sounds like him, you know, like vehemently anti-white. Yeah, he's, it's just one of these things, like, I, and I don't know if you guys have alt-right viewers or listeners. Um, if you do, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that assholes enjoy you. Um, like, alt-right people are fucking terrifying. Like, the idea, like, look, be conservative. That's fine. I'm not conservative, but I respect some people who are, and that's fine. But the idea of people who like go to conventions and do the Heil Hitler salute and then think that they can lead a normal life and be a regular person, like, fuck off, you asshole. You're an idiot. Yeah, that, I know yeah. who you're talking about. Are you talking about – there's that one guy who, who like speaks so at colleges and stuff, the guy who was doing Milo. the fucking – no, no, not Milo. Um, Milo's not that bad. Milo's – I haven't seen him do a Hitler salute, and he is no, he Jewish. he hasn't done the Hitler salute, and but, gay. He, like, but his crowd does him. I haven't worth. seen that, but I've specifically seen that one guy on stage, you know, hail Donald Trump, hail our glory, you know, and it was just like yeah. way over the top. It was way, way, way too much. It's like, first of all, that salute, like, get go, get away from that. Like, at least do like some sort of Vulcan thing so we know it's not exactly <laughs> the same. Like, 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 update it, like, put a peace I'll, sign I'll out there. Hail Spock. Oh, anything is better Nimoy than is Jewish, so that definitely gets you far away from it. I just—I've been Fits googling. Trump, you there's a lot of evidence today. to support what I said. Like Bernie Sanders oh, yeah? apparently wrote an essay in 1972 as a college student that could be described as cuck porn. How did he wait? This is an assignment, just, or he I just saw, on a whim? I don't know. He was I, in school I, just, at the time. I went to this know your meme thing, and that's where the origin was. 
Hmm. Or that's hmm. where it's set. One of you could be looking at fake news. And right, that's what I worry <laughs> about, because the sites I look at are like Jezebel.com. I've never heard of that. And then there's answers.yahoo.com. That's just regular people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, but this is... But this it's is just regular like, people. They couldn't possibly know the etymology of cuck. <laughs> no, but this is before anyone gave a shit about Bernie Sanders. Like, this was, like, the the, uh, the Zoe Quinn thing was 2014. When did... So, when did cuck start? Right? In Around my... 2014? I don't know. I was 25th? sure I was I right it was like until a... just now. Like I, I... It, No, you know what? It might be, but either way, the po- my point is, however it started, it was creative when it started, and then it just became a thing. Like, okay, because you, you go back 10 years ago, and the go-to insult was faggot. Like, yeah. that, is, that is what dumb people would use to insult someone. And it was such, it was such a shitty insult, because it's like, okay, either you're calling someone who's gay gay, and then who cares? Or you're calling someone who's not gay gay, and then it's, what does that matter? It'd be like if someone, it'd be like just using, calling someone short as an insult. It's yeah. like, well, if they are, they know they are. And if they aren't, then what the fuck's the point of saying that? Like, it's a characteristic you can't change about yourself, so who the fuck cares? It'd be like if someone came over to me and was like, you fucking dumb blonde asshole. Like, wait, what? <laughs> This is more confusing than mean. And so, <laughs> uh, so, like, and it was that for a while. And, you know, now it's now the same thing. It's like the same people use cuck as the insult. And so I'm just curious what's going what's gonna to come next. What, I think uh, that a big part of using cuck as an insult, though, is to let all the other people in the crowd know what team you're on, right? Like, like, like if you call somebody, just by me calling, yeah, you fucking cuck, you would think that. Then, like, anyone around me who might have similar feelings immediately knows what team I'm on. Like, 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 like immediately we can kind of, like, coalesce together and, and turn towards those people over there that we sure. don't like. I mean, you would just fu- wear a jersey that says ignorant prick. And I find then they it would to be a it. disadvantage, right? Because if you call me a cuck, <laughs> then really you're saying a lot more about you than you are me, right? Yeah. Absolutely. That that's what you've done. You've just said, especially like, when you misspell it. <laughs> I, a, how could you misspell it? It's for it. It's phonetic. Oh, come on, I. You're on YouTube. How can you mis- misspell anything? I just that is one word that I, like. If I had to pick a, if there's a challenge, like name a word that all the internet has to try and spell, and if it's over ninety nine percent, you get a million dollars. I think if it had to be at least four letters, I think cuck or fuck. You know, cuck if it can't be a curse word, because I think everybody's seen that enough. Well, that's an abbreviation, but if they try to spell cuckold, they often misspell it. Um, The Internet's full of misspellings, though. Like, like, like people are fucking stupid. Yeah. There are a lot of, like, borderline illiterate people out there. We're always saying... My favorite thing is I have a a video. uh, I have a video where, in the video... I talk about it being negative 60 degrees and someone like yells out, was that in Celsius? And so at the end of the video, one of the things I say is that like negative 60 in Fahrenheit translates to negative 51 in Celsius. And there, every couple of weeks, an argument will sprout up in the comments about what negative 60 in Fahrenheit is in Celsius. And it's like, you're writing this on a computer. You're writing this on a machine that has the answer to that question. Yeah. Like but it's you, not about the answer. It's about that other guy doesn't know the right temperature. And everybody's going to see me as, oh, look at, you know, Goose Lover 69. <laughs> when I need a temperature question answered, he'll be the guy. Like, But <laughs> first of all, Goose Lover 69 knows a great deal about temperature. Because you have to know exactly <laughs> what temperature does. it is in order to love the goose correctly. But aside <laughs> from that, 
I, I'm more talking about the people who get it wrong and who not only get it wrong, but who are like passionate about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it really matters to them. It matters to them so much except bothering to look it up. You don't even have to go to a fucking translator. You could just in Google. Google will just tell you. Yeah, it's Google very tell you. you can you can put math equations into Google and it'll just tell you anything you want to know. Like like yep. like it's there's there has been no excuse for like piddling ignorance for like a decade now and yet you see it on a daily basis. Like like sometimes really no it, it gets overkill though. Where like where you're trying to have any conversation, and the person like stops every time. Where I, if I were talking to Steve, I'd be like, "Yeah, I think the top score and you know goals in 2012 was Ovechkin." And you're like, "Really? I thought that's the year that Crosby cropped up and beat him." And then instead of like going with the conversation, the other person totally gets disconnected. And then three minutes later, they go, "Yeah, I was right, actually. Yeah, I was right. That's the year Crosby came back." It's like we right, did well, the math. To no I do one that all the time minutes. on this show. Oh, I, that bothers me though. <laughs> the info hunt, and you watch their eyes just go straight to their research as you're trying. I like the... to know. I like that the internet is in everyone's pockets, and you can no longer be full of shit. That's the scoop. I, yeah. I like I like knowing stuff, and so. My older sister and I are very similar in one way, in that we both need to be right all the time. But in the ways we go about it, the way I need to be right all the time is when I think I might be wrong, I'll check on shit. And I'll research and I'll try to learn. And the way she needs to be right all the time is she surrounds herself with other people with the same dumbass ignorant opinion who tell her that she's right. And I very much prefer the first one. I, I, I get what, look, I get what you're saying about like, you don't want, you know, what Taylor's saying about like, oh, I don't want people to get disconnected. But at the same time, like you can know shit and it's, it's not bad to know shit. No, it's good. It's just like, I'm more talking about the minutia of conversation ruining tidbits of information. Not like, you know, Obama yeah. actually executed 30 people on a whim last January. Don't look that up. We're moving along. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. then you need to like go in there and look. But if it's just some, you know, middling little detail that Bob, actually, actually, it turned out it was 29. 29. 29 so, so get your shit straight next time before yeah, you start, start going on a tear. Yeah, we but talked you know about 29. Fair. I mean, January is a long month. So is 29 that many? It's 31 days. Yeah, he, he, that's, that's less than one per less day. Less than one a day. The, Look, 29 in February would be obscene. We were talking about Celsius and Fahrenheit. Agreed. Our fan base yeah. had a debate for must be six or nine months on which was better, Celsius or Fahrenheit. And embarrassingly, I took a side strongly. I, you know what? You know what? I could, uh, I could get behind an argument like that, though. Yeah? What's, what team are you on? Um... I think I would. Pr I, I think I would be on Team Celsius, just because. I, I mean, the metric system tends to make more sense with mm -hmm. the the idea of the things being round, easier to remember. Like, why is thirty two freezing? What the, what the fuck is that? It's. It I, I think it's because they were just making those numbers up Good as sir, they went you along. Are wrong. I will tell you why. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. I'm on board with the metric system or Kelvin. They're roughly the same. Just shifted. If you're yeah. a scientist, right? And you need to convert like calories into water into grams or whatever. But if you're using temperature like everyone I know does, measuring the weather outside, the or human your food. or food, humans pretty much run zero to a hundred. Zero is really cold, a hundred is really hot, and that's the 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 spectrum that we live in, zero to one hundred. On the other hand, what is the spectrum of Celsius that we live in? Like negative 10 to 42 or something that's the arbitrary number if you're measuring weather 
Yeah. Uh, as someone who lives in LA, actually humans run between about 50 and 80. <laughs> so they sound a really high in here. Celsius. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no. I and I I understand what you're saying and that is a that is a solid argument for it, but I just think, oh my god, there's a dog behind you. I just think yeah. that uh, I I I like the idea of the round numbers of things being very simple that way of the like 12 inches and a foot is fucking dumb. Like the like that kind of shit where you have to remember all that and like how many cups are in a quart and a quart in a gallon and a, like and you spend so much of your brain power trying to remember all that that it would be so much easier to just do it by divisible by 10. It would just make a lot more sense. Oh, it definitely for measuring things. Mm -hmm. It's it's objectively oh, a better way to clearly. do it. Like no doubt. So when it comes to okay, so when it comes to weather outside and you know, I get that. Body temperature, we live in a range of about five degrees. Um, but you know, so you're saying so outdoors it's basically zero to a hundred Fahrenheit is livable? Is yeah, what you're saying? The, well, of course you can live outside those, but but yeah, that's pretty much the temperatures at which humans exist. Zero to one hundred is the scale. That's outdoor. What about temperatures. cooking? Um, well, I what about really cooking, counted for cooking? Oh, <laughs> it's a cookbook. <laughs> um, uh, no, just the uh, just the uh, I don't know. I, I'm a fan of the round number thing, and I know that some people are going to be like, "Well, you're un American." It's like, well, look, I I get that we can be different, but like when the rest of the world has agreed to one system, and we're just like, "No, -uh, we like ours better." Why? There are a couple of there are a couple of dictator run island nations who still use the empirical system i'll have you know yes uh, what do we got like guyana like who else uses it? yeah Metri something like that metric people uh, that, made, that, that, that made me think of the philippines have you followed the the president of the philippines that duerte guy no all right so this guy is uh he has this war on drugs okay and he's a very outspoken politician he goes in front of the he does lots of media and he publicly admitted a while back that while he was the mayor of a, of a city there in the Philippines before he became president that he personally killed a handful of drug dealers. He gunned them down in the street, just, just fucking yeah. judged them like he's Carl Urban and just blew them away in the streets. And, uh, and then the other day, uh, while speaking, like this is like yesterday, the day before, he was like, he said something to the nature of, maybe I'll take him up in the helicopter and just push him out on the way to Manila. I've done it before. Why shouldn't I do it again? You know, he's just he's like publicly admitted to like two or three murders in the last couple of weeks at the at the, at the U.N. They're calling for him to be investigated. Meanwhile, he's got this when he said war on drugs, this wasn't Nancy Reagan talking. He fucking meant that shit. They're yeah. dragging people out in the streets, clubbing them, killing them. Thousands of deaths, you know, like a million. It's like a million individuals who have been part of this war on drugs in one way or another, whether they've been arrested or displaced or attacked in some way. He's he's serious about it. He's not on the legalize it train. Uh-uh. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, that's. No. I think that's the, like, if you're if you're in a kind of and look, I don't know how things are on the streets there. I've never been, but like, you you tend to allow for certain things when your life is much worse. Like part of the reason why we're able to debate how many genders you can choose from on Facebook <laughs> is because shit's going very well here overall. Yeah. Like, that's why we have time to focus on stuff like that now. Uh, where, it, like, I was talking about, uh, uh, I was complaining about the, uh, the TSA 
and how much of our freedoms are infringed when we fly and et cetera, et cetera. And I was talking to someone who's Israeli and they were just like, well, I mean, you have to, otherwise, you know, you get blown up. And I was like, well, not, not really, not here. And she's like, yeah, but here. I was like, okay, all right, I get, I'll, I'll stop complaining about this stuff to you. <laughs> like, I, I get you're going through some shit over there. Yeah. Yeah, their TSA is much scarier, I would imagine. I doubt it's Shaniqua in a pair of pants one size too small trying to waddle over there and, and get her hands down on your waistband. Although, I got to say this. So when I, flew to Israel, when I flew to Israel, um, I was very impressed by the uh, LL security because, like, instead of the standard, like, did anyone else pack your bags for you? Or, like, questions that are so fucking dumb. Like, uh, they were like, so you're going, to, you're going over to Israel? And uh, I was like, yes. And he goes, are you Jewish? And I said, yes. And he goes, where did you have your bar mitzvah? Like, that's a really fucking specific question. Like, that's, that's something <laughs> that's that a good someone's question. trying to fool the system. Like, they'd have to be really smart enough to just be like, uh, Beth Shalom L, like, just naming. At the bar mitzvah store. Yeah. <laughs> I am a Jew, you know. <laughs> like, Great price on it. Um, I swear to Allah. Really need to be there by three. May Allah strike me dead here if I am not a Jew. <laughs> not here. <laughs> Uh, I like I, I think that um, I, I think that security could be improved a great deal. The problem that I have with us with ours is not that it infringes on our rights as much, is that it infringes on our rights for no fucking purpose. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's an Easter egg hunt <coughs> where I can't tell I can't tell you how many times when I fly I mean I fly all the time. You know, I fly several times a week. I know their rules better than they do. And I can't tell you how often they'll like They'll be like, bag check, and I just go, it's business cards. They're like, what? I was like, the block that you see that you don't know what it is in that x-ray, that's, that's business cards because I, I fly and I travel for business. And they like give me this look like, we know our thing, and then they take it out and they look at it, they open it, it's business cards, and then they just silently put it back. And don't like it's just every fucking time. Then they and, have to like make up a story like, well, there was a business card bomber come through, you know, <laughs> <laughs> two weeks ago. Shut up down quick. I had a girl who was flying in to see me and she had a whole bunch of sex toys in her bag. And they're like trying to go through a bag and they're like, what's in here? And she's like, butt plugs. And, then, and they're just like, but <laughs> 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 like, like this look of disgust came over Shaniqua's face. I had the opposite problem. Kyle took me on a vacation. Kyle, where did we go in Arkansas? Can you say the name? Uh, uh, tier one group training ground. They train special forces troops there. Um, they also sh- Maxim produced a show there called Maximum Warrior. Um, so they've got an obstacle course, and uh, it's a, it's a massive facility. Lots of real deal like. Military so, stuff happens. There. That's some, so weird because I, I, I'd imagine the real estate in Arkansas is so pricey. How would they have room for all that? <laughs> so I had this thing in LA. They call me up. They're like, "What do you want to swing by here and like go to this thing?" Uh, yeah, sure. So I fly back to Arkansas and we go on this like weekend of bomb making and shit. Right? Jesus. So then for the next year, I have bomb residue all over my luggage. It's like this misty powder where they're like pouring things, making and and like so I traveled with all this video equipment which would make them open it. They'd swipe it for bomb residue. Yeah. There'd be bomb residue on it, you know, like all sorts of explosive shit. They're testing and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's cuz you know, I had this awesome weekend making bombs." Like 
Yeah. Oh my god. Alarm. And uh, <laughs> I, I had, just started budging it into my travel time. I had a TSA guy <laughs> once try to sell me drugs. <laughs> really? How yeah. that? How'd that go? Where I? Uh, Where the price I, is okay. Uh, I didn't get. I didn't get that far. Um, he's like swabbing down everything, and I was like, "What are you looking for?" Like at that point, I was just like, "What is this?" And he goes, "Because uh, something set off the sensor." And just he's gotta like, make sure you're, you're a Jew. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> he goes. He goes. Do you have any drugs? And I go, no, I don't. And he's like, and I was like, what could have set this off? And he goes, you know, could be, he's like, could be, you know, antibiotics or could be pills or, you know, whatever you might need. Not whatever you have, whatever you need. <laughs> and just kind of gives me a look. And I was like, I'm good, thanks. Can I just have my bag back, please? <laughs> <laughs> so he was propositioning you in like a around the back way. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're you like, well, there's $140 in the pocket there. Maybe there's a little <laughs> meth there when I check next time. Yeah. <laughs> I asked well, if you had any drugs because it appears that you're fresh out. You, know? yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't sell drugs as a TSA agent with like a sign. Yeah. No. You know? Or you can't do it like a scalper does where you walk by and just real quietly be like, I got two. Anybody need two? I got two. <laughs> you have to be creative about it. I, I applaud him. Yeah, that's really ballsy. But yeah. you can't imagine that guy's actually on the lookout for anyone nefarious as if he's too hiding his own, too no. busy hiding his own drug dealings. The problem that I have with the TSA, aside from the fact that 10% of them have been arrested for theft, no, no, no exaggeration. 10%. Have, have you ever had How many are guilty like of theft, stolen? I wonder. Uh, I yeah, I, had, uh, I actually had, 9%. so when I was in college, um, well, they don't arrest them for theft unless they fucking know. Yeah. Um, but, I just mean the ones that didn't get caught, but carry on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, the others, uh, that's the terrifying thing. But so when I was in college, my fraternity brothers got me this like really nice fraternity pin as a going away present. And so I had it and I was going to my uh, fraternity's convention. And so I bring it with me. And like, that's the only time I ever wear it, like at the convention. And so I went there and it's in this pin box that's buried in this other thing. And so I get back from the convention and the pin box has been like the, the, the cushion that you put it in has been like turned upside down and put back in the pin box. Ooh, so like this didn't it. fall out. Like someone took this out, didn't know how to put it back together. And I mean, the thing's only worth about 80 bucks, but it means a lot to me, sentiment. Like it was a really nice gift. And so like I call up the airports I flew through and I told them and I was like, hey, someone stole jewelry out of my bag. And I was like, you know, can you check the cameras? They're like, well, you know, you'd be surprised at how few areas there are cameras here. I'm like, I am very surprised. Uh, <laughs> this is an airport. <laughs> you I want to work cameras. on that. And they didn't seem to be concerned at all. And finally, I just go, hey, man, I know you don't care if I get my stuff back. But do you think that this guy's retiring off an $80 pin? Like, you have a thief working for you. You don't care to find him? And, like, yeah. they just didn't see it as priority at all. Yeah, yeah that's uh, – like, that if you ever lose something – yeah, in an uh, airport. I had belts stolen, which is like I, I guess at probably a similar price. Like like and it you sounds stupid, it right? I had I had two belts in my bag for this like 10-day business trip, like and it, and it was like those are the only two belts that I have brought with me, of course. I don't have an extra. So my, sure. I get there oh, to where I'm had going. One for you and one for the hooker. Yes, yeah, <laughs> one to, <laughs> one that one to beat her with and one to wear. There you go. Yeah. I, and and they took my wearing belt and my whipping belt. I yeah. had nothing I had nothing. My hands were bruised from beating her all week. It was terrible. Um, but they de they clearly went in the bag, took those because they were like, 
I don't know. I'm not like a an obsessive packer, but I like put the belts together and like like kind of yeah. cinched it together and put it in a certain spot and like I knew it was there and like the socks were inside of the O that the belt created. Like I know <laughs> they were there. You went in, unzipped, and like we're like, oh, that, that's kind of nice right there. You think that looked good on me? Yeah, yeah. You were 34, aren't you? Yep, sure. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let me get this old piece of shit off. And like, there's some dude wearing my goddamn belt right now at the Atlanta airport. Like, they should have at least looking for given pin, wearing you your pin. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing your pin, wearing yeah. my belt, just stealing, stealing drugs, trying to sell drugs. <laughs> well, so what I was, I, I got so sidetracked. But the thing that I hate about the TSA so much is that when they clearly do violate their rules or make a mistake or whatever it is. They will not admit it. They will not apologize. Asking to speak to a supervisor, all the supervisor ever does is be like, well, this is a hard job, and you should know this is a really hard job. Be like, well, yeah, but it's also difficult yeah. to get my What would you say the hardest part right? of being a TSA officer? Would you say it's all the stealing that you have going on? <laughs> <in the media? laughs> would you and say all the it's complaints the complaints that that... That, that that brings to your doorstep. All of the thieves you employ. Those are the <laughs> That's a very difficult part of the job. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think TSA are absolute scumbags. They don't keep us safe in any way. Um, they've never caught a terrorist. They may have kept some terrorists from going and even trying. I suppose that's a possibility. That's feasible for me to believe, I guess. But they've never I caught do, one. I do and they're never going to catch one. And the culmination of the bit is that the reason they treat us like such shit is so that even the terrorists are like, fuck this, I'm not flying. These guys are <laughs> I don't need that kind of disrespect. No, I'm no, no. Fuck these guys. <laughs> I'll tell you, when we commit that bombing, we are not flying Delta. You know? <laughs> I don't know who said it was a different comedian, but they, they were like, after the shoe bomber came, now suddenly everyone has to take their shoes off to pass through TSA. Yeah, yeah that guy... He's like, just once, I hope there'd be some terrorist act that requires, like, for security reasons, for us to get upgraded to first class. You know, and that's their response to it. Everyone gets That's awesome. Under. Jay Black has a great bit you know? about blowing up a plane by putting a bomb inside of a crying baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, can't we just have one? <laughs> Sorry, babies can't fly anymore. All your holidays are saved, you know? You gotta check that baby, ma'am. Come here. Here. Put it in there. I also love it'll be returned to you at your gate. You know, yeah. <laughs> it took them like a month before they stopped letting people fly with the galaxy when mm. it was uh, when it was exploding oh. and where they would just be like, everybody shut theirs off. Right. Everybody agreed. You shut theirs off. <laughs> I was Promise. Like, I couldn't bring I couldn't bring water on this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You're letting people bring stuff that explodes and hoping that they shut them off. Dude, yeah. it, it, the thing about that is, like, like, like that was crazy. That those phones were doing that, and you got, some of you guys have probably also seen like vapes, vape pens. You know, they've got a big, uh, similar kind of battery on them that's much more powerful. And those sometimes go off, kind of like a flare in your pocket, yeah. burning really hot and going crazy. But any phone, and I mean any phone that has one of those uh, Lipro batteries, that you, you can just if you peck this thing hard enough with a hammer or a sharp thing then the cells get crushed together and it starts sort of like it, this chain reaction begins where it's it's heating up and heating up and it's gonna burst into flames and that's like every single cell phone if you hit it hard enough how Do not hard, like, tell people how, that how it's, hard would you have to get it? this isn't like top secret no i'm saying don't tell security that i want i want my phone I need oh my phone. yeah 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 be bored <laughs> you just have to uh, pierce it you know no harder than you hit a nail for sure yeah samsung's got to be fucking hurting after all this, at no. this point, like, and that I CeeLo video that I guess turned out to be a movie that they're shooting. Yeah. Oh no way! I'm such an idiot. Oh, I, I bought that hook, line, and sinker. 
Yeah, yeah I think that's a. I think that's like just leaked footage from a movie that they're shooting. Cool. And like, it's not even a Samsung that it happened. Like, and but everybody just assumed, and I was like, oh man, Johnny Samsung or whoever it is that owns that company is uh he's that's probably him. having a really yeah. bad day. <laughs> I, I have no dog in the Android iPhone fight, but even I. Like with, I do no research into the new phones. I just kind of get whatever one comes out when I need one, and I, I think I'm just gonna get an iPhone because I, I, none of those have blown up, have they? Dude. I could just get an old version with the headphone jack that doesn't explode. I was driving yeah. home yesterday, right? So I'm on a motorcycle and uh, I have a Bluetooth helmet, so it's like pinging because these text messages are coming. And at first, I'm like, oh, it's Jackie, but whatever. I'm on a motorcycle. You can't like texting and drive is bad enough. Texting and riding a motorcycle is ridiculous, so I just ignore it. It goes off again and again. After like three times, I'm like, damn, this woman is so freaking persistent. Like, get it. I can't, you know, check your text messages right now. And it goes on and on and on. About. 12 messages in, I'm like, it's probably the group chat with PKA. And uh, sure enough, I get all the way home, there's 14 unread messages, all from like Kyle and, and Chiz, like going back and forth and stuff. And just to piss off everyone in the conversation, I start liking all of their messages. Because <laughs> if you don't have the current iOS, it, it like, it repeats the whole message. If you like a picture, I'm told it's, it's particularly effective. Um, it's my favorite Dude, thing to so, do with an iPhone right now. It's so obnoxious. Oh, yeah. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> with, as someone with a Samsung S4 right now, which is like three generations ago, because all it does is you'll say, you know, Kyle will say, yeah, I'm down to play Call of Duty later tonight. And then another message will come that says, liked. Yeah, I'll play Call of Duty later tonight. Woody, you know, liked. You know, no, I can't play till later. Chiz. And just... You, it's Woody just, likes it an image. You get a text message alert. notifying you that he's liked an image, or that he's liked an image, <laughs> or that he's liked an image. No, he's and I'm, and I'm watching my phone go <laughs> over there, and I'm, I can see the battery going like 29, 28, 27, and I'm just like, well, I'm trying the... to find a way. I'm so pissed off. I'm like, how do I get out of this fucking group? Can I ignore these this amount? <laughs> That's I'm how like, I felt when I was riding the motorcycle. Like You guys just chatting Here's back and forth. What you guys are missing, though, the key to not having your phone go off too much, there's a setting where you can just not have friends. Oh. Mm. So just That's, forego socialization just entirely. Don't have friends. And then, like, it's amazing how quiet my phone is sometimes. That's a path that you've had success with? Yeah. <laughs> you just have to not give your phone number to people ever. <laughs> Steve, do you want to just say no? What you said you like sports? Do you watch the UFC much? Uh, I don't. I was uh, I I got into boxing like right toward the end when people still liked boxing, uh -huh. <laughs> and then the UFC came, and it's just eh, it's not a thing that's grabbed me. Although I had such a scary, I had such a scary weekend. I was performing in Vegas uh, the week of a big Conor McGregor fight mm -hmm. in uh, I think it was August, mm -hmm. and I was performing at the MGM, which is right across from where the fight was. And so after he wins. There's like thousands of people going through the MGM, just walking around with Irish flags and singing Irish songs really loudly and like yelling at me that I'm not singing with them because I look. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to just kind of like smile and like cheer and pretend to be like, ah, you know, and just like, <laughs> fuck out of here because it's a whole bunch of really drunk people mad that I'm not singing songs I've never heard of before. Yeah, they're like, fall in, bro, and sing the words. I want to hear them. Yeah. <laughs> you sing. To... You sing. Good. Dude, yeah. <laughs> for a bunch of drunk Irish fight fans, they don't cause much trouble. 
they're just ha- I mean, it was like people are remarking on it. Like, dude, they're just really happy, sort of friendly, laughing at everything, there to enjoy themselves. As a group, uh, I-, I swear people got more violent watching that Stallone film over the top about arm wrestling than they do than Irish fans I- do about McGregor. When is, when is so the last funny time like, because uh... they think he's Irish and then they see the hair and immediately yeah. like, fall in, bro, don't get yeah. you here. I don't thought you- he was Irish at first. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Like, he's like a Jehovah's Witness. He's like, "Have you heard the good news?" <laughs> like, like they're all just so about Connor winning. <laughs> but dude, so let me a... uh, slip. Oh, let me slip an ad read in. About time. Let me tell everyone about Squarespace. Uh, we just want everyone to remember this episode of Painkiller Ready is being brought to you by Squarespace. When you use their service, your sites will look professionally designed regardless of your skill level. There's no coding required. They use intuitive and easy to use tools. Squarespace has state of the art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. <clears throat> They're trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. So start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use their offer, our offer code PKA to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. So whether you're starting a business, building a portfolio, or just expressing yourself online, remember to sign up today and go to squarespace.com slash PKA. Sincere. <laughs> and uh, let me tell everyone a little bit about oh yeah the new one let me let me slip him in there uh, Smarty Pants Vitamins Smarty Pants uh, makes the galaxy's best tasting gummy vitamins for adults and kids combining omega three DHA EPA fish oil vitamin D three and B twelve <gasps> well as methylfolate it's very important you get your methylfolate every day, guys. I'm not and to put sure it below, if I've had enough methylfolate, to be honest if with I, you. You know what? I've heard if you think you need some methylfolate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's face it. Beer doesn't have many vitamins. And to put it politely, they're, uh, uh, that, that's why Smarty Pants masterminded a gummy vitamin made for men, packed with 15 essential nutrients, including COQ10, a high-potency B12, zinc, Omega-3 fish oil and lycopene. Yes, lycopene, another essential. Uh, they're soft and delicious on the outside and uh, a stealth ninja on the inside. Available almost everywhere, including Amazon Prime, Target, and Whole Foods. Uh, but if you're looking to start your year off right with more nutrients and less beer, here's a, here's a little tip for you. From January 6th through 8th, Whole Foods is offering some serious discounts on Smarty Pants. So Get up, get out, and get yourself uh, set up for full ninja awesomeness in 2017. Smarty Pants Vitamins, how smarty, how smart guys do healthy. Um, that's their ad read. Ever All since right. I've been well, I'm excited with to get my... The ladies have been telling me, C-U-Q-10. Oh, that's a terrible joke. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, do better. You just lost the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, you know, we get a they write in. You know, actually, when he said C-O-Q-10, that, that's not the vitamin that's in there. Can you correct that next time? You know, <laughs> I think C-O-Q-10 is right. Oh, yeah, that was the right one. C-Q-O, whatever you said. C-U-O-Q-10. I can't wait for my, my, smart, my, uh, my smart way to stay healthy, to show up. I'm going to try it out. You know, the only time you remember to take vitamins is if they're gummy. I've been looking right? at the, like, no joke, the, you can't see it, but in the overlay there's a picture, and they look like Sour Patch Kids almost. They look delicious. It's, I, as far as I can tell, it's like frosted sugar-coating gummy vitamins. It looks No, great. no, no, they're, they're coated in the methylfolate, okay? That's, that's, that's oh, the coating. I'm just going by the picture, I don't know. But they look great. They really do. Metal. Yeah. Well, check them out. All right. <laughs> Uh, oh, 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 the big fights this week. So there's an especially big fight on Friday, which for people watching this is yesterday. And uh, um, 
yeah, pretty it's Ronda bad. Rousey who it's Ronda Rousey uh, coming back after a year off of not fighting after she got got uh, got her mouth busted and up over a real mystery th- dude the, the hype for this fight is sucking me in in a way that I didn't expect it to like so Ronda Rousey is not hyping it and never in history has anyone ever been like uh, you know uh, removed from their media obligations they always have to go there excused is the right word don't you think yeah excused from her media obligations and they also did her opponent too to keep things fair but so like the ah or their opponent doesn't speak any fucking english so she's (laughs) (laughs) you know what since i've been railing against her english i've heard english i've heard more interviews from her it's a little better than i thought it was but i've heard three interviews and i was not impressed and in 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 the teaser she's like randa had hot time now is my time and like, like that's one one of her that's her like badass soundbite, right? And then they come back at the very end of the teaser, and she's like, "No one take this belt from me." And it's like, <laughs> come on! Like, like. Meanwhile, you get Conor McGregor. Like, You'll do fucking nothing. You'll do fucking nothing. <laughs> like launching water bottles at the crowd. Like Monster. that guy can can fucking pump up a fight up and then put it on a show. Meanwhile, how many this... takes do you think it took to get that? <laughs> Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Which is like, run that time. <laughs> in the build-up no. to um, Eddie Alvarez versus Conor McGregor, they're at the press conference arguing with themselves. Dana White slides over and removes all the cans of Monster Energy away from Conor McGregor so he can't throw them. It was great. So do you know? Do you guys know uh, MMA Roasted? No, I haven't heard of that. Mm-hmm. So MMA Roasted is a really big uh, Twitter account where, like, actually, like all the fighters follow it and they interact with it and stuff. And it's my old roommate that runs it, uh, a comedian named Adam Hunter. And it is amazing, like, how just just seeing, like, how much people get into it. Because it's a space that, like, there aren't a ton of comics occupying that space right now. And so it's basically, like, him and Joe Rogan, <laughs> like, pretty much the people who do it. Um, but, like, yeah, that has, a, that has a huge following. And I don't know much about it. He's like, yeah, you should write for this. I was like, I don't know what I would write. Like, I'm just not knowledgeable enough about the sport. Is he the same guy that flew back from Australia with Rogan and said things about uh, Cyborg and does a lot of the jokes for people on the roasted, the Comedy Central specials? No, 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 uh, no. So it's just a, it's a separate thing. Like okay. I think Adam's been on Rogan's podcast, but mm-hmm. I think you're thinking of uh, I think you're thinking of someone else. Ari, <laughs> Ari Shafir. Could be. Maybe that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Anyway, Kyle, did you place your bet? I, that's where I'm headed with all this. I've been trying to get my money on there, and I don't know how. Like, my bank isn't supported, and I, I go through, like, two of my credit cards, and neither one, neither of those were. And I've got a third credit card somewhere that I, like, just don't keep in my wallet because it's got a, a, a larger limit on it. And I just, whatever. And I've been looking for it, and I can't find my goddamn credit card. So now I'm like, oh, shit, does somebody have my good credit card? Like, fucking going to town? Like, so now I'm more worried about, like identity theft than I am placing a bet on Amanda Nunez. But realistically, yeah, I, I haven't placed it yet. I'm trying to. I spent maybe an hour trying to the night before last and then okay. maybe 30 minutes last night what? and haven't been able to. Do, if, do you know where the place to do it is? Because I just mm-hmm. found, I, I can't remember, maybe Bodog or something like that. I don't remember the exact site I was on. but I've heard of that. Dude, Neil Magny is the, the sure thing. Now, I, my last couple sure things, I forget what they were. Oh, a bet. It's, I, I didn't Alvarez catch. losing a fighter. Alvarez beating Connor was one, and I just knew would happen. And Hillary beating Trump was the other that I just knew would happen. So I'm kind of on a cold streak, but I'm going to turn this totally franchise around with Neil Magny. 
that guy is going to beat Johnny Hendricks like a Are you going to go 10,000 like you were going to do on Hillary? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to keep my money in my pocket. Uh, but I am so sh- like this is the most sure thing I've seen since Hillary beating Trump. Yeah, man. Now, I, uh, I, I I once had a dream where like I woke up and I realized I was like I had a dream. I was like the Chargers it was like the Chargers beat the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. And oh, okay. I was like, I was like, okay, that's a weird dream. But I was like, you know what? Let me bet on each. And this is before the NFL season started. So I was like, let me bet on each one of them to win the Super Bowl and see what happens. And you know what happened? I think the Chargers went six and eight, and they were the better, or six and uh, ten, and they were the better of the two teams that year. <laughs> so didn't work out so good. Bad, bad yeah. dream. Real bad. Not dream. a prophetic <laughs> dream at all. I, no, I, no. I think um, I, I don't have a dream supporting my opinion, but 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 more just kind of looking at the two sums that are coming together Friday night with Ronda Rousey and, and Nunez, however the fuck you pronounce her silly name. Um, I feel bad for Nunez because, um, you know, for those who don't know, she's like the first gay champion ever of like any fighting sport, man or woman, like openly gay at least. You know, she wears like the rainbow mouth guard and everything. Um, but she's getting no press for this. And, you know, the promos are even touting her opponent, the challenger, as the most, they're like, the most dangerous woman in the world is back. And then they play kind of like a Wonder Woman almost ripoff riff, like a, like, and like Rhonda's standing there on like an, on like a, a, a salt, on like salt flats, like with lightning bolts going off around her. Meanwhile, we watched like a blonde girl whose fighter name is The Preacher's Daughter make her cry like a year ago. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? I, like any one of us here the could fighter. fucking sucker punch Rhonda and she'd have the same reaction. Like, like, like the most dangerous woman in the world. Like, no, no. She's the most dangerous woman in almost every room she ever walks in. But uh, Friday night, she's, she's going to go fight somebody who's really fucking tough, too. And I hope she loses. I want her to lose so bad because it'll end her career. This, it'll this, end Rhonda's career right there. That's it. This that goes, like, me. great with something that you – I was reading about you, Steve, with the, yeah. uh, the Babe Ruth thing, like, yeah. going the conversation of, like, you know, how well would Babe Ruth do in today's – like, I've talked about this before with MMA. Like, the reason Ronda got smashed so embarrassingly – at that and whatever fight that was is because we're watching the inception of a new sport. Like she's the best of the best in this barely out of its infancy sport. But all it takes is for some other person to be a little better, come in and beat the shit out of them because that that bar is still so low, you know, because it's such she, a new sport. And then you know, twenty years from now, the best female MMA fighter in twenty years, it wouldn't even be a contest. She would. I've, brutalize Ronda I've Rousey. watched I've watched all of Ronda's previous fights this week I think all of them almost all of them are either on like fight pass or on YouTube uh, for even for free for free um, and man she beat up on some some opponents who really didn't seem like they knew what they were doing and didn't seem to be able to defend themselves on the ground and didn't seem to have a plan for avoiding the judo it seemed like the first person she fought who had a an uh, uh, who had anti-judo training was Holly Holm and, and and you know and then she loses. Uh, I think Nunez hits harder than Ronda. Uh, I don't. If if Nunez can keep Ronda from putting her on the ground, if they get in the clinch and she tuckers Ronda out, uh, while at the same time not losing all of her own energy, I think she wins. I think she can knock Ronda out. She has legitimate knockout power at power at bantamweight, which probably no one else does. Uh, and I think she could knock Ronda out. She could definitely do that. Uh, I don't think she gets armbarred in the first round like we watched all those like. 
Pilates instructors and and girls <laughs> who are trying to lose some weight and, like, and all that accountants. Yeah, betcha. Yeah, you're watching a, a bronze medal <laughs> Olympian run in there and fucking torque somebody's arm out of its socket who like was, who was I don't a know, certified she's... public accountant who got into MMA to lose weight and now yeah. she's getting her ass kicked by Ronda Let yeah me, like... it's not surprising she couldn't defend against that but now she's fighting against a, a, a BJJ black belt in a, in Amanda Nunez someone who hits hard someone who's incredibly motivated I, and I have this maybe it's racist even to think this but I think that that because she is I think she's Portuguese maybe I, uh, Brazilian I, I, so that she speaks Portuguese okay I, I can't see her having the same sort of like oh i'm the champion i i better start looking for expendables for movie deals that's that's what i'm focused on i just imagine her like trying to get more reps in or try to improve her boxing every day trying to hit harder trying to be faster trying to like learn a new martial art or something i i can't see her getting lazy and slow uh, i can see her beating up ronda though and i and the odds are in are, are in the better's favor in, in in this one i think odds are i think that ronda wins though i mean that's the more likely outcome but know. my, in my opinion, what's going to happen is that Nunez is going to win. It's going to be shocking. Ronda and Joe Rogan's, Joe Rogan's face is going to melt like on Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> when, they, when all the Nazis' faces melted with the claymation, it's going to be great. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited about the card. There's a bunch of fights on there. Um, one guy, a couple guys didn't make weight. Yeah. Uh, the fights go on. The opponents get 20 and 30% of their purses, respectively. So... That's all good, but yeah, it's 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 twenty percent, and uh, the guy who made weight has the option to decline the fight, but mm -hmm. they both uh, stepped up. Yeah, in this case, they both decided to fight. Yeah, so. yeah. The choice well, the guy, would the guy still get paid if he was like, "No, I'm not going to fight you," because so otherwise, it's kind of forcing him to do it anyway. You know. Typically, what happens is this is the choice they have to make. Like, let's say you and I are fighting, you didn't make weight. I get twenty percent of your purse, and. You know, otherwise the fight is the same. If we don't fight, I get my show money. So I might get like 45 grand to show and another 45 grand if I win. Well, the opportunity to win is gone. So I just get my show money. And then my next fight is rescheduled usually pretty quickly, like, you know, eight weeks later. So I, I get my, like the amount I would get if I lost and then another fight very soon. And they, but they, of course they have to do a whole nother training camp. So sometimes they, took they go 30 the other way. They took thirty percent of one of the guy's purses. It was it was twenty from one and thirty from the other. Yeah, I think I don't know why. I did notice that oh. one of the guys was off weight by like four and a half pounds. I think so. Maybe that was punitive damages. Yeah, they're like you didn't even try. Um, so I, I don't know how that goes. Sometimes I gotta I wanna ask you this, buddy, because you mentioned the you know forty five to show, forty five to win, or whatever. What would it take to get? All right, first of all, what quickly? I get. I'm sure you know. What weight class would you fight in if I gave you a twelve week trip? You get it. Sorry. We give you a 12-week training camp and <laughs> worst taste of music ever. Unprofessional. Let's say we give hey, okay, like we're gonna give we're gonna give you a 16-week training camp to mm -hmm. get into like Woody Prime, and you have no other obligations. We're even gonna send a film crew to to, to document this thing. 100% focus. Um, what weight class do you fight in, and what 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 show money do you need? To, to actually step into the octagon against like a, a legitimate a legitimate fighter. Like we're not talking about some guy who's, oh yeah, this is Jimmy Page. He <laughs> right. fought six years ago. He's, he's coming back in. Let's see if he's right. got any uh, any ring rust. And you like, can't celebrity like, versus like, Junior or something. Right. Like, uh, so I currently weigh 207. I guess if you gave me 16 weeks and a lot of energy and such, I could make the 185 maybe. Oh, come on. You're going to cut weight too now. Or, you yeah, know what you well, could do. Yeah, well, it's harder this... to cut 
weight when it's in fat than it is in muscle. <laughs> so that would probably be my situation. Uh, real muscular, thin guys have an easier time draining the water than chubby guys. Just why Johnny four months now. Maybe yeah, four months. Four months. Maybe you could. You're you're going into it just trying not to die in men's MMA. Maybe you transition as into a woman real quick mm. in those four months. <laughs> That's go the in and just run. You know, roughshod. Over the entire, you know, you know, Matina Woodworth, you know, running shot <laughs> over the competition. You know, they're like, you, you can't fight here, Matt. Why not? Because you still have chest hair. You still have chest hair in your penis. We can see it in your shorts, you know? We can see Did it you in your chest hair on your penis? No, chest hair and a penis. Oh, Things that they would okay. see and say, you shouldn't be able to fight women with your man shoulders and your man hands. Like those punches like, that only men can throw because your body just pivots that way. I've like, kind of had female hips, though. That's a super impressive like, amount fool. of chest hair. <laughs> it goes all the way down to your penis. Or a super impressively big penis if it goes all the way up to your chest hair. Mm. Either way. Either way. Either one would be a problem for endeavoring into female MMA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could make 170. Just, uh, like, and what, what, so, I think you could make 172, and 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 but but the question so. really is, we know you're gonna get roughed up, right? Like that's the plan. It, it, that's what any of us think. If we're going against a professional fighter, you know, if we were talking about uh, football or baseball or even hockey, in you guys' cases, if we were talking about putting you in there with like a Crosby or somebody, you'd be like, well, the plan is not to die. I've the rolled with Joe before. Be it's remarkable if anything I want to happen actually happens. There you go. How much money does it take? And we're talking show money, right? Like, this is that guaranteed money that you step in there, and as long as you don't, like, mid-round hop the side of the ring and, like, crawl out and run away literally in disgrace, like, you get your 45 grand. Or, how much does it take? I definitely do it for 30. Woo! 30 yeah. grand? Mm-hmm. What? It would be zero like, percent. That's what I wanted to hear from Woody. I knew how Woody little... was going to be like, oh, 185,000, because that would... Uh -huh. That oh, and the, no. that would do this and that. He, he, what he's like, well, this is a kind of an opportunity if you look at it. So what is it called when grand? the players? How go little to do like... you have going for you right now? That thirty grand is worth <laughs> your life potentially. He's got yeah. experience though. He's got a bit of jujitsu training. He's got. It some would body not get training. me far <laughs> in no, the UFC. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like Steve, I don't know how many times you've been punched in the face, but Woody's been punched more. I bet. Like he's he's Probably. gotten a little bit more used to it than the this average. This won't impact person. my win loss percentage, right? I've got plenty. <laughs> of sparring so it, it, it'll be a loss but it'll be the same percent the, he knows how to his eyes and ears so he doesn't lose anything important is you it know? called dream camp what is it called when you go and play with the yankees fantasy camp fantasy camp this would be like fantasy camp with more blood right no, like i think this would be really cool like, i would definitely this is not a sport that you'd want to have, have fantasy camp in though because <laughs> you're like this like think about it like 30 grand you go in there yeah so what it's, it's a competition but that guy, one bad punch and you fall on your head wrong. It's like, oh well, uh, yeah, that thirty grand's dude. great. It's gonna pay for my, you know, weeks of training camp launching a charm offensive against my opponent to really get on his good side. <laughs> right? Like I love you letters like hearts and stuff. Right, right. Like, it doesn't matter that. if he's fifteen years younger than me. I'd still call him like Mr. Lozon. I would do. I would be like <laughs> Sir I would publicly in front of everyone be like, Yeah, well I'm gonna go down in the first 
I'm going to go down in the first. Put bet money on me down in the first. You know? I think I mean, a really painless way to lose. The like, got a lot of respect in that. They like, they'd like dance around you and force me to hit them. And they're like iron, you know, Soviet jaw of whatever <laughs> monster they put in there with me. You know, just. I just go in it. there and, and like, like, there's no way Robbie Lawler could land a rear naked choke on me, which is like a really <laughs> nice way to lose. It doesn't hurt. You just tap. You're finished. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I would not fight an up-and-coming 13-year-old MMA fighter. <laughs> Dude, so I fought a, um, not fought, but I sparred with and rolled with this 16-year-old at Lozon's thing. Now, I think he might be pro now because I saw him on Facebook, like, winning his fight. But um, that kid was clearly, he was not giving 100% to own me. Like, yeah, it, it, yeah I could tell he was being kind and I, was I still Was he throwing leg kicks? Oh no! But fucking Adam. I'll tell you did. what, leg kicks are the the least cool thing to do to anyone who is not on the same level as you. Yeah. it's just not because there's a there's a level that people get to with like martial arts, I guess. Let's just say where their kicks go up like three levels at once. It's like they really ranked up, and they it's just it's just otherworldly. I can't kick anywhere near that hard. I can't fold. I can't fold the heavy bag. I think Woody can. Um, some of those I've seen women who can, and I've uh -huh. seen men who kick it so hard that there is a concussive boom. Yeah. Like, and you're just like, what if that was my rib cage? God, <laughs> right. what if, like, like, like fucking tuck your elbows. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Like I can fold it, but I, I know guys who do what you're talking about. Like there, there was a Muay Thai guy at uh, Joe's gym and that guy, every time he like, People are kicking the heavy bag. It's whatever. And then he kicks it, and it's a spectacle. Everyone is just like, I don't know how much more this bag what can is, take. What does folding the heavy bag mean? Well, when you, you normally when you kick a heavy bag, it just kind of swings a little bit. But if you kick yeah. it hard, it just bends and, like, you know, folds on his shin. It does uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's – no, that's a – no. Oh <laughs> you have to kick it very hard. You're talking about like a full body kick, like rotating your hips and full swing. And, and like there are guys who spend hours practicing this kick every day, all day and being accurate with it. And, oh. and then in a fight, they're directing it like right at a certain muscle group on your knee, right at a, a joint. And, and for round after round, they'll just punish you with it. And, and it, it, it's got to be the most excruciating part of mixed martial arts other than the mat being sandpaper that you're rolling around on <laughs> i was at joe's gym and i'm kicking bags and i'm like i'm trying to show off a little bit like you know and, and whatever you're giving 100 percent so that they think that you, and, and, and <laughs> right? so they think that, that there's a, so that, that they little... think that's your 70 percent <laughs> yes and, and they're thinking that like this but all right let me give a thousand percent and they'll think this is my daily workout like you're, you're like that guy in gattaca who's like at pretending like he, he's not breathing at all but really he's just all fucking out giving it all he's got he gets to the yeah. locker room just like <laughs> I, so i'm there i'm have kicking you ever bags with, with like, everything i have hold? and um one of his bags i kick it and i'm i'm like injured now like i can hard and and i'm like what the like what is what the fuck in that bag and they're like, yeah, yeah, that one's got a hard spot. A hard spot? A hard spot in a heavy bag? In, like, the kicking sp Like, what the fuck? And, and they're all the like... They beat shit out of that so much it's oh. developing scar tissue. <laughs> yeah, it, but... the, the, the rags inside of it needed to be, like, loosened or fluffed or something. They were packed hard. It was like cement. I, I really did limp for days. I felt like they should wrap caution tape around this heavy bag. Like, not so people knew not to hit it. It was ridiculous. Oh. Woody, you know who? You know what else has hard spots? People. 
Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> that skull, you want to be prepared for that skull kick. Yeah. You know, but you're probably going to be on the receiving end of it in your in your fight. But oh, I have yeah. a question for Steve that's about, like, I, I've wondered this because I know you're, like, if you haven't, you guys don't know anything about Steve, YouTube him and you'll find him destroying hecklers. And I, something I've wondered because a lot of comedians pride themselves on the heckler thing. And obviously you're very skilled at it. And so you must kind of like it when they pop up because it's an opportunity to riff or whatever. Do you ever watch clips of comedians who are supposedly really good with hecklers and suspect that their plants are set up or that it's just too because i've watched certain videos where people in the comments will say oh this looks really set up and i don't know if maybe you're no. an inside guy you can tell no i absolutely not the idea of that happening maybe maybe five times in history really? <laughs> like I, I don't know any cases yeah it's not i mean and, and i'm saying outside of andy kaufman obviously but yeah. like comics aren't the, the idea i mean there's so much that goes into that first of all uh the idea, I don't like when it happens. You know, I have material that I want to do, and I'd much rather do that. I happen to be good at it, but that doesn't mean I enjoy it. Um, I like the victory of it, but while it's happening, you know, you don't know how it's going to go. And there are times, I mean, there are clips I don't post where it's just, it gets violent and awkward. You know, like you can't. I mean, it's just literally someone who's out of control and has to be put, you know, dragged out of a room. I'm is, like, that's not a good clip to watch. Is it I mean, I guess. Win, yeah. though? Like, what? I, I've been in positions where, like, I'm the guy with the mic, right? And, yeah. like, all I have to say is, like, that's not what your mom thinks or whatever. And the crowd goes but, wild. But that's not, but that's the thing. The win, the win is not besting them. The win is besting them while keeping it light. Like, the win is being able to get back to material. Okay. Like, is, is letting the show not get out of control. And, you know, okay, so in terms of the addressing the, the fake heckler thing, because there are some people, every time I have a clip go viral, there will be someone on it be like, it's fake and he pays actors. And, he, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, walk me through the logistics of this. Come on, smart guy. Let's, let's go through this. For, okay, first thing, these clips happen all over the world. So if I'm hiring actors, where am I getting them from? What am I paying them? How are there not casting notices everywhere? Why is there no proof of this anywhere? Why have none of the people come forward? If I have these clips happen at colleges with students, did I plant the student there? Did I convince someone to go to this school for three years so that one day I could have five minutes of fun at their expense? Long the con. Long con. Yeah. Is that what you Absolutely. said? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's a very the long, very expensive con. con. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of like, what about their families? Are they in on it? Are they all actors also? And are we all good enough actors to never break? Like when someone sees someone doing something good and immediately assumes it's fake, it's because they're not good at it. And so they can't fathom a world where someone else can be. But like, I, I would, I'm not as good with hecklers as Jimmy Carr. I think Jimmy Carr is the absolute best in the world at this. But, you know, I'm top five. And so if you watch the guy who's known for being very good with hecklers being good with a heckler, wouldn't you just be like, oh, well, he's good at that. The same way that like, 
I watch LeBron dunk and I go, how the fuck? You know, like how the fuck can a human being do that? But you go, oh, well, a lot of human beings can actually do that. In fact, LeBron isn't even the best dunker in the NBA. So it's, it's people who, it's the thing I'm best at in the world. And, and for people to just assume it's not real because I'm good at it is so ridiculous. Yeah, it's like with a lot of conspiracy theories, you get to the point where there's like a threshold of there's too many people involved and not enough payout to where yeah. it's like, all right, so is there just one section at all of Steve's shows where all of his you know, this little conclave of idiot sheep followers sit there with their scripts on on note cards until, yep. you know, after you order the second drink, I'm going to wink at you. And that's when you know the insults come and be ready like that. That would and be the, more effort is, than it's worth. Is the club in on it? Like, it has to be. You know? Right, the club would have to be in on it. And also, if I do this, am I so good at disguising it? Am I so brilliant that I do it every 10 or 15 shows just so no one will be on to me? <laughs> like, and it doesn't seem like it'd be a fun job to be like, yeah, I want to be the guy that stands up and then everybody looks at me for the next 40 minutes thinking, what a fool, what a foolish idiot you turned out to be, guy in the red shirt or whatever. If that like, were true, it would have been exposed by now in this era of social media. We saw that happen when Cl absolutely. Hillary Clinton starts putting out that those fake pictures of her on the trail or at the grocery store. It quickly, the, the oh, internet quickly... Serious. The, the internet quickly finds out that no, that lady sh that she keeps miraculously being photographed with at random as part of some like PR firm that works with them. Like they're all posed pictures. It's you know you know that like five adults sat in a boardroom and were like, what if she was on a trail? You know that shows that she's out and about. <laughs> you know she's she's right. physically active. That's something we're trying to push now. And, and the same and, you thing. Know, and it's not and it's not just one side either because you also saw that with you know when Trump had the paid people behind him. Because you know how that came out? One of them talked. Because that's people? how people are. Like what that's how would he pay people to go behind him. What? Why would he pay? Or what people did he pay to go behind? I'm, I'm curious about that because his rallies were gigantic. They didn't cover it was, that. On uh, Fox. It was earlier on, and it was to get diversity. Oh, so he was like, he went to like a, like a stock photo and was like, all right, we need a curly headed black woman. We need exactly. this Eastern Asian gentleman. Let's get an Indian too. Let's try and you know. Big right. swaths let's, over the whole continent. Let's have them all hold hands. You know, it's, yeah, he, it's, was big, he was very focused on race relations that, throughout the election, so that does make sense. He was reaching out heavily to the black and brown yeah. communities. <laughs> it, was the, it, it was for the ability to be like, see, I got one, right? I got one. <laughs> he's got a few, to be fair, you know? He's got no, a couple. I, I know. He's got but, Omarosa what, back there with him. That's what politics is. But anyway, the idea of, like, why hasn't, like, and I get in the beginning, absolutely, but I'm at 62 million views now. If there was someone that I hired, wouldn't someone have come forward? Probably, but it would have been on like Twitter or something. There would have been like someone would have put it together and they would have been like, aha, this, here he is exposed, everyone. Look, it's the same like heckler in three clubs across the country. They're all saying the same thing. Well, I've you discovered, and I've discovered that anyone who has the argument of like, I don't have to put it together for you, you can just look yourself means I got shit. I got nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when people I, say something like, I don't have to educate you, it's like, then what's the yeah. point of this conversation? If the second I'm like, can you can you prove that? Can you give me something to go off of? Throw, throw me a link, maybe? It's like, no, yeah. actually, fuck you. I didn't get that far in my own research, and I'm not going to further my research for you now. I like, had someone accuse me, and the link that they put as proof was of someone else accusing me. Ah, that does it. Yeah. I hearsay! Mean, hearsay! Now you're caught in a vortex. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just the idea, like, look, 
let's say it's true. Um, holy fuck, I'd be a good actor. Like, yeah, I, don't yeah, know, you- I don't know if you guys have seen any of the acting I have done. I'm not very good. <laughs> kind of wooden. I'm, uh, I've been in two movies, and uh, I was a six at best. So the idea <laughs> that I'm able to have this, like, viral empire of, of everything that, takes, that it takes acting, and yeah. that I've also written six hours of material to disguise this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got six albums. I'm about to record my seventh. And none of them have any crowd work at all. Like, it's, it's a, well, I guess, no, there's one where I do a Q&A at the end, because I do ad-lib sometimes, but it, it's not, like, there's no heckler stuff. Yeah, so. I didn't think that they were set up or fake or anything. I've watched yeah. your, uh, your, your clips uh, several times in the past. I always thought it was very funny. Um, I hate hecklers. Um, I haven't been to a ton of comedy clubs, but one of my, like, the, the, the most memorable experience was taking my uh, my then girlfriend at the time to a comedy club. May have been New Year's even, so almost a perfect uh, anniversary here. But uh, I remember being in, in in line outside the comedy club, and there was this obnoxiously drunk blonde woman who was about thirty seven years old, and she was just falling all over the place and being incredibly loud and obnoxious, so that like anyone within ten spaces of her in line was clearly hearing every belligerent like thing yeah. she said and she just thought she was so funny she kept like and I, I looked at my girlfriend and i went that cunt is gonna be a problem <laughs> <laughs> like those were my words and sure Jeez. enough we get in there and the comic was i think his last name's blue or something josh um blue? He's, josh blue the disabled guy the guy who's in the special yeah. olympics very funny guy and uh and and he has to be like Shut up, you know, like, like this isn't about you. What are you doing? Like, like, and she's like, ah, yeah, it's just like that. He's like, what are you filling in my punchlines? Like, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And like, by the end, he's he like has to stop the whole show. And, and everybody's just like the, the woman ends up being taken out of the place. And she was crying. She cried like she was the victim. And I just, oh, I, yeah. I just wish I wanted someone to like start booting her in the ass. Like, remember when Bart Simpson got in trouble in Australia that time, and his punishment yeah, was a booting? Boot. Yeah. <laughs> they were gonna put on that enormous boot and kick it in the ass. And of course, it was a rip off of the, the the American teens in Thailand spray painting cars and getting caned at yeah. the time. Singapore. But that's what that Singapore. Thank you. But that's no exactly problem. what she needed. She needed a booting out that door. She needed to get the... kicked so so hard in her fat ass. There was once where some guy was like, was interrupting me a bunch. And I just, you know, I, I most like, I brush it off pretty quickly. Like the first thing I said, and I've done this a couple times, where he'll, someone will mumble something and I'll be like, I know what you said, but it was probably stupid. And then like, I go back into my act and then like he says something again. And I'm just like, I, I just turn around, I go, hey, buddy, no one wants this. Like, whatever you think you're doing right now is the wrong thing to do. And like, we, you know, it happens a couple times. Finally, he shuts up. And so then after the show, he comes over and he goes, hey, man, I didn't mean anything by it. You know, my friend's a comic and, you know, and he's told me that like that that that's like a good thing to do. And I just look at him. And I go, your friend's a shit comic. <laughs> and he was like, what? I go, your friend is a shitty, talentless comic. And he's like, how do you know? I was like, look, I don't know who your friend is. But if someone tells someone, I was like, comics know that that's not true. So your friend, as you're describing him as a comic, is someone who's done comedy a couple of times and his material was garbage, so then he needed someone like you to try to bail him out. But professionals don't need you. That's why we're able to do shows when you're not there. 
<laughs> and like I had someone I had someone come up to me afterward once that was just like, Oh, did you see what we did up there? And I just look at her and I go, No, 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 no. There's no we. That's what I did. Yeah. Like you you threw something at my race car while I was driving around. Like you jumped in front of my car. I ran over you and still won the race. That doesn't make you a hero. That means you got run over. But for like them, were they the were asshole. part of the story, and that's all they really want, I think. Yeah. Right? It's it's such it's such crap, but it's the same way that like the the people uh one of my one of my recent clips was uh I talk about the whole idea of like people posting shitty things on someone's video, being like, I didn't like this, and how that makes you such a dick. And at the end, and I was performing with uh, Jay Black, who I mentioned earlier, he's a buddy of mine, and someone yells out that they like Jay Black better. And so I was like, oh, that's great. He's actually a very close friend of mine, and it's wonderful that you like him, and I think he's hilarious, um, but he's going to be very disappointed to find out that he's big on the asshole demographic. Like, to find out that, like, dickheads really enjoy him. That, like, his biggest fan in the room is a total fucking prick. And I just, like, went off on that for a while. And the reason why, it's like every time someone is an absolute dick or completely racist or hardly sexist or homophobic in their comments about how they don't like me, I'm just like, good. I'm so glad you don't find me funny. Like, I'm so glad that someone who's such a shitty, horrible human being doesn't enjoy me. Because what would that say about me? I've never well, done we, we so cast a wide net to all of those dejected <laughs> from Steve. All you reprehensible people, come, come. I've never done it. I've never been that heckler. I've been to, I don't know, not many comedy shows, two, three. Yeah. But why would you be, though? Well, I, just, I don't want to be a dick. This is why, I'm, why I behave. But I'll tell you, there is a part of me that, it almost appreciates the idiot in the crowd. Feels like he did do a role. You know, his role, of course, was getting his ass kicked. But, like, I, there's a twisted part of me that sees their point and, and feels like comics who all seem to be unanimously in agreement hate it more than it's called for. Well, think about it this way. Does that person have a point during a play? No. Or What's a magic it? show? I see it! I see it! He yeah. tucked it under the bottom! Hey! Hey! Yeah. Show us the bottom now! Show us the bottom of the deck! Ah! <laughs> He's not a wizard! Hey! Get the fuck out of here, guys! Come on, let's go! <laughs> it, it's I mean, exactly like that. You make a, a comedy, good point. There's timing, right? Like, like yeah. he talked about being able to do this thing with or without an audience. That's because there's like this comedic timing. There's this, it's almost like music. There's this, ba da 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 You know? Yeah. And, and if he comes in right as you're going, ba da 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 you're like, well, the da-da is going to have no effect now. Like, they forgot what the joke was even about, you cunt. You just made me unfunny. Like, well, like, imagine like, if, like, during a baseball game, someone stood, like, someone from the crowd just decided to stand in front of the pitcher. <laughs> like, and just thought that that was okay. Be like, he's going to have to pitch around me. Yeah. Isn't that, <laughs> that going to make this game different? Well, breaking <laughs> ball. It certainly yeah. will be unique. Yeah, comedy. Comedy is theater, just, just like just like a play is. Comedy is theater, and we all come in there. And yes, do we have the ability to ad lib and move around and bob and weave more than the average play? Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm coming in to work on specific jokes, and so I've got when I go do a show, I have an hour of what I want to present. And sometimes the way the material is working, or a new idea I have, or whatever, might change that. But at the same time, like one crowd member doesn't get to decide to change it. 
Because if that's the right thing to do, then how come all 200 people aren't doing it? And yeah, imagine what a shit show it would be if all 200 people were doing it. It's definitely a bad thing. I'm just I I understand what Woody's saying in that, like if you're someone like me who would go see a comedy show and not interrupt and just sit there and watch it, I'm enjoying watching the comedian because it's funny. And then if some asshole stands up, it just kind of as another third party viewer, it just becomes a different comedy scene you're watching. Where you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, now obviously the guy with the mic's going to roast this guy, and it'll be funny, and then he'll go back to doing funny things. But for the person in the audience, it's almost like, oh, I really hope he lays into him. I hope he really fucking, you know, digs that knife in. Yeah, but at the same time, most of the time, hecklers are not standing up and saying something where it's a direct, it's literally someone who just won't shut up the whole fucking show. And who just, like, on everything, they just have a, like, I had there was there was one woman uh, in Vegas, and I haven't put the clip up yet. It's I think I'm gonna put it up in, uh, next week. But there was one woman in Vegas who just wouldn't shut up through the show. She just like and so I do this joke early on. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but I said something about like I was like, yeah, you know, there are slot machines at the airport here, and and she just goes terrible ones, and I'm like, yeah, so you know there, and I'm trying to like get back into the joke, and she's just like, they suck. And I'm like, yeah, I get that everyone has an opinion on everything I say. Yeah. But imagine if we just all said that, like, and that's that's the problem with most hecklers are the people who, like, the person at the next table is just like, shut up. I want to listen to this person. You know, yeah. like, I want to hear the yeah. act on stage, and I can't because your incessant blabber won't fucking stop. And In for, like, every one person eye, that pops heckler. up that's really good where you can post a clip of it, like, for every one of those guys... There's got to be a hundred just murmuring and clinking the ice around and just being generally unpleasant to the yeah. point where they're not even giving you like a line to work off of. They're just being disruptive. In Can my I mind's eye, the heckler one? that I was, you know, like, I don't want to say rooting for, but enjoying, uh, you know, he had a clever thing to say. He had a punchline that was almost as good as yours. He had, you know, found a, a moment of hypocrisy in your routine or something like that that, you know, gets the performer to really... I don't know. Show his wit, and you know. Oh yeah, I mean that would bit. be that would be great if an amateur was just as funny as someone who's been doing it 15 years. But that is very very rare. Uh, that and and that's the ego that it takes someone where just be like, I'm just as funny. It'd be like this isn't just about being funny. There's a science yeah. to this. It's easier um, to add to than it is to create, though, right? Like yes. If if you were doing your routine and I just had to come up with six snarky seconds in the next hour. You know, I, maybe I could. Well, I had, so I had one and I was so mad that I was not recording this show. This was when I had a flip camera. And so I could only tape one of the two shows in a, in a, like on a Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'd recorded the early one. And there was this one woman who wouldn't shut up the whole fucking show. She just kept going on and on and on. And so, and I, you know, I dealt with her a little bit and I went back to the show. And then at the end, I haven't done my closer yet. And I say something about like, just, you know, thank you people for coming and I'm about to set up the closer and, you know, and I say, hey, you know, I, I really appreciate, you know, you guys all being here. I enjoy what I do. And she goes, that's because it's easy. And that fucking pissed me off. So I was like, OK, you think this is easy? And now the, you never invite the heckler up to the stage. But I was like, this will be a fun bet because I still have my closer left. Uh-huh. And this is a woman who's been drunk the whole night. So I go, <laughs> how about you come up here, you do five minutes then I'll do five minutes and we'll see how easy it is. So she starts to get up and I go, no, 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 let's put money on it. I got a hundred bucks says this isn't easy. 
and I take out, I happen to be paid the night before in $100 bills, so I take out a $100 bill, which is awesome as an intimidation factor. Because it wasn't like, let me count all these fives. Like, it was just like, all right, all right I got let's money. pay $97. You know? <laughs> change yeah. the bet, change the bet. <laughs> exactly. Do you, do, you take, uh, do you take Groupon? Yeah. So, <laughs> Can I owe you this? You know, like, yeah. So, uh, so, you know, I take, I take it out and I do the whole, like, you know, kind of crisp the money thing. And, uh, and so she starts getting up and I go, no, no, no. Put your money on the table. I was like, I want to show that you're serious about this. Put your money on the table. So then she stops and she goes, well, it's been really hard at work lately. And, you know, I don't know if I want to gamble that kind of money. And so then I go, okay, so if I understand you correctly, not only are you not good enough at my job to make $100, you're not good enough at your job to make $100. <laughs> and it was just this, it, like, it was one of those things where I was like, fuck, if I had that on camera, that, that would have been a big excuse. <laughs> That's a good one. That's really good. It was that's just, I mean, it was just you... someone being, and that's the thing. So much See, of heckling comes from ego. And so a lot of the response from it, it's a psychological thing. Right. And if you, if you really look at my clips and break them down, you'll see that a lot of it is I'm just trying to undermine what they're doing. I'm not swinging back at them. What I'm doing is they're swinging at me. I'm stepping aside and shoving them to the ground. Like but, that's the, and that's the difference. And I that's why I think my show. Are, Found what? that I bet the people who went to that show, the one with the, the female heckler who couldn't do her either job well, I bet yeah. they thought that the ending there where you you know put her down was one of the best parts of the night. Oh, I'm I'm sure they did, but that doesn't mean I should be forced to do it. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I just and, and I like look, the part of the I football don't do game where behave. they tackle the streaker. There's, there's just a yeah. piece of me <laughs> there's just a piece of me that that appreciates the art of knocking down hecklers and, and you no, know, like, and, oh, and I, I guess it's that, you don't and, want to, but it's fun and for no me. One, no, and here's the thing, like ever since I've gotten popular for this, like mm. a lot of people will be like, oh, do you get heckled more because people know you're the heckler guy? And which is a valid question, but it hasn't happened one time. There hasn't been one time where someone has come at me because of this. Like whenever they do, it's because they're drunk and stupid and egotistical and they don't know any better. Many, many times, someone has said to me after a show, oh, I wish I would, it would have happened. Or someone has said, oh, I'm so glad I got to see it happen live. But no one sees, like, if you see, like, let's say you see a video of a marksman on YouTube, and he can shoot something from, you know, I don't know, you're the gun guy. How far away is impressive? <laughs> Fifteen hundred yards. Okay, so he can shoot something from 1,600 yards. So it's even more impressive. You don't say, oh, man, I wish he'd shoot me in the face. <laughs> say, oh, I wish I could see him shoot something. And that's the, and that's the big difference. Yeah. I, what's, like, going with the heckler thing, because I know you've got so many tales of it. Yeah. Is there one kind of example that jumps out in your mind of a time where it went badly or you did get bested or somebody got a, a comment in and you went, oh, and as a comic, you probably hear the comment and more go, God damn, that was funny and quick more than like well, anger. That's never happened. That'll never, never. happen. <laughs> no, because someone who's funny and quick is smart enough not to do that. <laughs> that's funny. That's a, yeah, okay. Yeah. Good point. Um, <laughs> good observation. Also, you have the mic. I feel like if you even, if you're half as good as him with the mic, you win. Yeah, absolutely. Not just the mic, but with everyone facing you with the spotlight and with, Having right. already been funny for however much time you've been up there. 
That's yeah. what I so, refer to as the mic. Like, like I, yeah. I, I try to make this about me, but like I'll be in areas where I'm the famous one, right? And there's you know hundreds of people listening, looking, or whatever. I spout lines that would not work in a collection of peers that are absolute monsters. I just slay with them, you know, when I'm the center of attention and you know everyone oohs and ahs, and it's like I'm not really that funny. I just have the mic. Help. Yeah, and well, but here's the here's the one that went wrong, and this is actually where I learned the psychology of it. It was early on in my career. It's 2004 when, uh, or actually early 05 when Facebook was really starting to take off, and I had this thing where I had 200,000 friends on Facebook. It was before anyone had like a big social media. It was like the the first thing that kind of got me noticed, and just because I went on this friend quest, kind of making fun of social media in a way. And I was a writer for College Humor, so I had a big platform to do it. Anyway, point is, a lot of people enjoyed it. A lot of people got annoyed by it because some people like when something's bigger than them and some people get mad when something's bigger than them because they, they wanted to be that. You know what I mean? So this one guy was writing me like hateful shit every day. And your picture is with there and your name is with there. You know, I know who you are when you're doing that. And so he's just sending me, and I'm not doing anything to him. It's just a lot of his friends are Facebook friends with me. And so he's like mad about that because he's got so little in his life, whatever it is. So I know where he lives. I know, I know what he looks like. And so it was in Bloomington, Indiana, and I go to a show in Bloomington, and he's right in the front row. So I'm mad before I start <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just like, fuck this stupid piece of shit. He's been, you know, but I'm trying to hold it back. And so right in the beginning he starts sarcastically laughing and he's going ha 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 but it's not so over the top that like if i didn't know who he was i would have just thought he was he had a weird laugh you know maybe he was a little slow whatever it was so <laughs> i break out of my material and i start telling the story of who he is and i start telling the crowd like this this little piece of shit has been sending me nasty messages. And you know what happens? I look like a crazy conspiracy theorist who is just making <laughs> this all up. And this nice little boy in the front row is just laughing, you know, because he's, he's like 20 and baby-faced or whatever it was. So I lose the crowd completely. And I have to do another 40 minutes where they just hated me. like i to the point where like the host goes up after me and he goes you know we really like to uh support make a wish at this club and uh we want to make sure that steve did get his chance before his final exit of this world (laughs) um like just it was i mean it was atrocious and that's when i learned like it was early on in my career and that's when i learned like the real key to getting a heckler is you have to make sure the crowd hates them more than you do because if if you show anger, if you show fear that the audience doesn't already have, then you can't get away with anything. However, there was one time, and I don't have this on tape, but there was one woman in Ann Arbor, and she was at a bachelorette party, and she wouldn't shut up. She just kept going and going and going. And so finally, I just went right to her, and I said, like, I was making fun of her for just being such a loudmouth idiot for so long. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, like I said, because she said she was the maid of honor, I was like, great, you get to give a fucking speech there. And so, you know, and I got the crowd on my side, whatever. They absolutely hated her. And then I say, well, you know, I hope you catch the bouquet. And she holds up her hand and shows her big ass ring that everybody had already seen because she was waving it around like an idiot. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm already married. And I go, I know. But the way that you talk, your husband's going to leave you soon and you're probably going to die alone. <laughs> the room went apeshit because that was the nicest thing anyone in the room was thinking about her. <laughs> yeah. Like the rest of the room wanted so much worse for her. So I was almost like the nice guy by only wishing she would die alone. So it really is, it really is about, you know, get the crowd to hate them more than, more than you do and, you know, give them enough rope to hang themselves. Um, but on the that note, seems... I got to go. I got a show tonight. Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. Right. Um, uh, so what do you tell have to our, promote, man? Yeah, we go on for like four hours here, but tell our audience here uh, where they can go to check out all things that are you, where, they, where you want them to go to check you out. Absolutely. So I'm doing a giant 65-city, um, 18-country tour next year. It's called wow. the Your Tour. And people can not only come to the shows, but they can. there are cool experiences at each show where someone can introduce the show, and you can come and have dinner with me and the other comics beforehand, and like all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Uh, it's called The Your Tour, and you can go to theyourtour.com. Don't go to yourtour.com. That's just a budget travel site. So if you go to <laughs> theyourtour.com, uh, come and join us, and uh, every ticket on the whole tour is 15 bucks. Uh, so it's, you know, it's not very expensive. Uh, just come out and enjoy it, and we're going to be playing comedy clubs, theaters, rock venues, even some people's houses. It's a crazy grassroots tour. And, of course, if they want to see my YouTube uh, just Google the word heckler and it'll come up. Yeah. There awesome. you go. All right, dude, thanks for coming on. We'd like to have you back another time if, if you ever want to. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. this was a ton of fun. Thanks guys. Yeah. yeah for sure. All right. So I don't know where Woody is, but let me, uh, I don't tell know where he is a little either. bit about, uh, CISO, uh, while we wait on him to get back. CISO is the place for comedy. They won't tell you how amazing they are, but we will. CISO is amazing. It's comedy for comedy nerds by comedy nerds. CISO, spelled S-E-E-S-O, is the new ad-free service, uh, bringing you hilarious original series, hand-picked classics, weeks of stand-up specials, and more. Bingeable comedy, anytime, anywhere. CISO. Every episode of Saturday Night Live ever, including new episodes the day after they air. Uh, the Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon, and The Late, uh, and the late Show, and Late Night with uh, Seth Meyers the day after they air. And uh, they even have classics like 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, and Saved by the Bell. Even British comedies like The Original Office with Ricky Gervais, uh, the entire Monty Python catalog, the IT, the IT crowd, Steve Coogan as Alan Partridge, all that stuff. Critically, critically acclaimed originals and exclusive content like Harmon Quest and Funny as Hell. So if you're serious about comedy, you absolutely have to try CISO. Uh, stream it anytime, anywhere, on virtually any device. CISO is ad-free and starts at just $3.99 a month. Yeah. Oh, it's just $3.99 a month. Yeah. Uh, that's less than you pay for that latte or artesian cold-brewed coffee you're holding right now. So, uh, yeah, check out CISO. I have CISO. Um, every now and then there's a movie or some comedy thing I want to see that I can't get any other way without using CISO. So I'm a big fan. And sometimes you just want comedy. You know, you yeah. don't want to sift through all the rubble and look at the, the, the terrible documentaries that are offered. My God. Some of the documentaries you see available on TV or whatever service here or there are horrible. Just horrible. Not even like the kind where they try to be horrible, like uh, like the SeaWorld one where they really play up. Like, don't you feel bad for the whale now? Blackfish. No. Do you feel bad for the whale yet? I mean, yeah, kind of. You feel bad for it now? Yeah, now I'm starting to feel pretty bad for the fucking whale. You won. All right. You happy? What, I'm not going to go save it. I don't eat whale. That's all you can ask. Right? I'm not going to go free <laughs> beluga whales and shit from, from SeaWorld. So, I don't know. They have beluga whales in Atlanta. Wow. In our, in our aquarium. Yeah. Atlanta has, has a good aquarium? 
Yeah, it's pretty state of the art. They built it like three years ago, I guess. Uh, it's a really big one. It's really nice. Aquariums are awesome. I was surprised when Steve was saying, like, I mean, who goes to the zoo? I was like, I go to the zoo every year. I, I love feel sorry the for those fucking animals, man. I really do. Like, awesome. I, someone wanted to go a while back, and I was like, that's animal prison. Um, and I really feel kind of bad about like paying into the system that keeps them there. Um, and, and maybe I'm just ignorant about it. And like the animals that they have at the zoo aren't like netted in the wild and like, come on, you're going to live in concrete cage. <laughs> like maybe these are like, you know, a panda who got electrocuted on some power lines and now he can't live in the wild because he's blind and he lives in the zoo. Like that'd be cool with me. But I think it is the, the latter, the, the former. I think they're fucking netting these poor yeah. animals out of jungles and so. You know, some or some, just some, born in captivity. That's from even one worse. That they netted. Yeah. Ah, so sad. I feel bad for animals. I, I think as I get older, I feel more and more uh, 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 compassionate towards animals. I was just watching a clip earlier of the, of a cow playing in the snow, and it was it was it was a seventeen year old cow rubbing its face in the snow, and it looked so happy. And I was like, ah, shit, we eat those things. He's he's definitely playing right now. I, Dude, cow, yeah. What gets yeah, me just, is when the cows cuddle people. I mean, I see that yeah. a lot. Apparently, cows are like dogs if you get to know them. I knew a calf. Very, very sweet, and I, 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 you just admit you're doing something terrible. I do something terrible because I'm a partly flawed person. I like steak. Delicious. No, it's not terrible. You're not just like if you went if you were a farmer who just slaughtered cattle and left them there to rot for the fuck of it. Like yeah, you're just kind of a sadistic bastard raising and slaughtering animals. But like you, you're eating the food. I could eat something else though. Yeah, but it's gross. You want good things. You want beef. Think about if you if we raised some bullshit like like imagine if tilapia was the only thing left, just a bunch of farm raised tilapia fish that has no flavor and it's sad and you have to try and disguise it with all these other paprika spices and whatnot to get a meal. You're going to be looking at that cow with contempt in your heart at, at, at the second you take a second bite. Maybe we can make some tilapia. sort of laboratory-created beef to replace meat, and the cows can live free. Because, you know, yeah, they're, they're, belching and they're belching so much already, it it's terrible the for the ozone layer that's, with all that methane they're putting out. That's where I attack this from, right? So, so apparently they're belching and they're farting and all that what they eat is terrible for the environment, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's people like me doing my part in lowering the cow population. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Stop confusing our listeners. You know, stupid vegetarians <laughs> like, hey, are letting sense, cows man. run wild. Right? You're doing people like me. <laughs> doing the Lord's work. Doing like an cows. environmental tally like Al Gore. Where he's like, you know, I'm going to buy a bunch of these credits so I can use my hot tub every single night of the year. You know, and I'll buy away my pollution. <laughs> you know oh, that that ridiculous thing, but I like that. Yeah, I, I like that those guys like like DiCaprio does that too. You know, he buys away his pollution. He needs to fly around the world in a jet. You know, to save the environment. So in return, he donates a certain amount of money to offset his carbon footprint. You know who else does something? Scott Adams, the Dilbert guy who loves Trump. Mm. He um, he's a solar guy. Yeah, that's that's it exactly. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast and he was saying like, hey. I bought this thing. It's going to pay for itself in, I think it was 10 years. Do you think that was a good investment? And Joe was like, it sounds like it is. You 10 years, you get paid back. And then after that, free energy. And he's like, it wasn't. And I knew it wouldn't be because I knew if I waited three years, it would pay for itself in five or whatever the numbers were. And uh, he's like, but again, I'm going to misquote him. He kind of said something like, but I'm rich. And it's kind of my obligation to do things like this. You know, we're the people who lead the way. 
on investments like this so that the next person along has an even better payoff. That was the last Joe Rogan podcast. I don't listen to it as much anymore. I used to a few years ago. I actually listened to most of the Scott Adams one. That was really interesting. Like yeah, his yeah. perspective, because I followed him on Twitter, but I never like looked in to get his like uh, real in-depth opinions. But he's he seems like a really smart guy, which you don't immediately think of. Well, I guess that's not fair. I don't. I've never read Dilbert, the no, the comic strip. Really, like I've I've seen like random ones here or there, but I don't know enough to know any characters' names other than Dilbert. Mm. Like, I don't know. But to the to the zoo thing, yeah, it's it's animal prison, but as long as I as I just like going to learn about animals and look at monkeys and stuff, you know? I'm not going like, haha, <laughs> you wish dead. that you could go. You wish you could go swing from the trees, don't you, you little fucking lemur bastard? Like, I'm watching like, man, I hope this lemur does some cool, exciting stuff. I'd like to watch it swing around. Uh, of course, you're not going to. Or if I walk to the other side of this fucking monkey house, then you'll get excited <laughs> and do something. But um, I wish they, they could spot you as a fan, right? Like, like all these people come in and, and there may be casual regarding monkeys. And then Merka comes in. <laughs> he's got like the monkey hat on, a big like stuffed banana. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I love monkeys t-shirt. And they're yeah. like, oh, Taylor's here. We should do some flips and shit. Don't you think, guys? <laughs> like, yeah, I, like, a, like a, a, an, an ill-fitting like Gildan uh, like chimptastic t-shirt that like, <laughs> that I clearly just bought at the, at the, the shop. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, 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 I want the zoo to stick around, even if it is animal prison, because it's it's cool to look at animals. And if you, Kyle, tell me this, both of you, tell me this. If you could pay for <laughs> like a fee, or just go there. I mean, the St. Louis Zoo is free, so I don't have to pay to go there. But if I, if they just had like a you know St. Louis penitentiary that I could walk through. Very safely, they've got you know plexiglass between me and the crims, and cool. I can just kind of see how it happens. Wouldn't you want to take a look? Oh yeah! Can you promise the crims it? will throw poo at me like the monkeys might? Oh <laughs> god! Yeah. No, it won't be that. It'll be one of those fucking prison cocktails with piss and blood and jizz and everything else in there. You guys ever watch Reno Nine One One? Yes, but not for a while. I was just watching it today. And there's a clip where, like, I don't recall, but one of the deputies is taking all these boys, these children, on a tour of the jail. They're taking taking them into the Reno jail, and the, and and the cells have plexiglass instead of bars. He's like, you know why we don't have bars no more? And all these little boys are like, why? Why? He's like, well, it's one some bitch coming here, and all night long, his head would in the toilet, get him a mouthful of water, spit it in the floor. All night long, he spit water in the floor. Then. He climbed up like a monkey on them bars to the to the socket, pulled out the two wires, and put each wire on a different bar. That morning, when the deputy come in to let him out, he grabbed that bar and got a got a got a terrible jolt, and it heated up his belt buckle red hot till it just slipped through the leather and it cut off his balls. They just fell right there in the floor, two balls, <laughs> not a drop of blood, just cauterized them right off, and that. It's why we use plexiglass. Now, come on, y'all. Let me show you some, some other stuff. <laughs> the first time I saw upsetting. Reno 911, I might have been a teenager. Like, it's an old show. And, um, Not that it old. Took yeah, no. Me, no? It took time me an embarrassingly long time. You to... realize it's that yeah, like, documentary. Like, Cops was huge at the time, right? And I'm just like, oh, cool. I love these shows. Like, What's with that guy's shorts? Were you also watching season one of The Office, being like, well, I don't know why this guy's curious. Of course, the Scranton branch is getting closed down. Look at that. <laughs> nope, I'm gonna buy some of that paper. I know that. 
the only one doing any work around here. That guy set fire to the microwave yesterday. You know, it's <laughs> being a very insensitive racial training. No, this is not going to last. They really should <laughs> define that assistant to the manager versus assistant manager thing. I mean, this can't the, last. The best, the, Reno one, the best Reno I must 9 have watched one. I was 10, 15 minutes in before I figured out that that show was this fake. I was just like. The best flip to show someone if you want to like keep that going, because I like to do that with Trailer Park Boys too. Show them a few, a few bits so that they think, oh, these, this is realistic. This is like real shit. It's a little wacky. But okay, it's real. And then you get to the crazy fucking episode. There's one in Reno 911 where uh, the blonde with the boobs always out pulls over a drunk driver. And as she's giving him the DUI test, he's like, he's drunk as shit, clearly. But he's just acing it. He does the <laughs> alphabet backwards. Like, like, like she's like, wow, I've. I've actually never seen anyone do that before. And then instead of like walking a straight line, he ends up she's she's like she like does a dance number like she's like a rocket or something. And he, and he's like, well, that's nice, but but what if you did? And he starts like dancing. He's like, <laughs> he added like a barrel roll and a dosy do and a ha. <laughs> she's like, wow, that's that's pretty impressive. Are, are you a dancer? He's like, no, no, I'm just drunk. She's like, ah! I have seen that one. If you watch it on YouTube, it looks like a DUI pullover. Like, it looks legit. I I think some of the earlier episodes, maybe they did a better job of being that Trailer Park Boys, like, sort of mockumentary type thing. Sure, yeah. Um, And, and, you know, it depends what part of an episode you're watching. Because, you know, they start dealing with, like, TT, who's, like, this black crackhead woman with, like, beach ball titties that are like bouncing independently as she runs around with like knives and stuff you're like whoa this is real this yeah th- yeah this is real <laughs> <laughs> i used to love cops uh, i don't think cops comes on like a i don't know where it comes on maybe real tv now but when i was growing up it was on fox like it came on at like eight eastern yeah fucking yeah. prime time television on or something yeah what you gonna yeah. do Crap, boys! What you want? What you wanna do? And they they didn't have the tasers back then. They had the nightclubs. I know I've talked about this before, but there was one cop who had fucking nunchucks, and I was like, "What the fuck? Those aren't regulation." And a guy's running from, and he flicks the nunchuck and hits the guy in the leg, and he falls. And I I was like, "That's got to be the first time in like a thousand years that one human actually used nunchucks (laughs) as an effective offensive weapon instead of just something to like hit yourself in the balls with a mad guy." Indiana Jones, where he throws the bolo and he wraps him up and it somehow works. But I mean, maybe they should be able to use nunchucks if it's their culture. These Sikh police officers get their turbans. Maybe you get some nunchucks. You're Japanese, you can opt into a katana. So It's important that we don't confuse the the kind and peaceful-minded Sikhs with the Muslims, okay? Those, those, those are two very different groups of people. I'm, I'm completely cool with their turbans, with, you know, if it, you want a military turbans, police turbans, the whole thing. I don't cool know. I'm really military torn turbans. on it, on this thing. Like, oh, I have to fix Taylor's video, but... Um... Not missing anything. You're You are partly to my right and partly to Kyle's left. You are way over there. Oh, that's felt better, Taylor. No, I don't have to fix it. Taylor got it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so I've got the, the pictures of the Sikhs on there. They have, um, I guess, NYPD-issued turbans now. Yeah. And I saw it, and I was like, oh. so like Kyle said, like I get that Sikhs are, I think they're typically Indian. People don't know 
they're the warrior class. If a kid is, a, there's a class structure, like a, 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 a caste a, system. Yeah, caste system. And uh, they, they all one, one little. Let me throw this caveat in there because it's cool, and I because I have a little bit of respect for the Sikhs because they do this. They uh, and, and modern Sikhs have sort of toned this down, but they have to carry a dagger, this ceremonial like eight inch dagger at their, on their body at all times. And the only purpose of this dagger, the only thing they can ever use it for, is to defend the innocent. Like, like that, that that seems like a, a cool part of a cool religion. I'm okay with everything with them. But they wear the turban because they can't cut their hair, you know? I like they, that. It's a very Game of Thronesy thing, you know? Like if I, all yeah, I like I like so that. I, I worked with it's a deep. bunch of Indian guys and I asked them, like, hey, are Sikhs really that badass? Like, you know, would you assume that if a guy was like you're in high school and that guy's a Sikh, like can he kick everyone else's ass? And they were like, Yeah, probably. Probably, you know, like he would kick everybody's ass except for the other Sikhs. Like that, they're the warrior people. So I don't know how that gets pat, like the badass gene gets passed down among them, but I guess it does. Still, though, I, I see it and I'm like, I'm not sure that I love what to me kind of looks like a personal article of clothing. I, I get well, it's, it's a religious NYC. article of clothing. Right. Well, you know, like. And there are state officials, which is like the only issue I could see. And also, like, yeah, you know that's... how when you see cops walking around, you notice differences in uniform? Like, if you see one cop that has like a different hat on or different kind of outlook, you're like, okay, that's not just a cop. That's a bike cop or that's a different kind of cop. Like, if I see right. that's like these people walking around with guys. a different, like, any, if I see any cop with a different kind of garb, I'm going to be like, okay, that must be a different class of cop. Like that's a different thing. Like that's that might that's probably not an NYPD. That could be a meter maid, or that could be a you know sex crimes division or something. Like there's a reason that they have uniforms, and the word uniform is exactly what it is. It's a uniform. You have a uniform group of clothes that everyone agrees to wear in order to describe to everyone without having to explicitly say it to everyone you pass. I perform this job. This is my job. So that's why. Yeah, but they let you wear glasses if you need glasses, and you know they'll they'll let you wear they'll let you wear a crucifix or a, a star of David, you know, a necklace. If you want to do that, yeah. But if you wanted to wear, uh, you know, a yarmulke as a Jewish cop instead of the cop hat, I don't know if that's good because like you do. Well, want they don't that, wear it outdoors. You know, you want, I know, but you want uniformity. Like yeah, you would I, want the ideal thing is if you see a bunch down of down the specific yeah. examples Merka brings. Like I, I feel like I'm lining up with Merka's concept. I, I, I yeah. feel like when he says, like, look, that there's a uniform that people wear. It shouldn't be based on your religion. Not a, not a state job anyway. Um, yeah, <clears throat> that, that's kind of where I'm coming from. This I, I'm, I just like, dude, wear the cop uniform. Just be a cop. Yeah, that that's part of the job. But then their hair there... would be like crazy long because they've never cut it in their lives like what do they do with another religious thing i didn't actually know that you you might have i didn't know that either like then you probably have to cut your hair like and you Ah. and then you say to them yeah i know one thing with this is like oh you can have beards up to half an inch long okay but ted over there who just wants to have a beard because he thinks he looks better in one he can't because he's not a sikh so now you're literally ascribing privileges to people based on their belief system does that guy have to convert and then he's allowed to but he has to wear the turban too you know, it's just, there's no reason, I understand why people would want this, it's a religion, obviously, but you're performing a state job, and you're disrupting uniformity, for the sake of selective inclusion, basically. I'm okay with it, because because I think it's such a part of their uh, of their religion, It's and it's it's such a peaceful religion, they, they certainly would never force you to wear one. Like, if the Sikhs were in charge, 
they wouldn't want you to wear a turban if you don't want want to wear one. That's the difference, I think. They're not on a. I'm just I'm just much cooler with the sheiks like expressing themselves and 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 having 100% religious freedom and being because it's not like they're wanting to rub it in anyone's face. It, that's not their thing. It's not like they're trying to advertise that they're Sikh. It's like these are some of the major tenets of their religion. It's like don't cut your hair. It, it's it's the Apparently, the dagger. A lot thing. of Sikhs cut their hair now. That that you're right. That is a thing. But the modern trend is that they're cutting their hair now. Oh, those aren't real Sikhs. That's what the real Sikhs would say. <laughs> That's what the real Sikhs would say. Yeah, they do I, this thing where they'll wear a necklace with the with the dagger on it. You know, just kind of just like you would wear a crucifix or a Star of David. And it's like, ah, that's not that's cheating. No, you need a big, fancy Arabic looking curved dagger that you have to pull out to defend the innocent with. Like, I'd be cool with that, too. They should be I, that should be part of the police uniform. The dagger. The yeah. Dagger. Big, fancy curved dagger. I'd be OK with that. I am. Um, I, I just I, I don't know. Like, I, 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 just I don't think anybody gives a shit. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. It's not like, hey, you can't practice your religion, but. You know, if you are going to tell uh, whatever that fat idiot's name was, if I'm not marrying gay people, you know, mm-hmm. like then you you can't just choose to respect some people's wishes in the context of government about religion and not others. Like there's a reason it's valuable to have, you know, a complete separation there. Like, hey, I'm religious, so I'm not marrying them. Well, I'm sorry. This is your job. You are here to do the will of the state. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. You can pack up and leave. But while you are here... You fat idiot! You will marry these two men or these two women because that's what you have to do. Like, oh, I don't want to wear this. I want to wear a different hat. I want to do this. This doesn't conform to my religious freedoms. I'm very sorry about that. We're not doing it maliciously. We just know the value of uniformity in a police uh, precinct or whatever, and just having that standard. Like, on a semi-related note, I I think that if you pose for a driver's license picture, you can't wear a burqa. Yeah, right? of course not. It's for identity purposes. Yeah, yeah. Your identification card should probably fucking show who you are. You know, regardless of how you feel about anything. I need to know what's under that turban just in case. Right. So, the, so the argument yeah. of "but it's her religion" doesn't fly with me in that situation, and, and it doesn't fly with me in this one either. Like, I, dude. No, you, it, you shouldn't get special privileges for your religion in a state job. Well, really, ideally, you shouldn't get special privileges anywhere for I don't your religion. Think cops are allowed to have long hair either. No, you're not supposed to have face. You can have. You, I think you can have a mustache, and you have to have be shaved everywhere else and have everywhere. clean cut hair. Yeah, everywhere else. Everywhere <laughs> else. The chief likes to come and check. <laughs> oh man, is he a stickler for that? He spanked me last time. Oh, oh, oh was my ass red? <laughs> like the commissioner of the NYPD is like every like the second of every month. He's like dancing into the shower. You know, oh, it's you know, it's shave check Tuesday, favorite day of the month. You know, going to all the precincts. There's a line you know? like com- communion, except that you have to drop your pants and give you a cracker for some reason. I don't know. Bring me back all of our blonde-haired officers. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I, I just don't like special uniforms around someone's personal religion. I I feel like that should stay private and it shouldn't yeah, be part I agree with of, you. of that stuff. I'm okay with it. I, I'm okay with it. Um, I, I I just I can't see anything bad about it. I, I don't. I, I and are and like the more you the more you read about their religion, are good guys. The more, yeah, yeah, exactly. What? The more you read about the Sikh religion, the more it's like, man, maybe all of our cops should be Sikh. Maybe that's what we should do. I think we'd yeah. have a whole lot less problem if, if we if we had trusted our entire police force to the Sikh. Like, they, the big parts of their their religion seem to be about justice and like correcting wrongs in the world and righteousness. And I don't like, want to rain on any parade. Uh, the biggest air terror attack in history in North American history prior to 9/11 was committed by Sikhs in the 80s. 
Really? 329 people died, most of them Canadian. India Air Flight 182. Um, well, okay. uh, what were they angry about? Group. It, but it's not all Sikhs, obviously. It's the same thing as when any religious group does it. It's just like some shitty ones. And I'll, I'll tell you uh, more. Baba Khalsa was ah. name. India's police, fucking horrible. They're terrible. Like here you call the police if you're robbed, well, hoping that the well, police not... will help you. In India, the police rob you too. They just Yeah, they... yeah. Well that well that hasn't anything to do with the Sikhs necessarily, you know. They come from India. No. Yeah, but India's an enormous place. There's like, there's like a billion and a half people in India. They like they come from one yeah. region of India. It's one little like uh, they they got their own thing. Overall though, there is there is not a trend religion. that I'm aware of of like Sikhs committing violent attacks. Like yeah, that's those just are Hindus. You don't, those are Hindus like, that are like when I looked it up just out of curiosity. Like the thing that came up was that thing in the '80s. Like it, there wasn't like a 2006 Sikh attack, or I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm sure there is. There's a ton of people in the world, but this it doesn't. Yeah, they seem. Well, it I, seems uh, like a good religion. I don't know enough about it. I'll have to read into it. Seems interesting. Pretty nice. Uh, I, I'm all for them having their turbans if they want them. Uh, that, that's cool with me. Uh, as long as they're able to do their duty 100%. What I don't want to hear is like, oh, it's Ramadan, so Officer McMorley is out this month. Like, I, I don't want to hear that. Like, that's, like fucking, that's, that's the next step from here. Yeah, like, like, like I don't want to hear that. That's different to me. Like, this guy's like, you know, I asked this Sikh guy, like, what are you doing here? And why are you wearing that? Well, I have to wear this. I, Kyle, explain, explain to me how this exception of the rules is different than the exception to work on whatever month or something. Because it affects like, his like, job. Because because you're you're saying that okay because because of my religion, um, I only work 11 months out of the year. Of course, I want my regular paid vacation leave and sick days and stuff. But but during Ramadan, like I I, I can't eat, so I can't really enforce the law as it were or work or anything. So I won't be here. Whereas the Sikh guy is like, I mean, it almost seems like a if he's gonna grow his hair that long, it seems like well we got to put it somewhere in there. I, I just that's don't think long. a hat. But it's basically he, a hat. You know, one guy saying I want to wear my fancy hat. The other guy saying I won't be here this month. But it's all. part of uniform. Yeah, but it's still the thing of you're giving people special allowances due to nothing else other than their religion while they're sure. working. Sure, I mean a state we can have job. casual Friday where everybody wears sneakers too, if if you want to. Like I, in the end, it's about the results that that are provided. I don't care. It's not like the the police department is some like. Uh, honored thing where like oh i can't believe there's a man in uniform wearing a turban like that doesn't offend me like well i just don't care it, it doesn't have to like it doesn't offend me seeing them in a turban like okay. it's not like an offensive thing it's just it is i song. don't think you should get special yeah, maybe some people find it offensive i don't i think that's dumb i think it's just a bad thing and that you shouldn't give people special treatment based on religion and if you say well i can't cut my hair i can't shave i can't wear that regular hat it's like i'm sorry like you're welcome to go into the private sector and wear this attire to your heart's content. Unfortunately, for this job, it is required that you wear this. Like that's how it would be handled if I went in and said, "Hey, I look like a fat, giant-headed buffoon if I shave every day. May I please have a short beard?" And they'll go, "No, I will it looks only like support your you argument know? when you have like a standard physical fitness requirement that 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 means that there aren't any women police officers at the same time. Like if if all you care about is like uniformity and everybody does the same thing, then like." You gotta really stick to it. it it's not necessarily everybody does the same thing. It's just there. You need a standard of uniformity with police. Why? Like, if for one thing, let's say that that's not there's like, like there, let's say there's like a couple that. of no good nicks out there on the street of New York, and they see a cop dressed like this walking towards them. Their first thought might not be, "Oh, this is an officer of the law. I gotta, you know, really shape up. You know, I gotta get ready. You know, run. Whatever happens." 
they mm-hmm. they might see that and go, I don't I don't recognize that as a police officer. Is that a special cop? Is that is what this isn't something I'm familiar with. It sounds silly, but people make impressions based on what cop? they see. Is it yeah? Is that a real police officer? Like these because when you've ingrained into people's minds exactly what officer a cop Patel, looks like Turpin for Patrol. decades, and then you change it. You know, obviously people would catch on, maybe. I don't know how many Sikh cops there are in New York. I just think it's a slippery slope to allow people special allowances based on religion. But I've said that 50 times. I'm cool with it. I, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I, I, there is definitely a Won't line. change my life one iota. Yeah, there's definitely a line I wouldn't want crossed. You know, like, like I know that there's like police cruisers that say, in God we trust on the side. You know, they make a big deal out of that. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't really like that. Yeah. But, it's not uh, changing my life, but it's something where it's like, yeah, you really shouldn't have a religious thing on there. Like, there, we yeah. have that separation for a reason. There's a reason for it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let me, uh, is it, is it ad read time again? Could oh, be. it's always ad read time. <laughs> Hit up with an ad. Tell everyone a bit about Nature Box so they can get some free snacks. Let me make my screen bigger here. What do you do when you want to snack, but all you can find is junk food? Rely on your self-control to resist the, sem- the temptation? Please, you eat the junk food. Start snacking healthy with Nature Box. Nature Box makes snacks that actually taste great and are better for you. Uh, they're created with high-quality ingredients that are free from artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners, so you can feel great about snacking. Some of our personal favorites here are the peanut butter nom-noms and the chocolate hazelnut granola. Uh, Nature Box recently made their service even better. Now you can order as much as you want, as much as uh, and as often as you want, with no minimum purchase uh, required, and uh, and you can cancel any time. It's simple. Go to NatureBox.com and check out their snack catalog. There are over 100 snacks to choose from, and they're constantly adding delicious new snacks. Choose the snacks you want, and they'll deliver them right to your door. With Nature Box, uh, you'll never get bored. There are new snacks every month inspired by real customer feedback. And if you ever try a snack you don't like, NatureBox will replace it for free. And right now, you'll save even more. Uh, NatureBox is offering Painkiller Already fans 50% off your first order when you go to naturebox.com PKA. That's naturebox.com PKA for 50% off your first order. Um, those really are good snacks. I, uh, I don't, I don't always eat, I don't always eat very healthy. Um, especially considered that crate of soda that just got delivered today. But, um, How but I do it? like the nature box. Have you had stuff. any of that? Man, there were so many of them that were not carbonated. Like, what? Like, yeah, it's, it's so upsetting. Cause I got like a hundred dollars worth of soda. Um, I ordered off this website it, it, with shipping. It's like $3 a bottle or something like that. And uh, and like I I I must have opened four of them in a row and just tasted them and they taste like flat sugar water so like cough syrup and it like like four in a row we tasted and we're just like ah oh, god this is ruined this is terrible so it's been really upsetting so uh, for for people to know the background I showed Kyle this video I think we talked about it on PKN and it's on Vimeo so everyone knows Vimeo I'm sure and it's called Obsessives colon Soda Pop and there's a guy who owns a small store like a little grocery store and all he sells is soda all he sells is soda pretty much no diet there's a little and um he has lots of sodas that maybe like you've never heard of like apparently his cucumber soda is way better than you would expect rose soda rose soda and um you know like they he doesn't sell coke or pepsi but he sells some other things that are maybe like double cola manhattan special all that stuff lots of rare older Older really beverages. Remembering stuff like this. And uh, uh, so Kyle saw it, got inspired, and apparently you can buy some online at very high prices. 
<laughs> and uh, so he bought $100 worth of soda, which is, I guess, about 30 sodas. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, wow, it sounds like we already have like $12 in busts. Oh, like, like it, it, was, it was mostly a bust. Um, there's been a couple of them Did that were good. support? No, I, it, it's like, what am I going to, they're going to be like, uh, what are you going to do? Like, I feel like they just got shook in transport. So like ordering soda offline is a bad idea. Although, oh, that went badly off. But like, I would have been like, look, like, I guess these weren't packaged well enough to survive shipping. They were packaged so well. They were like, there was lots of like foam and like there was a box and I I don't know that now I ordered a 12 pack from a different company, um, a few days prior to this hundred a dollar purchase and it came in a big giant styrofoam like thing that was meant to hold bottles of soda all of those were good all of those were carbonated and fine um but man this it's been really disappointing i got the manhattan special which is uh the only three ingredients are like coffee it's espresso coffee sugar water and uh you got coffee yeah soda. that's it yeah that's it Cola. yeah it's just coffee soda yeah, yeah. it's coffee and, soda. and i remember the guy talked about it. he's like it's coffee soda and it tastes like you'd expect coffee cola to taste like. It's got coffee in it. Like it's just it's yeah. it's really tasty. Uh, I liked that one, um, but it also wasn't that carbonated. I got my Virgil's root beer with the Bavarian nutmeg. Uh, that comes in one of those in like a half liter um, old style pop top bottle. That's like the the you know you boop and you like, like push the metal thing and it like cantilevers off. That was perfect, and uh, and I love those. I love the bottle and everything. I expected but, yeah. them all to be like that. What, do the other ones twist off? Uh, that you know, you take a bottle opener and psh, he's a. Oh wait, bottle. then what's the other kind? It's like a cantilevered. Um, Have you thing. ever had water at like a fancy restaurant where you pour it out of a big glass bottle that has that t- pop on the top where you lift the metal thing, which allows you to pull the cork out, and then you, then you pour it and you just leave it there. They have it at all Maybe the f- at the. No. Maybe I'm not dining at the same restaurants as you, Taylor. <laughs> oh, you have not lived until you've poured your own water, your own lukewarm tap water out of a fancy glass bottle <laughs> that they got guaranteed 60 for two pricing at Pier 1 at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, uh, what are we looking at here? But yep, I'm, exactly. Oh. It's almost it's almost completely identical to that bottle, but it's a root beer. You know? yeah, I don't know. That was $5.60 or something like that. There's a real good root beer, though, right? It must have been. I, next time, I'll just drive to Atlanta, where I know they are. The international uh, market in Atlanta has a ton of that stuff. That's I what I, I should have done. I have seen that bottle before. I don't know if I've had it at a restaurant, but um, yeah. Now that I see but it, it's, I'm like, sure. Yeah. But that's how the root beer comes, and when you boop, you know, it's it's, it's very satisfying cool. when it pops yeah. off, and I, you know, but I yeah, man, the packaging, like it. I don't. Soda in a glass bottle makes me feel like this is a special soda. I we went to a um. That paramotor flying in Virginia a while ago, and, and on the way there, I saw two Pepsis for sale with real sugar in them, and they came in a glass bottle, and they had a, a metal top, and it was just like, I'm gonna save these, you know, for for like the end of the night campfire <laughs> sodas, and and we did, and they were extra good. They were like, I don't know, I think they it's are the better. Packaging. It's, it's the same thing with beer, I think, where if you're drinking like a Bud Light, tastes better out of a glass bottle than out of that can, and it's the same exact thing. I mean, I'm sure aluminum changes how stuff tastes if it sits in there. I don't know. It definitely does. Well, it's two things. It's the carbonation, as, as, as Woody knows. You know, you don't lose any of the carbonation, supposedly, in a glass bottle. I'm going to go get one of these glass bottles, and I'm going to pop it. And you'll be able to see just when you open it. Because normally when you, like, get a Coke. Like, I like those Mexican Cokes um, that have the pure the sugar, sugar, yeah, sugar in them instead of corn syrup. And when you, psh, 
you know, you see like the, the bubbles kind of come to the top and make it There's a little, a little bit of mist. Yeah, yeah a little mist. Exactly. I'm going to go grab one of these things and show you how shitty this is because I got a fridge full of just sugar water that tastes like cough syrup. That sucks. Oh, that's my, um, I guess it was a week and a half ago or something. Hope came home and she had six different sodas and they were like prickly pear soda. Uh, that's an up and comer. <laughs> s'mores was one of the flavors. Ugh. Um, it's not just lime. What is the the key pie lime pie? Called? Key lime. I guess it was key lime or key lime pie. Um, there are ones you just knew would be bad. Bacon, peanut butter, and jelly. Like these. Are they nuts. try so hard to push <laughs> the bacon into everything, and there's just <sighs> some places where you don't. Most places you don't need bacon. Most places <laughs> bacon isn't needed. There's a lot of food out there. You know. <laughs> Uh, that's five out of six. I did better than I thought. And we tasted them all, and I think I liked one. Uh, it, it, was, it was a little disappointing because I was so excited when she came home with this bounty. And uh, we all had, like, our, like, they weren't shot glasses. They were, like, Your flights. Yeah. What, is that what it is, a flight? Yeah, like a flight of beers. Like, you'll order, like, five, like, small glasses of it. or And then you can, like, try, like, four ounces of each different kind of beer instead of being like, I want seven full beers. That's yeah. exactly the experience. Yeah, yeah. So we had them lined up and we pour the prickly pear into each one and we'd all taste test. And, you know, like it, typically we'd all be like, oh, oh yeah, this that's is bad. You know, we won't even finish <laughs> this bottle. Like, I don't, you know, sometimes I taste it. I'd be like, Maybe it's maybe it needs a second taste, to, to, you know, because so does a complicated <laughs> taste. And I don't drink a, most of the things I eat: chicken, potatoes, whatever. It's not a complicated taste, you know. Beer, which I don't really like, but I can see that it's a complicated taste. Wine is like you can taste it and be like, ah, oh, you like it. V8, I like V8. Next time you drink V8, which you know probably never, <laughs> is uh, I like V8 fusion. Look at the the bottle it comes in and drink V8 and you'll be like, I can taste the celery. I can taste the tomato. I can taste the salt, of course. And yeah. it, it's just a bunch of fruit and salt. And you're like, yeah, like I, I'm really like getting every ingredient in this V8. So these sodas, which are like just as complicated as a V8 in terms of like the, the, the formula, the taste that could, some of them we tried twice and some of them we just knew right off the bat were terrible. None of them were... I want this again. Yeah, that I like that sampling kind of thing. Like at restaurants, you can do it. Uh, we did that when I was in high school. Me and a bunch of friends. I, I don't know if I've said told this on PKA. I'm sure I have so many episodes. But we basically <laughs> got a wild hair world. up our ass. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Woody's World. So stop me if I've told it. But it was in high school. And catch Kyle up. We were talking about trying flights of beer, flights of soda. You've done that before, I'm sure, where you get a bunch of small glasses. And we were in high school, and sometime over a break, and so everybody was the gang was all there, and they were like, "All right, we want to get drunk tonight because we're in high school and we're not supposed to, and we want to do things we're not supposed to." And we were like, "Yeah, we should get beer or liquor." And then someone had the idea of like, "No, how about we have like a really classy night where we go and get a bunch of cheeses and a bunch of wines, and we all go home and we get dressed up." And then we show back up where we're having this party and we just have a very classy evening of getting getting drunk. And so we did that and we had got a bunch of wine, got a bunch of cheeses. And for the first maybe that looks good, Kyle. For the first promising. hour, because the way we set it up is we had like 13 bottles of wine. I think there were seven or eight of us. So far too much wine. 
and then a bunch of plates of cheese with like descriptors we'd put on it like goes well with the red uh whatever the fuck ah this pairs well with the zinfandel a light fruity thing like like silly amounts of detail in there and for the first like hour it was us drinking wine like kids but the way we thought that adults at wine tastings would, where we'd be like, yeah, give me give me a tiny piece of that sliced cheddar, and I'm going to take half a bottle of the red. And, and, <laughs> and then just we guzzle it down the whole time being like, yeah, that actually is pretty good with this cheese. And I still remember I had that drunken moment of lucidity about five hours after that. The wine party had taken a turn. <laughs> the wine, there were so many empties of bottles of wine. The cheese had long passed or sat there to the point of almost melting. And I had that moment of like I'd been blacked out for a couple hours and everybody was drunk. And then like I had that snapback as I remember looking out across the basement we were in, seeing the pool table. Two of my friends were shirtless chasing each other for some reason. This you know, is not how adults nice, drink wine nice, No, no, they're wearing their <laughs> nice dress This is how 15 and 16-year-olds do it. They're wearing nice dress shoes. Someone was like swashbuckling with a couple of the pool cues. Someone had just passed out with some red stains on the front. And I just remember thinking like, this isn't how I imagined our wine party going. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> just blackout drunk aside from like three of us trying to salvage it. Like, no, don't spill wine. You know, it turns out when you pack a bunch of high schoolers full of red liquid that they're likely to expel, every opportunity of a gag is an emergency. Like, Ugh. hey, you get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. <laughs> fuck out of here. You know, no way we're cleaning up a giant murder scene when you yak up half a quart of the finest boxed red wine that we can get. <laughs> <laughs> I buy for in exchange was, for a lottery tickets. <laughs> I was like 15 years old, and I liked this girl, and I think she liked me back. We we had this like I liked her, and she didn't like me, and then reverse situations. And anyway, I'm uh, I'm gonna ask her out, and I'm 15, but I decided that getting her drunk would be in my best interest. So uh, we both worked together at this store called Old Salt. It's on the boardwalk in Ocean City, and behind it there was like a 30 year old parking attendant with long hair. The 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 kind of guy who knows where you can get pot. Like, not that I wanted pot, but that's my description of him. You knew he'd know. Yeah. You knew he'd know. That's Deplorable funny, Mike. That's great. <laughs> um, so anyway, I go back there, and I'm like, I need like a, a six-pack of beer or a 12-pack of beer. I, I want to do this romantic date, and we're going to have beer and hot dogs. And he's like, are you sure you don't want to go the wine route? And I'm like, I don't I really think beer is the thing that like people in my age group seem to covet, you know, like it, and, and I'm, I'm asking him to buy me beer. And what was great about him was not that like he wouldn't do it. It was just that he was trying to upscale my, my trying to help you out. Yeah. yeah. So this, this guy that you pulled a Hey Mister with gave yes. you a little romantic tip afterward. Exactly. You know, nah, kid, give her a few of these. <laughs> Yeah, and then I'll come with you. In the She'll end, be putty in your hand. I was set up with a basket with a cloth in it and a gla and a <laughs> bottle of wine, and I don't think we ever went on a date, but but I think he did send me in the right direction. He did, oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. You you should like that's funny that you asked a guy who's you know ostensibly homeless and a vagabond to be like, hey, <laughs> can you buy me this in exchange for the three slim jims you can get with the change. And he's, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm probably gonna use it. No, no, no. Slim Jims. I haven't eaten in a few days. I'm an alcoholic. You know how it goes. Um, uh, yeah, you. Ooh, you're, you're getting beer. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> you know, I haven't been in your situation in a while, but definitely, uh, I'm not a guy you should take light tips from. But go with wine. You know, and he's <laughs> out there. But real quick, I'm gonna go get the alcohol. You know, because I'm uh, volume for your dollar. Trust me, kid. 
Yeah. <laughs> he really liked me. I, I, I would pass him every day as I went to work. And, you know, yeah. either on a bike or walking. And... He was friends with your uh, arcade buddy with the handful of quarters. <gasps> that guy they were was part definitely of the same men's group. That guy. Like, it, it, I, there was a time in my life, like, or like in the 20s, it's like, you know, that might have been a pedophile. It's weird that a grown man would ask, like, a 14-year-old to come back to his apartment to check out his really cool stereo. That but is the... so fucking <laughs> but... it, it is weird that... That they checked my prostate. I mean, I was only fourteen, <laughs> and he wouldn't let me look at his tools. He blindfolded me throughout the whole procedure, he's the guy and it that was rather. He taught me how to play pool. He, he like he taught me how to play. Like he, he this was at an arcade, so you had to pay like I don't know fifty cents or a dollar every game, and he would just. It was an investment he was making in my tiny ass. You know, he's like, yeah, maybe six dollars, and I'll finally fuck this kid. Well, you know what? He he, if he was going out to a bar to try and pick up an adult woman, he'd probably have to have bills. Yeah, you know, yes, like absolutely. at least, but yeah. you know, he was going for the lowest hanging fruit, uh, it, children in an arcade. He nailed it too. Like, like I was really curious about that stereo. Like I, I it was the perfect yeah, thing he, to he say still, to me. You could tell, what are you still curious about what kind <laughs> yes. of subwoofers this guy had? He's like, maybe I should have went. I mean, how bad could it be? How yeah. bad could it be? He I, had a Panasonic yeah. G400, kids. Okay, I could take a little dick. If I, <laughs> if, I, if, if I could turn the dial, if I could pick the song, hey, hey, hey. Dude, what song you lose? I, I keep picturing that... Woody being like, and you know that guy's name? Jeffrey Bose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, he would have given me a job. He set my whole life up, you know, and all because I thought he wanted to fuck me. I didn't take that risk. It you know, I would take it a fuck. Like two years later, I worked the entire summer, all summer long to save up and buy myself a stereo, which I did, and it was awesome. And the speakers were like nipple high, and there were two of them. It was, <laughs> it was a rock Well, that was stereo. the cool thing back in the day, was the gigantic speakers, right? Yeah, they sounded good too. At all, like, now the trick is to somehow have invisible speakers or, or have speakers the size of your eyeball that sound like they're four feet tall. But back when speakers were four feet tall, they, they were really good. It, I, I could, entertain the whole neighborhood i'm sure they were impressed with my song selection little george michael faith you know <laughs> well, you're the neighborhood's dj Rest in peace. <laughs> let me uh let me pop this thing and, and see if it tastes like shit or not Do it near the mic, please. Can... Yeah, yeah 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 let's see let's see if we can see the telltale wisp that should come out it's been properly carbonated did it open yet oh yeah really that was lackluster like you said it would be there's no smoke. There's no like CO two. No, there's no bubbles there. in the neck. There's yep. no uh, mist. Or, uh... Okay, so he's putting his thumb on it and shaking. Take a little. Like, take turn like a it sip out down. Of we actually got some bubbles that time. This might be a good sign. Take this a little might... sip out of it so you can get a good shake. Get some more bubbles. That one's actually okay. This one. This one. This one worked. All right. Yeah. yeah this watermelon one's got, soda. Go. How is it? It's not very good. It sounds good. <laughs> I I almost bought a hundred dollars worth of soda from the website you linked to me. I was on the buy page. I had everything picked out. See the shipping. And I, and I was thinking, I'm going to wait and see what Kyle's experience is before I spend $114 on these specialty sodas. This and one's a good one. This was a winner. Um, this one's carbonated. It's got a little bite to it. It's uh, it's tasty. Uh, I was joking about it not tasting bad. It's okay. But, you know, like I, at least six of them I just poured out. You know, because they were just shit. Oh, that's, that $18. Sucks. that's like 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you just gotta just put that out of your mind. It's like the key lime pie one. I'm just like, oh, you would have been so good. <laughs> they were. It, it was a real, real upsetting uh, time when I started cracking those things open one after another, and each one was just <laughs> fucking shit. Very that's, upsetting. That's infuriating. Yeah. Especially yeah. how excited you get for those little things. Like, oh my god, when you went to the door that day, you're like, oh my god, my soda's here. Oh, kitty was. You know? <laughs> I mentioned it to Kitty. I was like, I got a bunch of sodas coming to my. Oh, they came today. I was like, ooh. <laughs> like, like, you know, I'm like, like pulling my knife out to get this box apart. Yeah, I was excited. Um, but but most of them have been shit, uh, not carbonated. Um, uh, yeah, very upsetting. I got a bunch of cool stuff. I got a bunch of cherry. Remember the cherry soda that he was going on and on about in the uh, the show, uh, in that little Vimeo video. Mm-hmm. He, it's like. Um, Something vine, cherry cordial, or cherry delight. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Really? Um, I got three. Yeah, I got those came in the twelve pack that I originally got, and uh, and I got like three or four of those. And each one ta- they taste like it tastes like a carbonated jar of maraschino cherries. It's so sweet <laughs> and delicious. Sounds, good. sounds pretty yeah, good. it's amazing. The it's cucumber. So the, the cuc- I wanted that. Didn't have it. Oh, they didn't have it. The, so he tells this story of a kid i think he comes in and he gets a soda that you wouldn't expect them to like i forget what it is like grapefruit or something he's like do you have anything else do you have anything else and he recommends him the cucumber and sure enough the kid comes back and he loves the cucumber and it was just so convincing the guy didn't if he's a salesman he's a master salesman because he didn't seem like he was trying to sell it to me he seemed like he was sharing his soda enthusiasm with me and uh I, it it just it was infectious. It made me want. He made a lot of it. sense. He was he was like these are all the reasons why the consumer consumer is getting a shitty product when there used to be this huge variety of amazing cool products you'd ever heard of. The truth is somewhere closer to. There's like eight flavors that are actually good. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if you want to experiment and you like soda anyway, like maybe you want a Manhattan Special or a Double Cola or a a Red Vine or a Whatever this is, Filbert's old-timey watermelon soda or something like that. I think of myself as a soda person, right? Like a soda person to me is someone who hydrates with soda, right? They keep a Pepsi like two liter in the fridge at all times. And when they're thirsty, they drink that or Coke. And uh, that to me is a soda person. And that's not us. There's no soda in our refrigerator. But, um, you know, like maybe I'm a a liquid candy person. I would love to yeah. see what a cucumber liquid candy tastes like. Or if the 12 sharing. packs of Diet Dr. Pepper were sentient, like that movie Meat Grinder, whatever the <laughs> fuck it was, Sausage Party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fridge, they, would be, they wouldn't even have time to formulate hypotheses about what was occurring in the world. Like the guy who was last in line in the 12 pack would be trying to scream to the new 12 pack, get out, try and roll the freedom, maybe you can make it. And then he'd be snatched up and they'd be like, God, he's being a real bitch, isn't he? And then they'd soon find out, you know, oh my oh, God, they all get to see seven in one day. They We're all, not going to last, you know? <laughs> I've got I've got this uh, there's there's like a little coffee bar in my kitchen where like all the coffee shit is because it's like three fucking machines and a bunch of accessories because everybody else has something fancy they want to put in their coffee here apparently but uh, on the bottom shelf of that I've got like like right now I think there's about 120 sodas there something like that and the way that I put a a 12 pack of Diet Dr Pepper into the fridge I pull out the bottom drawer 
uh, which is like, I don't know what it used to be, but now it's the soda drawer. And I just, yeah, I just <laughs> fucking tear it. open that little part of the end of the soda thing and I just go, dum, 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 and just dump the whole 12 pack in there. Like, just, just don't even give a fuck. And they're falling so on the So loud. So loud. And all the others are watching this. Like, like ah! <laughs> so they know what's happening. They know what, they know what's coming. Yeah, it's, people it's who, are, who dabble in soda, they, they restock so casually that they just put it, you know, side by side cans. You know, we do it like we're pouring ammunition in, in a war situation. A like, we need to get this you know, in there now. You know, these need to be getting cold stat. I need a cold soda three minutes ago. God damn it. You know, and they just poured it in there. Uh, yeah, I, I love Diet Dr. Pepper. I'm a fan. Love some. I like uh, Dr. Pepper 10. I like Dr. Pepper 10 uh, better than Diet Dr. Pepper. I can't the, tell uh, much of a difference, honestly. Ah, it tastes sweeter to me. I can't. It tastes sweeter to me. I just feel like I'm getting hoodwinked into consuming 10 calories. No, those are those are 10 good calories. Those are those are those make all the difference. I like the, I like all the 10 sodas. The, the there's like a Seagram's uh, ginger ale 10. There's like a. Uh, a uh, uh, like an orange crush or, or there's like an orange tin like yeah. like a root beer tin all that ale. stuff yeah is really good the tin one because I like yeah. ginger ale ginger ale is less calories anyway I like ginger ale a lot yeah but yeah real bust ordering from these fucking soda people real shame uh, I, in the future I will I were scammed that first website I ordered from those were all great but they had a very limited selection I got a I also got the champagne soda that was that was not good. I got a bunch of different fucking sodas, and and for the most part, it's been a real bust. Sometimes it's like, there's a twenty percent chance this will be good. Let's see what it is, and then sure enough, yeah. not good. Like I wouldn't have guessed champagne. I got one called Warm Ooze, which I haven't tasted yet, hmm. so I I don't have high hopes. I mean right. the, the 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 watermelon isn't so hot, so I figure when you get to Warm Ooze, you're really Warm. That's like the natty light of this brewery. <laughs> Prickly Pear was the best one we had, and it was like a six <laughs> out of ten. Like it, it, yep. it wasn't, it wasn't like black cherry from, uh, who makes the good black IBC. cherry? Yes, yes, or, or they make a good cream soda too. Yep. Great cream soda. And uh, yeah, there's a reason that IBC doesn't make like prickly pear soda because it's. I might make my own batch of root beer to see how that goes because <clears throat> I was reading like the ingredients are super simple. It's like, interesting like, like, about you, Kyle. Like you cook things, like it. It there's a you certain... make stuff. There's a craftsman in you that produces food. I wouldn't go that food. far. I, I just have and I do it again. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, yeah. Like every so often, you know, what did you, what were the, like, baked goods you were texting us about recently? I cooked those, uh, those chocolate souffles and the ramekins and, uh, and what was the other thing? Um, pee in it. Pee? I'm having a hard time recalling. What did I make? Did I make a? I'm like pasta. I'm, I'm, I'm um, having to go back through the text to see what I even cooked. I don't recall that. Hot pie. It was uh, oh, it was the bunt cake. That yeah, is... I made the sour cream bunt cake, and I made the chocolate souffle last week. I, I think it is the bunt cake I was thinking of, and I don't know where I got the pee. But nah, not um, a punt cake. No, but uh, this is bunt cake. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah, it was like a gigantic, uh, like chocolate covered donut. Uh, that was pretty tasty. Was that your yeah, like bunt cake or one that you made? Is it... oh well, I didn't like. Made. I didn't like. Apparently, yeah, you could I, heat I up that knife and be YouTube famous. <laughs> 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 I haven't even watched one of those videos, but I have neither. They're recommended to everyone. Like, wait, I just... what? What is it? Oh, on YouTube, 
There, I, I don't even, I haven't even seen the video, so I'm going to get this wrong. But based on the title and thumbnail, he appears to heat up a knife until it's glowing red and then cut shit. Like a bottle of Coca-Cola. Uh, I don't even know what else he cut. It's the whole channel? Just hot yeah. knife? It, yeah. it, it appears You don't knife. even need a press anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today we are going to use my favorite knife. Going to get it very hot. 1,000 degrees Kelvin. That's what it is. Or whatever, whatever unit really? they use it. So it, 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 it always says like 1,000 degree knife cuts through batteries. 1,000 degree knife through butter. 1,000 degree knife through, uh, you know, whatever. Lots of Through butter stuff. would be a very boring video. Boom! <laughs> 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 it kind of goes through the same as when it is not hot. <laughs> very easy. A hot <laughs> knife through butter is a thing. I wonder what a very hot knife through butter does. It wastes it. a lot of butter that melts to the side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, but yeah, that, that channel is exploding. I, really I'm gonna, need, I, I own... need to find a YouTube video. What is it just called like Hot Knife? Or... Uh, I'm sure I can find it quickly. Oh. It, it, you'll have no trouble finding this. Type Hot Knife. And hot Knife. Watch it yeah. melt. Yeah, all, all of those uh, thumbnails are a glowing red blade, like held right above whatever the item in question is. Yeah, this... Ah, wow. <clears throat> this one in particular is always recommended to me. He's cutting a, a soda. Wow, 61 million views. Good lord. This can't be this can't be that interesting. Dude, I went shopping for a shredder. Do you know what a shredder is? Paper Probably shredder? everyone's seen one. It has these like claws almost. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It breaks bowling balls, cars, tires, cows, like I oh, was like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what? Like this hydraulic press channel was exploding so much. What if I just bought a shredder and like you know, it's all. It was a quarter million dollars. Like they were really mm -hmm. expensive. A tiny one that could maybe do a bowling ball was like 60 grand. This guy has three blow torches and a fucking knife. This is crazy. How low that how, is. How low what you crazy. need. That's 11, 60 million views in 11 days. That's, that, that's absolutely outrageous. 4.7 uh, million subscribers. Fucking crazy. That's I, unbelievable. I, you know, I, I don't want to shit on anything. It's something that somebody else does, but goddamn people, like, like you could all do this at home. Like, you could put on your own fucking shit. It's he's cutting soap. He's Dude, cut, I you think got my microwave shit. series was higher effort than this. I was it lucky was. to get a hundred thousand views. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't watch anymore because I feel like I'm gonna be uh, 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 judgy and, and shit on what this person does here. But goddamn, he's just cutting like stuff around his house with a hot knife. I, like, I'm watching <laughs> more, and I'm gonna be very judgy. It, 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 it you know, if you're watching this it, 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 and you're like, oh, I can't believe you said that about his this talented genius. Like, like, geez, dude, you can do this shit too. Like, like, start your own competitive <laughs> channel right now. Yeah, hotter blades. Yeah, hotter blades. Two thousand degree knife. <laughs> yeah. See what happens when my 2,000 degree knife cuts his 1,000 degree knife. Ha ha ha. Yes. This is one where I feel like, Kyle, if you put, if you dedicated three hours of your <laughs> afternoon tomorrow to making a channel for this, that could be seriously lucrative for you. Hello, my friends. I noticed relative uh, Eastern European pussies trying to show you how to cut with CC knives at 1,000 degrees in Russia. We go 10,000 degrees, and then you just Plain do sword. something crazy. Yeah, we do this whole sword. I'll, t I'll show you what we I'm watching what him cut the this bottle now. This is a now. very good chip. It's completely uninteresting. It's just slowly melting. All right, it kind of caught fire when it touched the soda. But it, it, 61 million views. This guy is a genius at making money you know what without else being is, a genius. <laughs> what else is smart that he's doing? It looks like every video I've clicked on so far, 
half the video is him warming the knife up because he wants <laughs> to make sure it's as long as possible. Because at the end of the day, you don't have a marketable skill. You're rubbing a hot blade <laughs> on a piece of ice as I watch. As I watch <laughs> I'm going to get myself a samurai sword, and I'm going to heat it up to 3,000 degrees. <laughs> like, like... I don't know. It, the, the, the press channel made sense because it's like, yeah, he's putting in an abnormal amount of pressure on something that your average person just can't produce at home. You can't just drive your car over something and get tons and tons of pressure to, to mm -hmm. squish a hockey puck into goo yeah. or make a, a, a Bible explode. But I don't know. This guy's got... I have all of the shit that he had. I, I have everything required to like duplicate this guy's channel, yeah. and so did both of you. You know, yeah, it's, it's a camera, a knife, and a torch. It's like prohibitively expensive to start your own hydraulic press channel yet this guy hasn't even gone whole hog with the knife thing yet like why he, right now he's putting it on jelly he's putting it on on jelly <laughs> he's melting on, the, on jelly the screen everyone's it, watching the, yes he has a hot knife through chocolate like mm. chocolate is not even an interesting thing it should be a hot knife through gunpowder yeah it should be a hot knife through something more interesting than this he if you can do these kind soda? of experiments in your living room it's not worth it I don't think. Like you know, he's just picking up random shit now. This is just. This is just. This is just uh, he's just walking around with a hot knife, right, and a camera. He's like, oh. a hot knife through a Dixie cup. Like what the Dude, fuck? This, this, guy, this guy is a hot knife looking for an object, like a hammer <laughs> looking for a nail. He knows nothing but what he can cut with his hot knife. You can't you can't even get it hotter? Like some of this stuff, like the hydraulic. Watch the hockey puck, and you'll be like, man, I've held a hockey puck before. That is a huge amount of pressure to turn to yeah. liquefy that. Like I can't imagine this. He's like cutting through things like soap, and it's not even impressively no, bad. It's not. It takes it's, a minute. He's Dude, having to take the, it back the and reheat was, it and then he, cut. He did a hot knife through a um, a bag of potato chips, and it doesn't cut any better than the knife like a cold knife through bag of potato chips is easy to cut. And now you know. <laughs> Here's a hot knife through an orange. It's just yeah, like your cold knife through an orange. Yeah, that, that this, except that it burns it a little. Yeah, right, the point of the hot knife is that it has to do something different, wildly it, different than a, a normal knife. Yeah, and all the, if you're just cutting through jello, yeah, you're going to see a little bit of liquefied jello, and you're going to see it go real smooth through the first one eighteenth of an inch of that plastic, and then halfway through the jello cup, you can see it go. <laughs> Right. And just stop cutting through as much, and he has to slow down. It's just not get a bigger knife and make it, make it hotter. Those are my professional opinions to you. A bigger, hotter knife, or you're gonna find yourself very quickly a not relevant fish in an they even less relevant a, uh, pond. I can't think of the name of it, but they they make this like uh, this plasma sword thing that is oh is it a is it thermite is it a thermite sword what is that thing They're a lance right thermite lance. Yes, I think that is it. This guy couldn't get the knife to do enough to this phone, so he's just stabbing it. <laughs> I was he's wondering how the phone went. This phone. It just doesn't react to the heat. And he just like started. he put the he put the heat on there some, and like it discolored the screen in a way that like I would look at, and it wouldn't even register to me as an interesting thing. It'd be more like this is an event that's occurring. I have no I, whatever. Like and so he just started stabbing it into a cutting board, and now he's just hacking it. Like some ape. Like I'm, this I'm, this this knife hasn't been hot for minutes. A hot knife through firecrackers and, and it happens to be, you know, sparklers, the ones you run around with. And unsurprisingly, 
you can light a sparkler with a really hot knife, and it's, it's no different than a match. Like, uh, uh. Oh, a thermal lance in action. See, we get thermal lance channel. That's much, much better. Yeah, a thermal lance is this rod that they ignite using an oxyacetylene torch because you can't fucking ignite it with a with a with a uh, anything cooler, and uh, then it starts burning and they start cutting through steel like butter with it. Um, I'm, I just have it playing in the background now, but this. Come on, hurry up and start set it on fire. Go, 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 go. <laughs> thermal lances are interesting. Yeah, this, you know what? If you, this thing would just tear right through that bullshit knife. <laughs> yes, we should do a thermal lance through a hot knife. Yeah. Hey, I went on Amazon and ordered 60 of the knives that this idiot uses, and I'm going to burn through all of them with, and, uh, you know, five and, seconds of this thermal lance. I know we're hating on him. I, I really like that he oh. he's made apparently a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. And Good he's not hurting anybody. Yeah, he's not I, hurting anyone. That's what I like, you know? Until it, he brings it, the hot knife to people. Mm, I'm, knife through this is would be... this is I'm I'm just spilling out jelly bellies to be totally honest. <laughs> like this is I don't actually hate the channel. It's a good idea because obviously people are watching. Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm real jelly. I'm a jelly belly over the fact that I didn't think that I could microwave a knife for a minute and a half <laughs> and get a billion people watching overnight. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, this, what did you think of this? Uh, thermal lance is crazy. He doesn't talk or anything, right? Like I had this the volume down super low so we could talk, but there's no oh, there's just. Silence. I didn't you hear some burners and yeah, I don't. I didn't hear any like uh, commentary or anything. Because part what did of what the hydraulic of... channel did well is that, like the the people were kind of fun. Like they were seemingly yeah, they were, laughing. They were likable people. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying, Kyle? What did we? Th I was, was going to ask something? what you thought about our guest about the Steve guy. I liked him. Yeah, I like. I thought he was funny. Yeah, I like that he's a big sports fan. I really tamped down the hockey talk with him. I wanted to ask more about. The Rangers and the Kings, I guess, because I think he was there. Or, yeah, he must have been in L.A. when the Blues were eighth seed in, what, 2012 and knocked us out. The Kings knocked us out when they were the eighth seed, humiliated us in the first round, then they won the Stanley Cup. So not a lot of love for the Kings. But the Rangers never never really fucked with us, so they're fine. Well, it seems Same like with probably the... most teams have knocked the Blues out of the playoffs by now. Like, you should just... A lot any. of them have a lot, but you know, if you get knocked out, it's not as bad as when you're like, "Yeah, 2012, like we're the President's Trophy winners. We're gonna <laughs> actually maybe do something." Who we played in the first round? Oh, thank God, L.A. They barely <laughs> eked into this contest, and then the Blues win two in a row, and then go, "God, I already bought my ticket for the cruise a week and a half from now because I didn't think we'd even make it this far." And so then they lost four straight again. Three years, three to the uh, 12, 13, and 14. I think we won two games and lost four in a row. I really wish Philly had beaten the Blues. I would have lots of things to say, fun things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, see, see, like I said to Steve, I don't talk shit uh, with hockey I very do. much. I, I, you know, I, if it's an individual <laughs> player, it's fun because I'll be like, oh man, like Fabry really made you guys look like fools. And it's weird. This guy, this uh, this rookie, Robbie Fabry, for us, he's 20 years old. He, he's, he's played the Flyers three times in his career. And he's got five goals against them. Hmm. Sounds it's like just, an asshole. I don't know why that happens sometimes, but it is just a thing with sports where they're like, oh, man, this guy just rips this team apart. Or uh, for a while, I think it might have been Philly that did a good job of keeping 
Crosby, not off the score chart because that's impossible, but producing like a normal superstar instead of himself. They hold him down like a child under the water. They don't. They don't though. They don't. <laughs> they do. They're get, if if oh man, I hope somehow Pittsburgh and Philly end up playing the playoffs this year. Me too. Because we buried them. There at... No, Pitts, like Pittsburgh's just the team. They're, no, they are. I, w- I would love to face Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, you would if my hypothetical thing happened and everybody in Philly was able to go, yeah, uh, trade Giroux for Crosby. We're going to win for sure. <laughs> that. But no, no. I even, yeah, I you saw watch. people talking in the comments being like, come on, Woody. You know, I'm a Flyers fan. And if they came to me and said Giroux for Crosby, of course I would say yes. It's like, you know, <laughs> it doesn't someone sound who like a Flyers fan to me. That is no. an imposter. <laughs> yeah, we will lose with pride, you know? <laughs> <laughs> best player in the world, best player in the world. You know? <laughs> Dude, let's talk UFC. I, I'm excited about most of this card now, and I wasn't a week ago. The little media machine has totally turned me on. And I don't even know who Dill versus Lon is, but apparently a lot of hardcore MMA fans are most excited about that fight. And I'm, like, embarrassed mm. not to know these guys. But yeah, I, I don't know anything about the other fights. I really don't. Uh, I will watch them all. I'll, although I've said it before, man. It, I, you want to make it an easy buck? The easy money's on Magni. That guy is going to beat Hendricks like a drum. I am so confident, just as confident as I was in some of my other recent predictions. <laughs> I'll bet. But, I'll bet ten dollars on the other guy who who I've never do seen that. before. Put ten dollars yeah. on. I, I on am. Magni. I'm betting with you because you're so sure. Okay, it doesn't always work out, but I, I, I do, I am sure. I am sure Magni is going to whoop him. He's got an 11-inch reach advantage. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, he's going to get all tied up then. All right, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with my bet. 11 yeah. is too much. They 11 asked, is too much. They asked, they asked How do you opponent, have an 11-inch how, reach advantage? I know. They asked his opponent. They're like, you're giving up 11 inches of arm length to this guy. How are you going to get inside? And he's like, uh, believe conceive and achieve <laughs> he's like if i believe i can do it i know i can do it and then That's at a... the end bereave you know? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was such bullshit i was like you got no plan he's like there's a way i'll get in i'll get to him how, how can, oh, a person has got a big brother him. how can the guy be the same weight <clears throat> as the other guy and have an 11 inch is the guy with the reach advantage is he missing a leg no. Or something that Dude, lets him. The guy in this who has 11 inch shorter arms, he's the one that missed weight that we talked about earlier. He can't make 170. And he doesn't look fat. Fat is the wrong term for him. But he will have the most body fat of anyone who fights that night. Except for maybe the He girls. has an 80 inch reach. Yeah, he's, he's built like McGregor. What's the guy's name? No, even more. Neil where's Magny? his height at? I don't see his height. Well, he's bigger. Neil, he fights at 170. Neil what? 75 inches. M A G N Y. Okay, so that's 6'3", right? What would you say? How many inches? 6'3". Okay. Yeah, he, so he's 6'3". With 100... He is a very lanky fellow. And also clearly in very good shape. 80-inch reach. Yeah, you know, sometimes you hear lanky and you think, like, oh, is that going to work in a fight? Like, the guys that, uh, that someone who's never fought would be most afraid of is, like, the real strong guys. But, um... Dude, think of some of the top fighters. John Jones is lanky. Conor McGregor we'll see, is lanky. We'll He's see. Normally, your wingspan. No, normally, your your reach is pretty similar to your height, right? Yeah, usually they're real close. Okay. Well, well, in this situation, all right. His opponent, this uh, <laughs> this white guy. Huh, he's uh Johnny he's Hendricks. sixty he's sixty nine inches tall. Okay, so he's five nine or something like that. Um, 
his reach is identical at 69 inches. Okay. This other guy is is, is six three, but his reach is, is his height is seventy five inches. His 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 reach is eighty inches. It's five inches more. So not only is he just a bigger, taller guy by like six inches, but he's also freakishly long for Taylor some reason. Taylor should root for him. You know guy. why? Because he has <sighs> monkey proportions. That's racist. Yeah, and he's black too. But that's that wasn't my point. And my point is he's got those long arms that drag on the ground. He's got monkey proportions. See, mm-hmm. I don't like see if he were a monkey, he gives more of an arboreal lemur kind of vibe. <laughs> very I very much prefer terrestrial apes. And so things like chimps, uh bonobos, gorillas, an orangutan Perhaps. You see that giant oh. ship they found in Africa that's like fucking six feet tall right. now? I just want to take a break and, and thank Taylor for being way more racist than anything I said. Racist? That's, Your monkey no, comparisons I, I actually, were off the into, chart compared no. to long arms. No, I said that. <laughs> I'm I innocent like, now by comparison. I, I, will, I am drawn to the shorter guy because he more closely mimics like a chimp body type, you know? Mm. I base all my picks on, uh, you know, closeness to my favorite members of the ape family. You know, <laughs> you know that's why. I like Lesnar, very gorilla esque. And oh then this Magni, on top of being taller and longer, has a hairstyle that must—he's got like a like like a really tall hairstyle that's got to give him at least another okay. two inches. Like, this is going to look ridiculous, dude. Magni is going to whoop ass. I I I I don't know if I'll go so far as say he's a future champ someday, but he's a very exciting fighter. He takes fights on short notice and wins. He's kind of McGregor, except he's got a recent loss. I guess McGregor does too, but. Yeah, I, I, I like Neil Magny a lot. I think he's going to whoop up on Johnny Hendricks. He is my sure thing of the night. Uh, we shall see. You'll be giving me $10. Um, I, I'm, I'm just pumped for the for the Rousey fight. I would I would probably be happy. I wish I could pay like $30 and just get the Rousey fight and then just go do some other shit. Like, like, like really? I'm interested in all the fights. Because there's so many, right, so I think uh-huh. the card starts like with, with the prelims on FS1 and, and and the and the fight night stuff. Like you start watching MMA at 7 p.m. the 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 main card, the pay per view card starts starts at 10:30 Eastern. I think it's either 10 or 10 10:30 Eastern, and there's five fights on there. Ah, oh, shit! It's it's easily gonna be 1:30 in the morning by the time Ronda's getting uh, getting beaten up. Um, shouldn't be. I think it's gonna. Oh wait, maybe you're right. One thirty sounds late. Maybe one, but you, you, the point still stands. And if you watch all the prelims in the Fox, so twenty-five minute know, fight. Typically, there's a couple. There's two or three fights on Fight Pass, which is this like um, Netflix sort of UFC thing. And uh, but this, there's only one this time. There's only one fight on it because uh, one or two fights got canceled. Mm. And uh, and then there's I think three fights on Fox, like regular television. It's kind of meant to show fights and kind of meant to like sort of sell the pay-per-view that comes afterwards. And then yeah. comes the pay-per-view where there'll be five fights. And those will be the typically the biggest, like most awesome fights. And uh, those are the ones that I'm most excited about. So very, yeah, like, very, it's so like nine fights Friday night, tomorrow night. Um, I'm definitely going to be watching them all. Uh, but man, it's the Rousey fight that's got my interest the most. Does it, huh? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. That's so big, and and it's more about what everyone else thinks about it than what I think because mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that Ronda is that entertaining of a of a fighter, honestly, um, to watch. Because I mean, if she's just tearing a girl's head off and arm barring her in, in, in thirty seconds, like shit, how many times that are gonna watch monkey-like. that? <laughs> the <laughs> monkey like the monkey keep the arm. Yeah, I'm uh, just saying. It, it sounds like she goes in there and she just rips her opponents from limb to limb. That's 
that's a great ape. I don't know. I uh, I, I want to see this fight because the aftermath is going to be so tasty. It's almost like the the last presidential election. You know, it's it's like yeah, man, it'd be crazy if an outsider like Trump won. But man, what's really going to be good is seeing him at the inauguration with all of the fucking Supreme Court justices lined up in the front row and all. <laughs> and, and you know, not all of it, them, yeah. just eight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, just the remaining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just you know, it, it, the whole thing. Everybody's got to show up for this for this big deal, and it's not the sort of thing you can call in sick for. They got to come and show it, show their, uh, uh, you know, dude. It hit they, me already. They got to kiss me. the ring of Trump. Like election night or the day after, I was like, dude. Like, for real, Tr Donald Trump, who I thought of as, like, the clown candidate, right? Donald Trump's name is going on the same list as Washington, Lincoln, you know, Jefferson, Jefferson. all of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Trump! And Trump somehow. But there's also, like, Garfield and, like, Woodrow Zachary Wilson. Taylor yeah. and a bunch of people who, like, people don't remember. Like, Millard Fillmore. Nobody Jimmy thinks Carter. Millard Phil Fillmore. Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, people that don't, like, like uh, lots of bad presidents, too. So he's in company with all the all of them, but you know. It... I've been getting freaked out tonight. I haven't talked about it. I... We got the gun here. I just, saw it. Just in case, did you catch that? <laughs> yeah, I... dude. When I went to let the dogs in, I swore I heard a voice. A voice, and the dogs would like go outside, and they're just barking in, in towards the north. I don't know what the fuck. I, I should... What did the voice it say? It said Allah. <laughs> Come and but on, see. It said, it said Allah. Allah. And behold. Like, but it, it, not very well. Like, it might have even said Ella. But I was like, in my head, as clear as day, I heard a woman say Allah as I'm letting the dogs in. And it's a little freaky because the door's already open. It's been open for a minute or so because one of my dogs yeah. knows how to open a door. At least you didn't hear it from the kitchen behind you. Yeah. Like, I don't know where it came from, but I'm, I'm going to the door and I hear this woman say Allah and I, I shut it. I lock it. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. Thankfully, this place is filled with livestock who will bark and shit if they see anyone, which maybe they just did. Like, maybe I need to sweep the house. I don't know. But I'm here. We'll see him coming for you. We will. With us. If someone we, goes, we may even tell know. you he's behind you. <laughs> Please, it's something. If I scream, shoot! Don't even think. Just grab it and blast right behind you. All right, we'll put that to the test. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I, I I don't like. I I get a little freaky when my family's not home. Not that I expect like hope to defend us or anything, but I do feel like you know that section of the house is kind of being monitored. You know, like like I'll be alerted. I'll at least know, like I know no one's in her room because she's in her room, and then she would say something. But uh, I, uh, that thing, uh, um, th that might be something that gives you a little peace of mind. What'd you say? I'm not. I, I linked you a thing that I purchased that might give you a little peace of mind. That way, you know if anyone's coming down your driveway. You should get that. Interesting. Yeah, it oh. detects the metal of the car, so. You know, Look at this. Raleigh man wanted in string of home invasions. I don't believe you. <laughs> WRAL.com. Yeah. Link it or. I mean, he was convicted, but, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I, you should have said that. I was, I was, well, I was going, oh, like, God. He, and the he super convicted. glues their nose shut and tapes their mouths and lets them suffocate in their own living rooms. Some survivors <laughs> say they, they remember hearing Allah. 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 Dude, so 
When we lived in Apex, there seemed to be no Apex news, so I just didn't really care about news. Like, nothing happened in that town. Now that I live in Raleigh, like, shit happens all the time. There's constantly some man found dead in a hotel, some home invasion, some cop got shot. Like, it's, it's a city, right? Every day there's a story. And uh, I, I don't know. Why I got a gun right next to me? I didn't want to say anything in front of Steve because he clearly would have looked down upon that. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, I'm hearing voices. What am I? Do- what were they just barking at? Steve's going to be some kind of jester, like up in one of those human sizes ca- size cages that we like reel up into the air to like laugh at him once you know in the hard times that's what's gonna happen to steve <laughs> that's, where, that's where he'll be that's in where the comedy is going in the hard times i'll tell you that right now chief dancing a, monkey yeah throwing fucking tomatoes at that guy yeah kyle will be like i remember you when i'm chief of georgia there'll be a spot in my cage for you yeah, you better hope you're not doing a show in atlanta yeah don't you <laughs> fucking heckle the chief yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I said it wrong, but you followed. <laughs> Those old human-style bird cages must suck. You know, they, 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 they're just like perfect size for a person to stand, but not sit, and they hoist they dance. The air. Yeah. I went to. Um, we used to go to these clubs that were like world famous in New York City when I was in college, and like they'd be featured on MTV and stuff. And I remember I walked in, and there was this like amazingly hot woman in some sort of human cage suspended from the air. Go go dancer, dancing sexy. Yeah, but it was a dance club, like like the Palladium or the Limelight or something, not uh, not a strip club. And I was well, go go dancer. That, that's the, that's what they do. Yeah, I guess. That's yeah, they're just you... up in a cage, right? Yeah. I thought they were on stages, go-go dancers. They're in a cage. Cage it stage. Matter. Tell me about your tell me Anyway, about your I was just very impressed, <laughs> and I thought it was so cool. In my head, I'm like, wow, I hope someday I'm so cool that I get into a cage. <laughs> that was a young Woody thought. I was like, I'll take my shirt off. I work out like six hours a day right now. I kind of want to get myself in a fucking cage. But, yeah, you uh, want to be in the cage until you're in the cage, and then you're like, this isn't as fun as it is on the outside when you can go, hey, look at that person dancing. Now I can walk around freely and get a drink and talk to people. the super cool people. Like, I'm like a nerd by the these standards right and i'm like a college athlete in really good shape and like i throw in a silk shirt and think i'm in fashion I'm like i didn't even think to wear snow goggles backwards like <laughs> you know but but there they are wearing snow goggles backwards blowing her whistle with like tight fishnet stockings and leather sh- like shorts that aren't much bigger than panties and like i don't know even guys you're dressing like uh um the gay guy from the Simpsons with the chaps and what have you like, like, uh, I don't know. I was just like, I don't even know how to begin to be cool at this level of cool. They're, you know, Jenna Marble started out as a go-go dancer. I, yeah. Was that what she was really? specifically? Or was she like a greeter or go-go dancer? That, yeah, you he... know, I think you're right. You know, I was looking at her, um, channel recently. I, uh, of course is doing great by most standards, but I think it's at about 13 million views a month now. Which, by Jenna Marble standards, is big change. Yeah, but that's what happens. I, I, I've seen a recent that's videos. That's the internet. It's fickle. That's the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've talked about this bell curve of a of a channel's life cycle for ages. You know, it's not that the videos got bad. It's just that people got to know them. You know, like uh, I, the, the, this argument I always use is how I met your mother. Like, I don't think that show started to suck. I just got less excited about it. It started to suck. Not in my opinion. I, I didn't like the last season a lot. Um, 
But uh, or pick some other show. You could say Friends or or whatever. Like I bet if you compare the last episode of, or season of Friends of the first one, you'll find that you know that more or less as good as the first one was. Um, there were seasons in there where the character, where the actors were like coked out and having struggles. Yeah, I like that. You got Finn Chandler. What what I think happens too often is Finn that Chandler. <laughs> yeah, Finn Chandler. Yeah, on cocaine he was much better. Chandler. I didn't know that. I never watched Friends. Yeah, I didn't really either. But you, if you look at a show like um, it's um, The Office, like like season one of The Office, season two of The Office, those are the best seasons. I think it gets much mm-hmm. worse as it goes on, and it's not necessarily a result of like. What it is a result of, in my opinion, is that early on, these were all people, the the characters in the office, and they all they all had a little quirk to them. But mm-hmm. by the end of the office, it, it, it that switched around. Now they were just quirks. Now they were their oddities. Like 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 that they became what the the, yeah. the the oddest parts about their personality and lives. So now Phyllis Phyllis is nothing but like it's clear that like by the end Phyllis has went from Mother Goose to like a closeted whore who like is into some weird stuff. It's clear that Stanley goes to sex clubs and, and is into all kind of like dirty S and M and like cheating on his wife. Um, Dwight now, you know, he gets married in a grave and like, he's got all of his shroot rules, like know your rules, know your rules. He's got all these stupid songs and he's like making his, uh, the mother of his child go through a beat cleanse. You know, everybody just comes so, yeah. becomes so ridiculous that it's not funny anymore. Well, they become like, they basically become caricatures of, their former mm-hmm. selves to where yeah. it's like you're no longer Michael Scott from season one where you're a well-meaning but goofy guy who's you know blissfully Racist. unaware of what he's doing wrong now you're a ham-handed over the top like saying things that no person who's not actually socially inept could could do like not a person in this world you talk to the most awkward person on earth they wouldn't do some of the stuff Michael Scott does in season six and it's like this isn't even like, a goofy guy anymore. Like when he gave like speeches and like, uh, or whatever it was for those conventions and whatnot, like him, his stupid speeches in the beginning of the series, never it was like, it was silly and funny. And then at the end, he's just a total caricature. I, and, and then and once Michael Scott leaves that show, I tried so hard to like it because I wanted to like it because you know how that is with series where you're invested in the other characters and you really want it to do well. That show is terrible. After Michael Scott leaves, I like. I've seen show. every episode. I, like, I can't rewatch. I like every the, season, not Michael Scott. But I feel like we're not giving credit for some of the characters for the way that they hit their stride. You know, when Michael Scott left, he had a big impact, and people cared about him. When Michael Scott was at Chili's and he landed that deal, and you suddenly realized, like, there's a sort of a genius competence here. Like, he's not just a ham-handed idiot stumbling all the time. There are certain customers or demos that identify with him and think that his yeah, that he's sure. great um i i know <clears throat> i don't know that a lot of the character at the very very end when dwight was running the place and you know he got like a second opportunity to be the boss um and then they just sort of ran through like he's like I, i'm married to her my you know best man is jim i think and, and this like they were just sort of laying it all out there and it's like wow there's a a depth to this show that didn't exist in season one when it was still finding its footing. I uh, I dig it. It's it's probably my one of my favorite shows of all time, especially sitcoms or whatever. C- comparing the shows to the YouTube channels, like they kind of have an arc. In my opinion, like interest in The Office did start to wane. It was losing its magic, and to me, it wasn't that the episodes got worse. It was that yeah, I've seen this show before. I think you know that's what happens with a lot of channels, and uh, I just I was the like, Jim and. 
the Jim and Pam story was the big story arc for me. Mm. So once once that starts to like once Jim and Pam become like mom and dad, it, right. it, 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 they really start getting boring and, yeah. and they're not interesting anymore. And man, that it, that that Jim uh, friend zone like connection thing for the first uh, couple of seasons was so big. It was so good for the show. That that that's kind of the sh- that, that that for me. That's what I was focused on was the re- Jim Pam thing. Do you remember when Michael Scott was advising Jim to go for it? He's like, she's engaged. He's like, engaged isn't married, and she didn't seem happy. And yeah, and you know, After the boat. It, it was like he he was an idiot. Now, if I remember right, there was they were like walking on coals and stuff like that, and Michael was particularly incompetent and frustrating. But um, then he gives Jim that speech, and you're like, you know, there was a real wisdom in that head somewhere. It just gets. Yeah, he's on the boat. Through it's just I don't feel like that happens as much at the end with him. Like he definitely changes as a character. Mm. To I don't know. When you think about it, though, he did ridiculous stuff the whole time that nobody would ever do. Like what was it? Was was the first or second episode Diversity Day where he makes everybody put their like the you know Jew (laughs) or black or uh, woman or whatever on their (laughs) forehead. And they have to go around and talk to each other as though (laughs) Kelly comes in at the end. He's like, oh, Oh, give me your cookie cookie. Oh, do you want some cookie cookie? And she finally just slaps the fuck out of him. Like, (laughs) Creed's one of my favorites, too. He's literally like, he's what did he say? He's he's like, um, no one messes with with Creed Bratton. The last one did. His name was Creed Bratton. (laughs) <laughs> like he's murdered someone and taken their identity. He comes in one day with his blood just splattered yes. all over his shirt. They're like, "Oh, great Halloween costume." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, Halloween. That's lucky." <laughs> I like the cults Here's... come up. He's like, "You make more money as a leader, but you have more fun as a follower." <laughs> I've been in many cults. Uh, yeah, Creed is great. It, it, like, he doesn't <laughs> even have many lines, but you're just like, what the? And, and oh, all of his lines are it, hilarious. Phyllis's husband was she the Scranton? Was he the Scranton? Bob Vance? Strangler? No, Bob Vance was not the Scranton Strangler. I thought he was. There, there are fan theories that suggest that he might be because he does have a violent streak for sure. And there's that time where Phyllis it says something like, uh, uh, um, you know, she's like, she's like, I might have to tell Bob, and he's like, so, so what would that mean? Never mind. I shouldn't have brought it up. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, because for a moment she threatened to like tell Bob what someone had done to her, and they were like, "Well, what? what then what happens?" He's like, "I shouldn't have brought it up," and just walks away. And they're all like, "Yeah," because but it, but Phyllis is always like that. She's like, you know, they were talking about like flirting or inappropriate flirting. She's like, you know, Bob's uh, uh, warehouse guys. You know, they're always flirting with me, and usually I don't let it go too far. <laughs> it's like what? So sometimes you do let it go too far. What does that entail, Dude, Phyllis? The office like was the, so uh... great. I like it when um, Phyllis is trying to set up Michael with a date, and he's like, "Oh yeah, could could we go on a rowboat?" And she's like, "Yeah, she's really nice to get. Could we go on a ro- could we go on a rowboat, Phyllis? Will she, she fit, fit in a canoe? A ro- <laughs> yeah. Could she fit in a canoe?" <laughs> and she's no, like, "All right, she, she won't." In a canoe. All right, God damn I knew it, it. <laughs> I like uh, when Creed shows up. With that blood splattered shirt, and they like are doing the interview with him, and he goes like, "I forgot it was Halloween. This is really good timing." Like <laughs> it's just he's sitting there getting interviewed in a blood splattered shirt at work for no reason. He's well, the uh, he's the best. 
when Ryan Howard takes over at corporate, uh, he thinks that the young crowd is coming in there and get rid of all the old guys. So he takes all the printer ink and puts it in his hair. And so he comes in with his jet black hair, like all spiked up. And then you hear someone kind of mention like in the background, like, oh, the printer's all out of ink. I don't know what's happening with that. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ryan who did that? The intern? No, Ryan went to corporate and got that new job. And he was everybody's getting blackberries. There's a new website. And Creed is afraid of, outsour- of um, oh, the so old guys being replaced him. Yeah, because he's too old. So he's trying to appear young and, and hip. He's like, when's the website going to be up? Brian, and Ryan's like, oh, any day. He's like, great, man, great. Hey, can we get some Red Bulls in here? Because hey, sometimes a guy's got to ride the bull, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, walks away. and it's so uncomfortable. He's 84 by the end of the show. Wow. <laughs> 84? Good for 84. Well, I mean, that's what he said in the show. You know, they, they, oh, they wow. asked him his age. He's like, 84. I, I, I got a... Uh, have you guys ever he? got scam calls from people trying to tell you that you got like a computer problem or something like that trying to basically over the phone fish you for information and and I fuck get with you cruises. i get a lot of cruises i get like home security um and shit like that occasionally are these but, emails but or calls you're talking calls about? you know calls. what i get for calls all the time uh about my student loans they're always calling me talking about how i'm late or i haven't paid st- i don't, i never had a student loan like I, I sort of I was a pay as you go sort of guy, and uh, so it's not like they're paid off. It's like they never existed. But I constantly get student loan calls. <laughs> I had the the lady called me today, and it was a number from I don't know one of the Carolinas or something. I looked it. I actually just looked it up later to see, and I found like a whole website about like you know watchthisnumber.org or whatever. And it was people saying like yeah this person tried to call and fuck with me too and this person called me and it was an indian woman uh said her name was like jenny or jennifer or whatever it was Naturally. and so she just uh, calls me i'm like hello she's like hello this is jenny with official microsoft uh customer support we are calling about many problems with your kid i'm like who who is this like who this is jenny with official microsoft customer service support we are calling in regard to your Problems with your computer. You have very many bad, bad programs on your computer. Very a bad malware. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's no good. Who, who is this again? Who are you with? We are with a official Microsoft uh, customer support and uh, calling about big problems that you have on your computer, your window right now. And I was like, oh man, can you just tell me my name real quick? And she goes, good, good Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, Gregory? She goes, Gregory Huff, sir, you're interrupting me now. Sir, you're interrupting me now. And I'm like, yeah, what's my name? Just tell me my name. <laughs> She's like, Gregory Huff. And I'm like, no, no. Who the fuck are you talking about? I'm not Greg. And she's like, I'm just you looking at the information here. This is official Microsoft customer service support. And I was just like, are you kidding? Like, you can't, you don't know who I am. Never call this number again. Like, for, you don't, here's a tip for anyone trying to scam. An official Microsoft representative does not answer or call you and go, hello, this is official Microsoft representative uh, Jennifer. Uh, I believe I said that correct. Jennifer. <laughs> you know, and it's like, no, you, you, you're, you're such a bullshit piece of shit. Like, you did this. An old person could have fallen for this. An old person could have been like, oh, my goodness, I don't want any uh, viruses on my computer. Oh, my, my social security is. And then just go through that, like. That's exactly what these pieces of shit do. And for her to say, oh, I forgot the best line. She said, uh, when I said, what's my name the second time, she says, uh, sir, you're interrupting me, sir. You're, you're trapping me with questions, sir. You're trapping me with questions. 
It's like, you, I'm trapping you with questions. My one question was, oh no, what's my name? Sir, you're trapping me with questions. This is official Microsoft Windows support. You know, it's like, no, you're not in fucking Raleigh. I guarantee that. And this is probably she your first day. This is your first day in the sweatshop because you did not get the line down. Your supervisor standing behind you, very upset, very upset <laughs> at how badly this call has gone for you. I had a very They're high throwing hopes. acid in her face for sure after mm -hmm. that call with you. Yes. Because Taylor oh, no, Gregory, wasn't please. Enough to get scammed. Go <laughs> the acid, please, please, Gregory. <laughs> Gregory, I ask you, please, this is a life or death situation. You know? <laughs> this is my fourth call today, and I have nothing to show for it. <laughs> but yeah, that really pissed me off that someone, first of all, just dials random people up, and I've never had one this obtuse, I've never had someone this obtuse and bad at it call where it was apparent immediately. Like, first of all, when one of those people call you, the first thing they do is ask you a question to make sure you're there and engaged. Always. Always. Guaranteed. They'll say who they are, then ask you something. They don't go on some diatribe about how they are official Microsoft window technician or whatever it is. And, oh, that just made me so mad. Thinking, I, like, it's almost like you think I'm that stupid. You were trying to sell me a bridge, and you thought I was going to buy it. Fuck you. I had a, I had a rent-a-center calling me uh, a lot, thinking I was someone else who used to have my phone number and uh, wanting me to, like, pay this, like, overdue rent-a-center bill on a television that was rented or a couch or some shit. It went on forever, and I was like, look, I'm not Stephen Moore. I got this phone. She didn't believe me. She thought I was fucking lying to her. And finally at the end, I was like, you know what? I am Stephen. I am Stephen Moore. I'm keeping the TV, and I'm never <laughs> giving you the money. I'm never, ever going to pay you rent a center. Come and get me. You won't take me alive. <laughs> and they stopped after that. They stopped after that. I was I was dying laughing fucking talking to him because she would call me and every time they would call, I'd be super polite because when I get a wrong number, I do that because I figure like if this person is incompetent enough that they, they're having trouble using their, their handset over here, maybe I should be nice. They're not having a good day. It's, it's yeah. often an old woman anyway who's like, like, you know, her grandson didn't give her like his new number or something and so they're fucking calling me. I already got the CISO ad, oh, but you. but but I'm always just real polite. Like, no, ma'am, I'm sorry, you got the wrong number. And then they call right back. And I'm like, oh, still the same one. And we have to go through the bit of reading the number back and forth. But telemarketers haven't really been a thing for me since, you know, landlines went out of style. I remember they were it was so prevalent then, but I don't get many bullshit phone calls. Yeah, well, I hadn't got one that bad ever, and that was just surprising to me <laughs> that you would think that in 2016. These scammers would have figured it out a little bit, but I guess if your craft is still working for a small number of people, you don't have yeah. to change that much. Yeah, you just cast a wide net. You get a bunch of dummies. You should have been like, you should have offered to give her your uh, your cell phone, your uh, your credit card number, and just 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 kept going reading numbers and random letters for as long as she would sit there and take it. Yeah, it's a it's a six eight two one seven 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 seven. Seven 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 seventy seven eight hundred and eighty eight three three. Then there's three twos. That's three twos right there, followed by a, Please, uh, a quad of four. I do not have my abacus okay. with me. You must go slower. Okay. <laughs> Once again, that is one 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 one. You know, it's what this is very clearly a different number than what you were previously providing. You An know. asterisk. I was. Remember my phone you rang Americans. and I danced? I was hoping it I mean, was a we scammer, Americans. but yeah. it was just a wrong number. <laughs> that was a wrong number? It was, remember, I, it was like an hour ago I got a call and I, it was... Yeah, they're checking to see if you're home. They're, was that, it that, just heavy breathing? Uh, she said she uh, wanted her cousin. Hey, Ted, this is Lois. Give me a 
Hey, Chad, this is Lois. Give me just a wrong number. Not as I had hard a... as I hoped. Nope. Yeah, there's been somebody texting me. I think it, it seems like an older person who thinks that I'm like a grandson or a niece or a nephew or something. I, I haven't really gotten to the bottom of it. And asking too many questions would give myself away because we still have this ongoing text relationship where she she texts she she wanted me to come for the holidays, uh, wanted me to come you know eat 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 like Thanksgiving dinner with her. And I was like, ah, oh, I can't make it. And then another time, she wanted me to pick her up from like a doctor's visit. And I was like, ah, oh, sorry, I can't make it. But but then every now and then, I'll just randomly send her a bunch of memes from the Donald. Like like it, it, she, I'll send her the one of uh, the sleepy Ben Carson, but he's got the glowing orange, like golden eyes, like because he's powering up. And she's like, what is this? And I'm like, it's Doctor Ben Carson. He's he's the he's the head of the housing and urban development now. <laughs> and just just so, so I'm just slowly indoctrinating her into the Trump. And- and who is this woman? No Some idea. I'm not positive it's a woman. It just feels like a woman who thinks I'm like her grandson or something. She texts me all the time. Oh, like, yes. Like, I have a great relationship with my grandson. He sends me weird texts sometimes, <laughs> and he can never help me at the hospital. <laughs> She's like, what in the world is that? I'm like, that's Dr. Ben Carson. He separated the conjoined twins. She's like, oh, and gives me the thumbs up. Like... <laughs> Like, like she's like she's telling her friends like yeah he's got great role models a Ben Carson a doctor yeah yeah here's a I didn't know he'd ever even been to Georgia you know oh, they're fun oh people are easy that to get one over sad. that makes me really sad for the reason that like I it, this this probably isn't true but in my head like I, I have a lot of pity for really old people because I always feel like man they like all their friends are gone like yeah. you just feel sad and it's like. I can't help but picture this poor woman like getting a text from that number and thinking like, oh, someone remembered me today or, oh, that was really sweet and kind. And and it's just you sending her a meme of sleepy black doctor. <laughs> <laughs> as long know. as she gets the same reaction, it's, a, it, it's still a good thing. As long as I, she likes it. And she, yeah, she I kind of thought of that, too. And that's why I haven't like gone like full crazy with her. Like I want her to still have some respect for her grandson. Mm. Yes, if you're gonna impo- if you're gonna pretend to be someone to a geriatric woman, you should do it with class and tact. Yeah, that's what that's, that's what I've been doing. Um, I won't be able to pick her up at uh, the doctor or help her with her Medicaid, but but you know I'm I'm you there for some mean show support. Up one of the times, and she goes, <laughs> "Hey, will you get me from the from the doctor? You just show up and act as though you see Come you up. know exactly." Oh, Come Gretchen, up. hey. That's yeah. been so nice to finally meet you. But show up on like an ATV <laughs> or like your dad's gator. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> what? It's what normal. Happened? Yeah. Uh, that would be that would be pretty funny. <laughs> I feel sorry for old people. Yeah, me too. I'm glad we'll never get old. Yeah, thanks. Thankfully. Not a chance. Uh, <laughs> the objective is to get out, old, just, right? Yeah. Isn't that like part of the goal? Nah, I, mean, the I really feel like I'm doing to, well. The objective is to die before you can get old and not even know what happened. Hmm. Yes. I miss out on stuff. Yeah, but you don't even know. But you'll never know it. Hmm. Have, you ever, have you ever fallen asleep in the middle of a movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, don't, yeah, yeah. you don't get yes, really yeah. upset the second you fall asleep and go, God damn it, I'm missing the film. You're just, you're just, you're asleep. You no longer are with it. You're, you're gone. Yeah. It's like you don't dying. mind. Like, you don't dying. mind that you ruined Ted Two for the surrounding fifteen people, uh, <laughs> you know, near your seat with your snoring. You don't mind. You're, just, you're like, hey, I got a little rest. I was tired. <laughs> You know, I like <laughs> it seemed like I saw like every fifth minute of the first 30 minutes of that show. And, that, that, and, that's a and in my percent. head, I'm trying to like put it together. <laughs> like, all right, all right. I know they went to a city of some sort. The teddy bear wins, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. These two seem to be fr- 
<laughs> this back yeah, out. I just remember me and Chiz over there like watching and like, ah, this is okay, and then look at her. I think we played paintball or something. That that was very tuckered. <laughs> I've never fallen asleep in a movie, and I think uh, I've only gotten up and left like two movies ever. Get up and leave much either. Captain America, the first one I got up and left. Really? Thought it was stone cold awful. Like just when you see that little wrinkly. Got that little skinny dude get into the magic muscle machine and then emerge as clearly the actual version of the actor instead of this weird giant head disordered shrimp. <laughs> You're just, I was just like, this is so stupid. <coughs> like, you have this technology, like this, this is once again dissecting superhero movies, which is silly. But if you had a pill that could make someone, like, as an example, like you have a machine that makes people powerful and super awesome, you have a pill that makes someone super, super smart. Do you test that on someone in remedial English who has trouble spitting out a sentence first? Like as a, as a you know, we need to test someone in the, you know, world chess championships against Russia. Let's not pick our chess master and give him this pill. Let's pick this invalid retard and give him our pill and see what happens. Like, no. Ah, but you're missing you were the, using the, the heart machine, of the film, though. You're missing it. The rock in the muscle machine. And then you wouldn't even have to worry. Like, oh my god, I hope Captain America's good enough to his survive. his essence and his soul, his goodness, and multiplies it by tens. You it's need more to than get that. A, go it's on. It's more mind. than that. So, so Steve Rogers is the quintessential perfect guy for this. And and a lot of what he is, a, is him is stolen right from uh, Audie Murphy, you know, the real legit, like, fucking Captain America, this guy who was, like, five foot two and kept getting kicked out of the Army recruitment. Like, no, we don't want you. You're a fucking shrimp until the war goes on and they need him. And he goes and he's, like, a fucking superstar and he captured, like, a 100 Germans or some shit and killed a bunch, too. But, you know, it, it's that he, he kept going. He persevered no matter what. If you put some big muscle-bound jock who's been winning their whole life. He won in high school athletics. He won in college athletics. He's, he's, he's excelling in the Marine Corps programs. Like, that's not the guy you want as Captain America because Captain America is more than a weapon. He's a symbol. He's a, it's important that he, he, he exemplifies all that America is and its goodness and greatness. And, it, and, and that's why it's important that Steven Rogers gets the, the super uh, uh, serum. Okay, you that's know? a pretty it's, good explanation. He, and, you know, he, he appreciates his power more, too, as someone who was constantly getting picked on and bullied by those stronger than him. Now that he has the power, he has a lot of respect for it. Whereas if you had some bully who's always had some modicum, some measure of power over those around him, and now you make him Superman, well, then he just becomes the Red Skull, right? That's the, He becomes the Nazi version of uh, and, Captain America. And he, he's particularly motivated to protect the people that he used to be. Yeah. Well, that's actually a good America. explanation. That's actually a better explanation than I anticipated. That does make sense. I but still don't still like Captain America and his <laughs> shield, but that does make sense. The shield's cool. I like the shield. His his, his the, he's too good with the shield, though. I I, I I like the idea of an incredible power, incredibly powerful weapon. Like even when I buy like a flashlight or a knife for my pocket, you know, I'm, I'm like, what kind of steel is it? Did was it was it forged by a Japanese master? Perhaps did he fold it five thousand times? Because that's what I'm looking to carry in my pocket, just in case. You know, I always want the best of the best. So I don't know. That always appealed to me. Do you have a knife in your pocket now? You carry one all the time. I think maybe. Yeah. Kershaw. What do you got? Uh, yeah. Right. What is this? Spider Co. Spider Co. Oh, I've yeah. got one in that class too. Yeah, it's very light, very sharp. I don't know. A lot of boxes around the holidays. I carry a juice. Juice too, I think. I... It's the same one I've had for a while. And uh, 
I don't know. I use the multi-tool aspect of it all the time. Uh, it seems like I always need pliers or a knife or a screwdriver or something. I, yeah, I like having some tools. Definitely a knife, because um, there's so many times where I can't get in. It's very satisfying to fucking, fucking fuck that I, shit up and get going. When I only carried a knife, I uh, I ended up using the tip of it as a screwdriver and like other stuff, You're prying things with it. So with the multi-tool, usually I've got... It's never the best. Like, these pliers, they're pliers and they're in your pocket. But if it's a big plier job, I'll go and get a dedicated set of pliers. Yeah, but you said the best part right there. They're in your pocket. Yeah. You, know, you got them right there. It, that, that, that whole trip to the garage or trip to the cabinet, wherever you keep your legit tools, right. is, is sometimes not needed if you got one screw. Or, like, you know, you're opening an yep. air vent or something. You just need to get in and change the filter real quick, right? Exactly. Like that's a good example. Like, crazy. there's no need to go get your fucking screwdriver set and be like yeah it looks like about a number 12 and i'm done like it's it's just nice to have a little tool on your pocket my dad's gone through so many of those damn uh leathermen i don't know how he's very hard on them he's squeezed it so hard that he like broke it like crushing something before he broke like one of the arms he uh i remember he he cut a electrical wire in two once that that was hot when he cut it and it like arced onto the blade and really fucked the blade up he's snapped the blades off um, he snapped the end of like the plier, the end of the pliers pinched like this and he's like pinched like that much of one of those off and like it's broken off. So like yeah. every so anything often I hear every... someone who's been on like three of them or so I'm on my first and yeah, well, I've, I've had it. some for a long time, but the ones in my pocket are the ones that see all the use. I have some other ones that I just leave in like the glove compartment and such, but, yeah. uh, as much as I use this thing, I, I don't think I've ever come close to breaking it. Yeah. Mm. It's he's, he's rough on stuff. But they, they've got that lifetime warranty, though. So it's like, you know, you just send them this broken piece of shit. And if they can, they'll just snap a new blade on it. They'll just put a new, whole new blade there. Mm-hmm. But if they need to, they just send you a whole new thing. They don't seem to mind that much. Um, yeah. they got a reputation to maintain. Yeah, Zippo's like that, too. I like companies that are like that. I like mm-hmm. the idea of buying something for life. Um, Darn tough socks, I think, is one. I it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a great fit. way to, like, like it, it's a great thing for consumers to be like, I can send this back anytime. And for the company, it's really not risky at all because 90% of the time they just lose the item. Like mm-hmm. you and, and the people who do send back in a broken Leatherman or whatever, like Woody are the kind of customers you want to fucking keep because when that guy goes out to buy a big thing, he's going to remember they had my back. You know, mm-hmm. the, this is the company I'm going with. I don't know about these fucks over there. I don't know what shady shit they're doing. And it might have fucking Jenny working in their call center, for all I know, over in, you know, Bangladesh. Official but, Leatherman support. Yeah. Official, this is official Leatherman support. I'm hey, Leather- sorry, Gregory, Leatherman. but you have damaged your knife in the way that we do not cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would just call as a scam to say, we do not cover the knife, I assume. It's and while I'm here, broken. I need your Microsoft ID. Yeah. This has become more of a prank call and less of a scam. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not want anything just to insult you and uh, know that you do not have a functional knife. You know? I bought something new for my motorcycle. Uh, it, it came and I installed it today. It is a, um, a license plate holder with lights above and below it. And when you decelerate, it's not tied into the brakes. It's tied into like a gyroscope. And when you decelerate, it, yeah, it, um, it blinks top and bottom. So people behind you see a blinking light, which is way more attention grabbing than like the shitty little light a motorcycle has. I like that. Naturally. Yeah, like, that, that's the big concern, right? You know, those fucking cars plowing you into a pulp out there on the highways or dieways, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. 
I wonder if I can show like a quick little shit. It's called like a Vovo or something. Maybe Volo. It's not I got a shower Volo. head that changes colors depending on how hot the water is. Mm. That's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, can think of, I can think of one instance. I could use that. Oh, no, it's nice because it takes... So, so my shower is on the opposite end of the home as to the hot water uh, heater. It's, 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 I don't know how many steps, uh, but it's as many as you can make uh, in the length of my house. And <laughs> it's, it's... It's not helpful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, it's about a stone's throw away. <laughs> I, it, it's got to be 45, 50 feet, uh, 70 feet. I don't fucking know. I'm bad at estimating the length of my home. But anyway, it takes a long time for the hot water to get there. So, you know, I, I turn the shower on hot, and then I, I watch it for a while before the hot water gets in there. And it turns from blue to green to, to red when it's hot. I like right, that. That's actually pretty That's neat. Do you guys want to watch this amazing license plate light video with me? I am prepared to be blown away. All right. It's so called I, Volo I, Lights Short Video. <laughs> I have uh, given you a timestamp. It should take you eight seconds in so as not to waste your time. And uh, are you guys ready? Yes. Ready, set, play. Do you see this license plate blinking? Yeah. So when you break, it does this attention-grabbing sort of thing, rather hmm. than uh, rather than just light up or whatever. Nice, I like that. You've really yeah, seen the bulk of it. <laughs> I feel like I really know what they're getting at. <laughs> it does, yeah. it I'm not sure I understand the concept. <laughs> but um, like I wear like it's high vis, like this yellow green kind of like uh, like a highway construction worker would wear, and I've got flashing lights and. Like the main causes of accident. Here they are. Um, alcohol. It's a big one. Uh, driving too fast, you know, over your head and not being seen. So Sleepiness. That's probably true with cars. I don't think that's a big one with motorcycles. Oh. Okay. But um, uh, so the alcohol thing is easy to fix. And, uh, you know, not driving over your head. That's a decision you can make. But not being seen, like that's been the tougher nut to crack. Yeah, that's probably number one on that list. Uh, right? Alcohol is number one on the list. Huh. I would uh, think that people would get hit all the time, just not be. There's no way that the number one way reason isn't just a car running into you. Like I refuse to believe most car drivers are that safe. Because I there's definitely been times where I've like started to merge, and then you look like even further back, and you're like, oh shit, like that that yeah. guy came up real quick. I I watch these. Uh, part of it is the a lot of the times the motorcyclists like. It's the car's fault, but the motorcycle participates. You know, like the, these people ride their bikes like their motorcycles instead of cars, if that makes sense. If you yeah. drive like a car, then you're kind of predictable. People are expecting car-like things. Uh, if you pass some guy going 25 miles an hour over the limit, even if it's on the left, they're like, oh, you came out of nowhere. Yeah, because you did. Because you're going Mach 1 and you're hard to see. You know, it, it, they looked for a car back there and they didn't see you because... You know, you came up so fast. If motorcycles were super common, then maybe they'd look extra far. And the amount of the, the window in which you have to notice them is much smaller too, because they are going so fast, and they are so so they accelerate so fast too. You know, they can they can be back there, and it, the last time you glanced at a mirror, and then you check a thing or you shift or whatever you do, and the next thing you know, they're right fucking here because those things accelerate faster than any fucking car in the world. They're outrageous. It's like a superpower on on on, on like a on a, a leader bike. Like, like they're they're yeah. outrageous. They're 
the fastest cars accelerate even faster. But the do but, they? Yeah, yeah. Like the McLarens and the, the hyper cars. They're well. The well. The uh, the Tesla is the fastest. Is it? Yeah. Huh. Zero to sixty, right? Yeah. I, I always I didn't know that. Makes but, sense. Like electric, it just electric. turns on. Super right. torque. They've got all their torque right from the start. But um, uh, probably has a lot to do with the tires, I would guess. I guess a lot of cars can lay down a ton of power. It needs to be some sort of power to weight ratio and good tires. Well, they've got and, – and, and there's certainly a computer like like putting all of it. the power that that tire can actually apply to pavement to it. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's not getting more power so it just spins and you lose effectiveness. It's not getting not enough. It's getting the perfect amount that those tires and on that asphalt can do. That right. Tesla is a fucking wa- rolling computer. Yeah, you just trust Tesla to get that perfect, right? Yeah. Right. That but, is really um, cool. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, anyway, <coughs> sometimes when cars aren't seen, or motorcycles aren't seen by cars, it's because the motorcycle is driving in a way that people didn't expect or didn't know to look there and... Uh, I don't know, but sometimes you just. I've see. had them, I've had them pass me going so goddamn fast mm-hmm. before, like like well over a hundred. You know, had to be because I, I I remember one time specifically driving back to Atlanta at like one two in the morning, and and being really out of it and and, and like tired and and I had to be at work in the morning and just being like all right let's keep it in this lane and just put on home at eight at seventy five miles an hour mm-hmm. and a bike came past me like something out of Star Wars. You know, like the sound was different because of the sonar effect. It, <laughs> the fuck the like, like he was the doppler effect. yeah yeah it's like he was here and gone before i could even think about it like 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 th- this terror that i'm experiencing right now is nostalgic terror because <laughs> yeah. that motherfucker is gone yeah i'm afraid of what might have happened three seconds ago because i had no control over it because this asshole is going 140 180 who knows either it could, could be either Dude. You know? yeah if and that guy's gonna really... cause an accident if not tonight, then another day. If you've never ridden a sport bike, like the bikes that do that, it's hard to describe just how much they... Well, Kyle has a sports car. It begs you to go that fast. It, they are sleeping at 70 miles an hour. It's boring. And when you go 120, they're at ease with it. You know, Kyle's car is like that, too. I, I've been in Kyle's car when we went fast a time or two. And... Uh, it's somehow like everything's happening faster, but the car doesn't feel like it's in a panic. My truck at 90 is panicking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's noisy. It's shaking. That like the the uh, motor speed is one that I'm not used to hearing. Yeah. Like the whole experience, like you really feel like you're flying at, at 90, 95 miles an hour in my truck. Um, that don't go that fast that often. The truck just clearly doesn't want to. But Kyle's car at 90. It's just like, yeah, you know, taking a drag off a cigarette. Like, it's chill. And these motorcycles do that, too. It's real extreme. Like, they just want you to go quick. And then there's a, a fun, like, when you corner and you feel that, like, probably half a G or something. Like, you know, you just, you, you sit you it, down. Yeah, it sits you down a little. It's it, it's a really fun feeling. It's the reason I the, didn't get that. The bike. weight to horsepower ratio has to be what, what, what it's all about, you know, because yeah. a couple and, hundred pounds and... Yeah, and it's just gear. They're they're track day bikes that people take on the street. They're they're really amazing machines. And uh, how many RPMs can those bikes do? Like 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 before they have an issue. Like 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 yeah. do those things go up to nine thousand RPMs, twelve thousand RPMs on the yeah, gauge? Yeah, like like twelve to fourteen would be a number that you'd see a lot in a, in a super bike. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah they're really quick. 
They're amazing. Man, those I, I see those those motorcycle accidents on YouTube though. Immediately takes the fight right out of me. Yeah, I'm like you know nothing to do with it. Like my gun just fell on me. That's not good. It seems like worry about that. That's not the just just fell on me. Well, if there are any scooters, they're scared shitless. You just hear like the frantic pitter patter of thieves' feet upstairs trying to get out. Ella. Whatever it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm enjoying my motorcycle. That's awesome. I'm oh, glad fine. you like it. Uh, it's uh, Those things are cool. I, I, I would like to ride one a bit, but but I, I don't think I would be a good motorcycle owner. Um, and, and, man, I'd be scared of doing something well, stupid. But most I, of all, I'm scared of someone hitting me. I forgot to show this earlier in the show. Not that it's a big deal or matters. My mom this year bought me a Christmas present and was like, <laughs> she Please told me she's like, "Oh, this is gonna be so funny, Taylor. I saw it. It was a joke from the podcast that you do. They all say that you look like an owl, and so I bought you this owl with." <laughs> what is it? It money? Rocks? No, free. Like it's potpourri. a really. It smells really good, so I do like it. I like smell good stuff, <laughs> and it's just an owl with a bunch of potpourri in it that I'm sure that she got from Pure One, and I <laughs> like it. I just thought that was funny that her gift was. That's pretty good. It's <laughs> great. Hold on next to you. We want to see the resemblance. There, that won't there be on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be a screenshot on the subreddit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I like that. Yeah. We have World Trade Market near me, and uh, it's a real mix of stuff. Like sometimes, like I have these maps on my wall. You guys might have seen them here and there. They're really cool. I like them, and that's where we get the crazy sodas. And then they'll also sell, like, a bookcase for $19 that is just such garbage. You'll yes. break on the way I, home. My, that's one of those stores that when I was little, my mom, like, you know, when you're driving around in summer and you have to go with your mom on all our little trips, she's like, oh, we're going to go to World Market. And I was always like, oh. It was the same thing as Pier 1, where I was like, oh, we're going to yeah. be there all fucking day. <laughs> and we get in. And it's exactly what you describe, like some like hand carved, beautiful, ornate, like Central African globe for two grand. And then a whole section, which is was just basically a random dumpster in Karachi that they found and upturned into that section of the store. And it's just trash. It's just third world trash. Why is so there you're so supposed much to be like, food? oh, this is a shower rod from Bangladesh. Oh, my God. You, you're it's so cultured. It's like, no, it's just a rusted piece of shit. Yeah, like this there's is food. There's like, there's snack foods in there and sodas you can and bugs because that's what people around the world eat. Like you can get bugs there. That it's the it's not it's silly. It is not it a. Is, it's uh, very so. Don't waste your time in the world market, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm uh, I, I like it there a little bit. Every so often, there's a gem. I like the sodas. Maybe it's just the sodas. It's just the sodas. I'm a big fan <laughs> just, of soda. Me too. I, I kind of want to get the sodas right now. <laughs> I, I'm going to make my own root beer. I, th this looks really easy to do. I'm going to really? get some of those fancy bottles. Yeah. It's, you just mix your, you just How boil you everything together. And, I, I think it self-carbonates. I think it ferments or something. But I'm no we'll expert. We'll find out. I guess so. Out. People make beer. And that, like, yeah. Yeah, they don't have yeah, special. It, I always thought I think, there was a machine I, that like pushed air. There is. Oh, yeah, okay. there definitely is. That's uh, somehow I got into a whole long conversation with Chiz about carbonation the other day. It was thrilling, uh, but but yeah, there's a total. There's totally a machine that sort of it's 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 like a little rod. It goes, 
it's just like instant poop, and it just pushes tons of CO2 into the liquid, forces it in. Um, but there's definitely like a fermentation process that you can get carbonation. Does it also uh, do that in the can or does it, do you pour carbonated fluid into a can? I don't know that. That's a good question. I would bet that you pour the carbonated. I don't know. That's a good question. It just really. seems like you know. can't get a seal in the can or that exactly. you, or maybe they're not built for the crazy? pressure. Like this is why shows like how it's made are so good <laughs> is because like when you, when you really start to break down society into how like little things are made, it's really mind-boggling. You're like, well, I'm sure they made that with, well, actually, shit. I mean, is there a factory that does this? Like, where's that factory? <laughs> and how I've never I... driven by, you know, the folding chair making plant. And, and, like, some of these things are interesting because I didn't even know they were jobs, right? You're like, dude, on career day, they never, they never told me about microphone solderer as a job. Or, I can't <sighs> say that word. How do you say solder? Solder. A solder iron. So he does oh, the soldering? Like soldering something or soldering something? Oh, wait. Solder. What? There's a difference? With the L. The L. There's a soldering, which is like little wires, is my understanding. Like little things. And then uh -huh. there's soldering. What is that? That's... Uh, okay, so my knowledge says that wrong. there is no such thing as soldering. Never heard of that. Uh -huh. But soldering, with an S-O-L-D-E-R-I-N-G... Isn't you're using a, a, a heat source, usually a torch, and you've got a wire, and you're heating your base metal and melting your uh, your wire into that base metal to weld in a way. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's you know so primitive welding. My oh, okay, is I'm Kyle's an idiot. Right, it's only yeah, soldering, right. but it says soldering versus soldering. My check which spelling is correct. My whole family pronounces it as soldering, which makes me think that it's regional. And by my family, I mean like Jackie's side too. I, yeah, you're you're totally right because I've always heard it as soldering iron, and I just assumed soldering was different than solder, soldering. Huh? Because I would never see soldering written out and read it as soldering iron. Like I would never do that. This has been burning very in my odd. head for two weeks. Speaking of like spelling, what? So I played a prank on you guys, saying that I wasn't recording painkiller already, right? And as Kyle yes. retold the story, he t he said that I spelled uh oh like a child, like U T O H. And I've been keeping, it's been burning in my head. How do adults spell uh-oh? What is the alternative? U-H-O-H. Uh-oh. U-H-O-H. Uh -oh. Now, I have seen that before. I just thought now, it was, I thought uh-oh -oh worked too. Like you the way you what? said it was the, the like if a child it. spilled their Cheerios. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. It's okay, it's okay, Woody, we got more Cheerios. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You know, I'm not going to get in trouble. Like... <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, I'm looking at this. It, you're supposed to pronounce that L. Uh, yeah. There yeah, is no never... alternative. Like, like, like. Um... Well, this guy says if you're in Boston, you can happily call it soda. Like it's chowder. S a w d e r. Yeah. Like, he... I, apparently, it's not an uncommon thing. There was I already exited out, but it was soldering versus soldering, and it says soldering is the right way to spell it. Obviously, because well, soldering. It. I just didn't know if important. the a silent L was ever. Uh, like acceptable. Apparently, they, I'm re, I'm getting a few uh, you know different reports. This guy says depends on if you're British or American. The Brits say solder, solder, s o l e d e r, solder. Americans say sod, der, solder, uh, for some reason. I would solder. say solder. 
I, I don't know. I, I, that's just what I would say, I think. Solder. I don't use that word a ton, though, so maybe if it were just flowing. So in the Cambridge Dictionary, it says that Taylor and I both pronounce it the American way and that you pronounce it the British way, which ties into what, yeah. So yeah, we're li- living with Kitty. Kyle, can you yeah. solder something for me? Yeah, that's the word she <laughs> uses. Yeah, I'm sure. She doesn't know what that fucking word means. Leave a comment. <laughs> if you guys make it this far into painkiller already, let us know if you pronounce the L in solder or not. Because I am feeling a renewed sense of like, like I was, uh, like I was mispronouncing oil or tar or something. And, yeah. and now, Leave a comment. Or saw. Woody, Woody is looking to, for a big rebound from Uh-Oh. <laughs> <And so, laughs> exactly. Back, you know, exactly. And- We're turning this franchise around. <laughs> it's been solder all along in, here in, the, in America. I didn't even catch the Uh-Oh thing. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh-huh. I'm like, oh, there's, there's some alternative spelling of Uh-Oh. <laughs> yeah there's some things that just did that it, that one didn't annoy me i didn't i didn't care i don't even remember like mentioning that she spelled it funny in a funny way oh, like people who say forgotten. cool people who say cool and spell it k-e-w-l though i'm innocent that makes me want to kill myself yeah, that one's like, like, i haven't seen that in a while i see it quite a bit it's I, very much fan out of it. Vogue. I used to think I, like a long time ago cute. i felt like that was a girl thing not a guy. Sure, maybe. Or, or do you yeah. think you're getting too old to start to, to use emojis? <laughs> On the other hand, I use emojis inappropriately. I am old enough to use ah. emojis in ways that you guys wouldn't. Triple exclamation ah. points, emojis, the whole nine yards. Dude, you said, I, I, am, I very rarely use emojis or exclamation points in any texts uh-huh. with anyone, even if I am excited. Because you don't set that expectation high. I have friends who text me, and everything will be like, hey, are you going to meet us here tonight? And it's like, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. And it's like, man, this dude is super fucking psyched at the prospect of me showing up at this place tonight. <laughs> and then if I get something from him three days later that's like, hey, we're, you want to play Settlers of Catan at my house tonight? And it's just a regular question mark. Suddenly it's in my head of like, well, this the, the precedent has been set that he is... In no, not unnovel situations, he's very excited, you know, at the prospect of hanging out. Like, what is he upset about now? Just like with a chick or someone, like, if you send her a smiley face just off the hello text, suddenly you've set that precedent. Oh, you don't get a smiley face anymore. Are you, are you upset? Oh, you don't seem as excited with your text. If you text as though you're always upset with someone, then they can't misconstrue it. Sprinkle a few dick pics in. Well, that goes without saying. <laughs> sorry, Grandma. <laughs> sorry, Grandma. Uh, yeah, sorry, Grandma. I didn't get no, it. I. Uh... But yeah, you gotta say, keep expectations low. So when you do, and the reason is, so when I do send someone a smiley face, they know that actually made Taylor smile. Like, cause yeah. he does not send smiley faces unless he's actually laughing. No, like, I'll send a smile to put a mood in there. Cause a lot of times text doesn't set the mood like you yeah, want it to. Yeah, yeah. Like, like sometimes I'm saying something that if you read it the wrong way, maybe you think I'm like. Maybe you think I'm, I'm mad at you, or not not you specifically, but upset or right. something. I, and, and yeah, I'll throw that smiley face in the end, so that you know this is all lighthearted. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, you know, I like, like, you know, if if someone yeah. says, "Hey, do you want to go here tonight?" and just be like, "No, I really don't want to. Sorry." Now that could go a lot of ways. Like, like that could be a real, like, that could be me, like really, like rebuffing you. Like, like, no, I I got shit to do. Fuck off. Or that could be like, maybe I really do have some shit to do. Maybe maybe we got something going on. So the smiley face lets them know, you know. I don't have anything to do, but I'm hoping next time I don't. I'm hoping next time I'm free so that I can come do things with you. 
So yeah, yeah I, 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 but I'm, I'm cutting there. the emojis down because I, I'm a grown fucking um, uh, adult man, and, oh, and it just seems like just get older too... and you can use all the ones you want. <laughs> you pack on 15 more years, Kyle. The sky's the limit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm uh, just teasing. I don't. Well, you guys see my texts. I don't think I throw in too many. No, you don't. No, I, I wasn't. Whatever. That wasn't directed. You I just don't like that you love or like or laugh at or favorite all of the meaningless no, texts that's, that's in those conversations. Oftentimes, <laughs> like, like, I, I intentionally just ignore it every time it happens with you guys or with any of my groups of friends because I know if I respond at all. It will just result in my text being liked and favorited <laughs> by 20, you know, everybody in the group chat or whatever. I t like three times during yesterday, I typed something and then brrr, deleted it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, nope, nope, do not engage. Do not engage. You'll only make this worse. Like, like, like what you want right now, Kyle, is fewer text messages from this group at this moment. The, the surefired way to get a whole bunch is by interjecting something right now. This is, let's just... Sit back and wait till Chiz and Woody are all spent, and it'll go yeah. quiet. <laughs> when they're all liked out. Well, uh, do you want to call the show there? I need to do a little post-roll uh, read. Well, let's do that post-roll read. I know that, Woody, I see my phone blowing up, so I know you just liked a bunch of fucking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Kyle's looking at right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just liked one message. It doesn't matter. Uh, this episode of PK is brought to you by um, uh, it was, uh, it was brought to you by Smarty Pants Vitamins. Uh, Smarty Pants makes, del make delicious and premium gummy vitamins for adults and children, uh, and kids. Uh, com the combining nutrients like omega-3 DHA and EPA fish oil, vitamin D3 and B12. Their men's complete features 15 essential, uh, nutrients, and all their gummies are non-GMO and contain no synthetic colors, flavors, uh, sweeteners, or preservatives. You can find them at major retailers like Target and Whole Foods. I wonder how they get yeah. those amazing colors without synthetic colors. They look like Sour Patch Kids. Ah, those all are those, naturals, those are all naturals, vitamins and minerals. That's right. Uh, so check out all of our sponsors: uh, 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 Nature Box, uh, those Smarty Pants Vitamins, CISO, and of course Squarespace. Links down in the description below. Um, we just had a great hangout with our uh, patrons. It uh, if was you're a patron. good. There was a guy there with better hair than me that could do magic. I wanted him to be a topic on this show tonight. We'll save it for next time. He might even be a good... We should get that guy as like a 25-minute guest. Mm. Let's not spoil what makes him cool. I think he'd make a good 20, 25-minute guest. Get him in, do his talent, talk about the things that make him interesting. Very cool. We've got a very cool guy who comes to the Hangouts, and he's he's multi-talented and uh, 17 Dude, years old and very intelligent. in general are... Because it's... It's not cheap. Is it $50 a month? Is that the hangout level? 50 bucks a month. That gets so you. there's that's... something about every one of those people. Winners. They're like, no joke. Like they're winners. Like, like they are. Yeah. This, the, none of these guys are like saving this 50 bucks up in a piggy bank. Okay. Oh, no, these guys are all very successful and it's not like, like it's 19 year old Minecraft millionaires and like coders like, that are in high school. Yeah. And, and, guy making a gambling site in texas out of javascript or something and he's, he's young and and like, a magician who's selling jokes to david blaine that were that were you know that that joke that we saw on the on um, the jimmy fallon show like one of our hangout guys sold that joke to david blaine that we were all remarking about so it's a really awesome. interesting people on there it was yeah a, it was a trick on a joke right am i wrong correct yeah it's a trick i'm oh. sorry but yeah the magicians uh the, the well we should definitely trick. that's a good tease well yeah. we should do that i'm interested it's a neat thing about the hangout. I don't know. I, I, 
I get a kick out of the Hangouts because the people there are typically special. Yeah, so check out Patreon down below. Link to that. Uh, five bucks, you get the show early. It's Thursday night right now, so those $5 patrons are getting access to the show in roughly 30 minutes from like two minutes from now. Uh, you know, for $10 a month, you're getting uh, your, your questions, your AMA questions submitted straight to us, and we get to go through that list and, find, and pick and choose. And you get uh, 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 video access to PKN and access to PKN in general, you know, as it comes out, which is really fun too. So check all that stuff out in the description below. Anything else? That's it, I guess. I don't think so. PKA 315.